As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, friends, and welcome to the time of your lives. <laughs> I'm Payne McKay, and I'm Adam whatever, JD. What well, else is good time? This is, this is a great time here, and uh, <laughs> we'll want you to know that uh, we spend a lot of money on this thing, and, and we think yes. it's doing pretty well. We're going to make every penny count, boy. You know it. Come on. Hello, friends, and welcome to an unexpected podcast. I'm Ez. And I'm Lane. And we're talking rings of power. Them rings of power, just digesting them wings of power, baby. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey. Oh. We're coming to you from the beautiful state of Ohio, which all of it's the Shire, okay? I mean, I don't care if you're north or south or east or west Come farthing. On. Welcome in. You know what? The borders are growing too, my friend. Yes, they are. The borders of the Shire extending east and west and uh, south and north, and even like northeast and southwest, all those other different cardinal all those directions. Directions. <laughs> secondary directions. Yes. And yeah, we're here. We out here. Uh, we're getting ready to talk to some folks. The Hobbit hotline is already burning up my phone. It's lit. Okay. Is your phone I, on I, fire? I bet it is actually overheating. Dude, my little phone from the 80s is actually i need to get a landline as because it is burning up already and i'm well, afraid it's going to just explode my ear one of these days keller brimbor don't need that forge he's just needs to get a hold of you on that phone you know what i mean if i had let me let me listen to, let me listen to you if i had or let me tell you something yeah if i had his biceps it wouldn't be a problem right now apparently as much uh, as you go on well, about his biceps and triceps and that's probably true his pecs rippling in the in the, in the uh, i didn't mention anything dust. about that now okay but if they are i'm I'm there That's for true. It, you know what I'm saying? Was that my own? That might have been my own little spin. I, I don't know. That's um, all right. That's all right. That's your okay. own. That's something else coming out. You know? That's your, <laughs> oh, that's... boy. Hello. Hello. Wow. There's some molten something. Anyway, we are this week we're doing something a little bit different. We are going to be peeking in the Palantir mm-hmm. uh, where we're going to have some 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 uh, semi-bold, sometimes full-on bold, yes, sometimes sir. full frontal bold. Uh, predictions for this show and where where we think the showrunners are going to take it, what we're seeing in the stars <laughs> uh-huh. or the fireflies. 
Hey, man, let me tell you something, as yeah. The word stranger, okay, it's Gandalf because there's a G in there. Okay? Wow. There's also, well, there's also an S. There's also, there's also an R, and there's a couple Bs, two Bs, actually, or okay. not two Bs. I don't know. Anyway, uh, we're seeing things that maybe aren't really there. But I was going to say, what does that spell? I have no you. idea. <laughs> I don't know, but stranger. Uh, but at this point, like it's all fair game. We were actually we 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 were talking about this before the show. Like we we don't even understand how it's possible to have so much speculation. And you know, I mean, I welcome it, but it's going to be cool to kind of make some predictions and, and get excited yeah. about. Yeah. And it's it's just fun. It's fun to like you said. We talked. You brought this up years ago when we talked about the show and you brought up the idea of when we were talking about weekly uh releases yep. Yep. or just a big dump and you were like a big dump geez. wow and you were like dude water cooler conversation man yes and i'm like yes. I, I was like i don't know i in my heart of hearts i thought there's no way we're ever gonna have this world is not lucky enough to have middle earth cooler water cooler conversations yeah and as just like you saw rings of power mm. in, in the ether you yeah. pulled this from from the void as well. I might start calling you Aru. Is it sacrilege? Who knew? <laughs> but we are having water cooler conversations about Middle Earth, and it's a beautiful place, man. It's a better world yeah. because of it. Yeah, so, it's it's good. It really is, man. It's, it's I mean that's what this whole thing, this whole episode's gonna be about. People are having them. They've been having them all weekend. They're all over the social medias, and yeah, uh, yeah it's I'm I'm excited for this. Can I? But real quick, just before I know you're yeah, about to dive please. into an important uh, point there. I no, just I'm not. Here's how <laughs> Here's here's how secretive we had to be about this. So these are our predictions. Okay. And okay. we actually yeah. recorded these last. And the reason yeah, we did. full proof in the episode We didn't want to get them out. We yeah. haven't had a black rider attack in mm. years. Mm. And I just want to it say was, in yep. the episode, very you very well want I mean, I we didn't expect this. Just a lot of things in this show we did not expect. We did not expect to have, like, the Tolkien professor outside spying on me with binoculars tonight, okay? The, the prancing pony was outside. I thought it was a—didn't I, I say this earlier? I thought it was—I thought it was a black rider. Lo and behold, it's just a prancing pony out there. I was seeing stuff out my window. At one point during the, the, the YouTube Live, I disappear. Cameron's like, where's Ed? I got down. Buddy can attest to you. I was on the ground. Because I was like, what is well, going that on outside? Have been, okay, that right. might have been something else. <laughs> we have the intimacy coordinator around. Uh, we can't yeah. talk about that. Anyway. Uh, didn't you also say that old uh, Cliff Broadway was out there stroking his Abraham Lincoln beard saying, I'm going to get these guys. <laughs> well, they're all out I'm there. I'm pretty like, sure the one ring was involved. Who, who names himself after the one ring, by the way? I, I'm telling you. I hey. don't know. It's a little... Keep keep an eye on him here, and in, in in the friendly spirits of this, I just thought it was I was, I was like, what? <laughs> Who is spying on us tonight? Just are we are we dropping something? Yeah, we are. We're peeking so you think you in the come to You think oh. you can be accepted to Mythgard, huh? Not on my watch, baby. <laughs> you think you would have a hotline and have all your fun? I, Not a chance. That's uh, it's just so funny because I just thought about the, the way in which we we you know the secrets we start talking about secrets later on in this thing yeah, too. Everywhere. It was like full secret, I, full secret, full circle. Anyway, full um, circle secrets. Whew. Anyway, yeah, uh, um, yeah, peeking in the palantir, my friend. Let's go. Yes, no, we we have a lot of predictions. Uh, we also have some other cool things that uh, will lead into yeah. So like you said, we already had the Hobbit hotline. It was incredible. I didn't know if we were disclosing that or not, but we are. Yeah, we and are. I'm glad. Yeah. 
it was amazing guys. Like I would also just say, um, I don't know, maybe, maybe honestly, maybe it's just not your thing. And that's cool too. Cause I don't know that I would call into a hotline either. Uh, but I tell you what, I love being on the other end. And if we don't have anyone calling, maybe I will call in. I don't know. It was, it was so enjoyable. Like if nothing else, it, I mean, we, did we learn incredible things? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, did we have our mind blown by different, uh, reactions, responses, theories? Absolutely. Yes, sir. Are we still waiting for Rachel to call back? Yes, we are. Oh, Rachel, my. please. <laughs> I don't know what happened. What? It was not my phone. I know I was going to get the blame there. It was my phone just kept like, cutting me out. It does it. Ask, ask Goldberry. Dude. It does it all the time. But please call back, Rachel. She, I want, she, I, she got in the chat and said I the darkness has taken my, me. The dark, she, maybe, we got to get back. Maybe got her. I don't know. Like maybe maybe Corey Olson took her ransom. I don't know for captive. Oh, I don't know. my. But we, it's, we need you back, Rachel. Okay? Because I want to hear the answer to the question of what – how is this whole Arondir and Bronwyn thing going to shake out? Because yeah, I think she yeah. holds the key, honestly. Um, mm, but yeah. it was amazing. It was amazing to hear from so many of you that we have seen as little round pictures on Instagram or Facebook for, in some cases, like four years. Or you know, you've, we've gotten DMs from you uh, occasionally or you've commented on things. Like it was so cool to flesh some of that out. Uh, no intimacy – you know, intended, but, um, amazing, like amazing. Like it it was, if nothing else, it it did something for us that was unbelievable. So anyway, if you're thinking about calling in, you're on the fence, please do please obviously listen to the episode, but, um, like, we just want to hear what you guys think. Like it's so eye opening to us. And I think really valuable for all of fans of middle earth. Yeah. Yeah, That's a real sentence. Yeah. I don't know. Well, and I just real quick, one technical thing. I feel like yeah, it was it was as Lane said, wonderful. Everybody called in was Dude, was, you did, was great. As you did, you did awesome. Bro. Well, it was amazing. It was fun. It was fun. I, I will say though that like I didn't realize how many people would be calling in and and calling like <laughs> over top of each other and stuff. So because yeah. uh, so so when you're uh, we do go live on YouTube, Facebook, the whole nine yards. If you're able to kind of watch. And then when yeah. someone stops, you know, like kind of closes their talk and then call in, trust me, keep calling. We got to, I think we yes. got to every caller tonight. I mean, God bless Matthew Johnson, who, who hung around to the end of the night and called us, but eventually got in there. Uh, great conversation with him at the end. The but, Iron Man Award for Matthew. Yeah. Yeah. I just felt bad because I was just like, <laughs> oh, man. And then, you know, I know people were just, I, I did at one point say, oh, just, you know, keep calling in. But then I realized, oh, it's kind of like dinging in every time. And so, you know, but uh, in the it future, was, I, yeah, it's was, it was, it was, it all like right. it went so- for our very first time, I think it was amazing too. Like, yeah, I mean, that was incredible. Yeah. I, yeah. We did. And it was awesome. And uh, hey, uh, your, uh, bravery on your part for doing something brand new, bravery on everyone's part for calling in because, like, I don't, man, that, that takes, it does oh, take yeah. a lot. Like, yeah. uh, to call in something live and, and call in to talk to a couple of, a couple of hobbits, you know what I mean? Like, you never know what right. you're going to get. Yeah. What questions you're going to be asked or how you're going to feel. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, I would scare myself and I do often, but, um, <laughs> It was so, so cool. I mean, Ez and I will talk about this forever. We'll talk about this night yeah. forever. So thank you good. for making it a special night. And honestly, let's let's keep it going for – let's do seven more weeks of this. And maybe, you know what? I mean, like, honestly, I'm thinking, what a sounding board, a real true sounding board for, like, the showrunners to hear people's sure. actual voices. You know, I know that everyone's giving reaction videos and stuff out there. But, like, from from just everyday normal fans like you and me. Yep, absolutely, um, absolutely. What a, what a what a cool uh, uh, way to have input. But yep. yeah, so anyway, that's coming up. Stay tuned. It's awesome. Um, we do want to do some peeking in the palantir though. Some some predictions. So I have a list of a man. I don't know if you want to go back and forth because I know that you were, dude. I, I'm gonna start calling you the new Lane Smith or Jim Carrey. Well, I- 
23 hey, with all your numbers on two, three, four. What, it, how yeah. many fireflies you see? I mean, you went nuts on Twitter. So why don't you you want to start us off well, with a with a prediction or maybe even just, just some, some connections? What? Yeah, cool connections, some context. I guess if people were you know like I had I had a friend. So shout out to my my buddy Sir Jimmy, who um I I, I know from other projects and things. He like this weekend I got to talk to him and he said you know I I listened to you and Lane. And I, and I was yeah. sort of kind of, you know, kind of like Matthew Johnson's. I don't want to steal anything that Matthew says, you know, later on. But we had people come in, you know, feeling like, I don't know, like like they were they're, they're around a seven or an eight maybe. Some people are around, you know, six out of ten or whatever. And after listening, you know, because I, I guess once you find those Easter eggs or even as, as somebody will say later, going back and, and – taking a look at it or re-experiencing, you know, the water cooler conversation and even listening to this podcast right now, hopefully it's, I've always felt as a consumer of podcast and, a, and, and other content that it like extends the experience and, and it's something else yeah. to kind of like talk with, with friends and family and stuff like that. And to really kind of, I don't know, like immerse yourself in it more and, and get something more out of it. So to hear him say to me that like after listening and after going around the internet and saying, all right, what are other people seeing? And then he started like reading like like cool catches like what Rachel has later on, uh, what Seth was talking about later on in this episode. Like yeah, we had yeah. people call in and give really cool nuggets. And he was like, all right, seeing and hearing that like gets me hyped. That's the stuff yeah. I, I didn't I didn't see and didn't even know, you know maybe where to look or whatever. So – yeah. And, and also has a he has a completely different taste in in sort of fantasy I think I mean just well sort of in, in terms of of what he watches so it's like yeah. it's very interesting too if you're coming into this T Tolkien is for everybody man it's it's for I mean yeah. kids can yeah. watch this you know what I mean this is a mm -hmm. different thing this is an epic this is this is a heroic sort of uh, uh, journey and I feel like yeah you, you're not this, there's not going to be shock value in this we're not going we're not doing that you know this is this is a whole we're playing on a different um different field if that makes yeah. sense in terms of what's what's yeah, been no, out there and, and been really popular uh the last few years so anyway i, I just want to kind of kind of kind of say that and, and and talk about some of those things because dude as i was as i was watching back through i was on the plane uh coming back uh from a wedding and i was just like looking at, at like like rewatching it with lottie and and, and breaking stuff down yeah. and dude this whole thing comes down to how do i know which light to follow how do I know which way to go? Mm. And mm. isn't that like the question in life, man? It like, is. like which way it to is. go? What what decision to make? You know, yeah. It sh is. Sh should I sh should I keep going down this path that I'm on? Should I adjust a little bit? Should I pull back? Should I stop and actually just full stop and wait and look around? Should I touch the darkness? You know, it's it's like got all of that, uh, like just rolled into not just Gladriel, multiple characters. And if yeah, you look absolutely. for it, it's it's just all there. So I felt like it was – I just feel like it was really good, man. And I, I felt like they did all these different things in terms of the cinematography and the timing of stuff. You know, mm. like the mm. meteor is hitting. It's it's going – is it is Meteor Man going yeah. to aid or is he bringing something with him? Gladriel is also clearly behind Meteor Man. He'll be there first. Mm, yep. And she's, yep. she's swimming yep. there. Yep. We know, You know what I'm saying? It's like she's going yep. back at, at just the right time and it just – there's just so many yeah. things like that that were blowing my mind. So yeah. I, I guess I wanted to just mention some of that. You know, the, the the quote that took Lane, and I think it should take us all, was was what Finrod was talking about. This mm. this directional piece, and then to see Galadriel literally staring into mm. y y Valinor and saying, yeah. "My work is not yet done." Yeah, I so, don't yeah. know how you're not getting behind mm. this. 
idea that she feels something. She, she says it to Elrond. She puts her hand on her chest and says, something in here. I think we all need to start yeah, listening to something. Wouldn't be gone. Yeah, yeah, there's something inside that sometimes tells us to stay and fight or, or that we need to move or act in a certain way. And it's like, man, we maybe need to listen to that more. So, and it was, yeah, it was like what she said that the songs that she'd be hearing would be mockery, would be mocked, mocking the battle cries that she would yes. hear in her head. Yeah, so exactly. I do, I do think it's really interesting that, um, wow, it's happening again. You got to be kidding me. Wow. Really? The show leaves me in so, <laughs> in such awe. Such like, what is what, happening you, to me? Well, I like, feel like I just had a flash of you staring in, in, into Valinor, dumbfounded, like the, that, the, the guy to the right of, of, gosh, of Galadriel. Dang <laughs> it. It was something that was going to be really valuable. Isn't this, doesn't this happen to Radagast when he's talking to Gandalf? All it's the like time. A stick? A stick bug is on his tongue. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, it's a slip, dude. Yeah, it's funny. Oh, oh, yes. No, no, no. Okay, because it, 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 it goes. Yes, it, it comes around. Perfectly applicable. Yeah, and it, it comes back around. Jeezy, what a, what a. Uh, maybe I'm Tom Bombadil. I don't know. Is that it's is fair. that too much of a title to put on myself? No. Falling asleep in the middle of my own thought. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's so. What also, what also is amazing from all this conversation that happens is, you know, we we bring up, oh yeah, Finrod is a person. Okay, cool. Like, yeah. Did we hear Finrod's name maybe once or twice? But mm-hmm. but you're, you're thinking Galadriel's brother, so we have to go research that. I got to go figure out who Finrod is. Mm-hmm. And then how when we were talking to, we were talking to Mike, and you and Mike were going back and forth in our reaction episode after the first episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were like, you know, Finrod. Let's not forget, Finrod is brought back. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, brought back. And I, I didn't, I didn't honestly know in what context, right? And then I went back and I read about it, and I'm like. Okay, he's brought back in Valinor. Yeah. So then, um, I can't remember who was talking about just the deeper. Oh dang it! Who was talking about the deeper meaning that the show is giving to the, the trilogy? But I also thought mm-hmm. about how even how the lore can give deeper meaning to the show, right? If if Galadriel goes back to Valinor, yeah, like is Finrod there? Has Finrod been back there? And like is and, and she doesn't even know like the person that she misses most, at least in show canon, would mm-hmm. be there waiting for her. Like mm-hmm. her big brother would be reincarnated. Yeah. And then also, like, even if she did, like, cause that's something she has to greatly desire, right? Yeah. But even if she did, she'd have to face him knowing that she didn't finish the quest. And yeah. so that weighs out any benefit, even not knowing that he might be there. Any benefit of going to the undying lands is that I have to go defeat Sauron. I have mm-hmm, to finish mm-hmm. what he took upon himself. And like how yeah. we talked about, like um, uh, we, we hear in the Hobbit hotline, how that's something that is kind of, you know, that's more, uh, it, it was Tino, Tino, who was like, you know, that's not the reason she, you know, wasn't able to go to the undying lands, but it, I, I'm okay with it. It works. It works in this whole context of the show. You know, yeah. maybe they didn't have those specific rights for the whole, you know, being being tied to the kinslaying thing and we had to make something else, but sure. it works. And so, yeah, I, I love how like even changes, they're not egregious changes, like they're changes to the story that that we can we can go with. And there's enough right things that they're doing that like for people like me who don't know the second age deep and sweaty, don't know the first age mm-hmm. intimately. Yeah. And it's not coordinated or anything like right, right. I I'm fine with it. It feels like Middle Earth. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I'm freaking flabbergasted. Okay, so to to uh, to get us into some of these uh, theories, I yes. did have a couple cool connections, and one of them was the and Joe Joe Lewis brought this up in um in our reaction episode, but the fact that Galadriel's passing into the West was at least visually for us in the show concurrent, coinciding with the Meteor Man, yeah. right? Yep, coming to Middle Earth. And I was thinking about that, and and, and Joe, Joe was just bringing up the beauty of the, uh, like the synchronicity of that. How interesting that was that that was happening at the same time. And then I was thinking to myself, I'm like, whoa, 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 what if this is a whole new, whole new page on canon, right? Like, like in terms of the show, mm. like so, maybe, what if they weren't coincidental? Maybe, maybe like the gods could see that Galadriel was incorrectly being sent back and they knew how important she was in the fate of middle earth and that's why they said okay fine we'll send either all five astari or this astari whoever the meteor man is we're going to send them into middle earth to help help turn the tables Dang. right because we know saros alive but let's take it a step further even man not only was maybe that's the gods acting and in, in correcting the error of the high king elf uh-huh. you know high elven king Maybe Galadriel's decision to jump, that one single decision to jump and return to Middle Earth is the one thing mm. that sways the balance of good forever or the, the balance yeah. of power towards good forever, right? It's like a two for one. The gods thought, okay, we're, we're losing Galadriel. We're going to send, you know, we're going to send this, the stranger. So yeah, yeah. her decision to jump takes even more weight in that it's like, well, we thought we were doing a switch out, but really you guys got two for one. Yeah, and, and, and just like you said, right? it's it's choices and decisions. I mean, the fact that you, you she makes that decision to go back and, and they send aid and, and all these different yep. things, it all kind of um, – they, they all matter, you know, and we don't always yeah, all make right. the right decision. Elrond is going through that right now. Gilgalad yes, is, is, yep. is going to face that or whatever. And so those are two individuals that we trust and lean on quite a bit and think they normally – you know, we got a good moral compass. They know what's up, yep. what's right, and maybe you know people make mistakes. So yeah. uh, decision and yeah. destiny are both. We've talked about it from the very beginning of this of this uh, podcast. Reading through the Fellowship of the Ring is like it's is it one or the other, or is it probably both of them? It's yeah. probably both of them. Probably both. And we yeah. saw it in that scene potentially. You know, depending on interpretation, both ways. I have one more really cool connection. Then let's get into your first prediction, mm-hmm. if that's cool with you. Is yeah. that cool? Yeah. I just I thought that I was reminiscing on the introduction of the Harfoots. With the two hunters, right? You know, it's probably one of the Harfoots. Oh, that's probably just a badger or a fox. You know, yeah. they're they're having this cool, this cool like it's like uh, was that Sasquatch or was that a was that a, a bobcat? I don't know. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like that mm-hmm. same kind of le- level of myth, and it's it's also it's showing that like you know the Harfoots are a legend. The Hobbits aren't on any lists. You know what I mean? They're they're still the secretive people, and to see how they just like. Starting with that cute old guy or woman. I can't even – I don't know if it's a man or woman, but it makes me think of Vigo because sometimes Vigo's eyes, like they go kind of lazy, and he still doesn't have any teeth, so he's got this big gummy smile. And it's just the most <laughs> – like that's the first hobbit creature we see, and I just – every time I see him, I think of my little boy, and I'm like, this is yeah. just so cool. So anyway, like that scene, how they just pop out of, uh, out of, out of these hiding places as the big folk bumble over. And I thought to myself, I'm like, dang, you know what they just did? They did something that that Jackson failed to do, in my opinion, and 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 maybe didn't even attempt because it would be too difficult. 
is that line in I can't remember if it's in the Hobbit, I can't remember if it's in Fellowship or even on like in the in the appendices in concerning Hobbits, but that um that line where he says, you know, that the, the hobbits are he's explaining hobbits' existence and how they can easily disappear. Uh yeah. when the bumbling big stupid folk come, you know, bumbling through. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they just it's unawares that they're even and I'm like, it never really that never really hit in the Hobbit or or, or the, the the Lord of the Rings trilogy for me. And in the show, in that one scene, perfectly perfectly visualized that that short little description of what hobbits are. And I thought it's fitting that it's our very first in terms of timeline, our very first experience with with hobbit like creatures, the Harfoots. And it just like literally brought that little excerpt to life. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, no, that was really good. Yeah. They, they they feel so natural and good, and and you instantly got a smile, and and the music and everything yeah. coordinated so well that I feel like everyone at that point was sort of there is a small smile, like at least from from people even who, you know, might not have it might not have been their favorite yeah. thing. I it, it just excited about them being good, yeah. heartwarming feel. Yeah, and because literally they were just they were walking right over them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know they kept popping. Yeah. So cool. Anyway, yeah. All yeah. right. Give me your first okay. prediction. Peek in the palace here, my friend. We've been waiting a long time to do this. Yeah, so I, I think, you know, just in terms of the next episode, I think we're going to see a Palantir. I think... Let's go. Right, I mean, that's what we, we, we've seen that in, yes. in, in the trailers, um, and we, yep. we've looked at that. I think we're going to see more than one, though. Uh, remember, Whoa. so what's... What, I, you, you were doing a little research. I was doing a little research. Like, where are yeah. they all? There are seven or possibly eight. Feanor made them. You know what I mean? Like we've already mentioned, Feanor is already, 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 we've already yep, talked about else. that, right? Yep, yeah. I, I, I know that they're. I think they're largely meant to be. It's we're, we're we're largely meant to think that they're all with Numenor, but it wouldn't surprise me if some of the Elven Smiths had one or something. Like, who are you? Is everybody wow. just communicating on the island with each other? You know what I mean? Like with all seven. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah that I, doesn't make any sense. I, I, I mean, so that would be cool, and and that might break from maybe what. Yeah, I don't know. Like the like the lore technically, I don't know that they're just in, in yeah. trying to recall how they were out there, what exactly they were used for, were they safe? You know, the thing is we know that I mean the Dark Lord gets one, right? So my okay, so my question is in the in the trailer it almost seems like they're seeing something really dark. Do you think the show is gonna maybe change it up so that he has one now? Well, I, I think Maybe is that too bold maybe. of a prediction? Oh, no, maybe, no, maybe. Uh, and and, and you know, the other thing too is, I said it's a, you know we think about communication or like um, we always think of them as telephones sometimes, but they're actually they yeah. could show you what you want to see, right? Maybe or, or there if there's clues. Oh, or there, that's you, true. Kind of like the mirror in a way. Yeah. yeah. If if you focus in on like what else could be seen, and and how does that how does that affect uh, you? Okay. Uh, are there dangers in that? Because you know Gladriel will have her mirror at some point, and so to see her that close to a seeing stone was. Wow interesting and i wonder if they're going to get yeah. into the lore of of her of her you know i mean that's way down the line i feel like here but um it, it just felt really really cool to kind of see that i remember when we first saw it and we we're talking about peeking in the palantir and i thought man those are coming up and you know objects of power is one of the coolest things to fantasy i think you've got swords everyone yeah. loves these swords yeah. you've got rings of power you've got seeing stones you've got a you've got yeah. silmarils you, you've got the arkenstone like that was really done by tolkien and like to capture that again yeah. uh yeah. here you know what one of the most fascinating things when I, when i read the hobbit was to hear that there were lesser rings 
you know, like, hold on a second. Oh, yeah. This True, is a, yeah. This is one of the, maybe not one of the rings of power. Ironically, it is the ring of power uh, in, in, yeah, in, in, yeah. in The Hobbit. But you hear Gandalf sort of speak about these other rings. And what were they? Like, look at Gilgalad. He's got all sorts of rings on there. And what yes, is it does. that Celebrimbor is up to? So I feel like objects of power are going to be you know, kind of kind of interesting. I feel like we're in the second age too. We need to see a bit more magic or yeah, power yeah, totally. th- than what we see in the third age, which I feel like yes. would would see you'd see like a de evolution or, or almost like um you know like a, a a flame extinguishing or whatever. Like they're the time for the elves is over by the end yeah, of the third age. They're yeah, all leaving. Yeah. So we need to see that at its height, just like you said with the Numenor culture and and with um w- with Linden, we we see these things at the height of their power. So you got to show us, like I want to see it all. I want to see the yeah, seeing right. stones. I want to see how they work. Right. <laughs> I mean, I want you know, yeah. like what? Yeah, anyway, I don't know. Are they what what TV shows are they watching on there? Yeah, anyway, <laughs> but yeah, I feel uh, like that's that's d- one thing because that quick. How, how do you Lane? How do you? So Pippin can just touch one. And look into it and use it. Um, yeah. what, what dangers are there? Are, are there only because we see the queen of, of Numenor using one that was her, right? I think was right. touching it and, and showing Galadriel something. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, queen Muriel. That's yeah. got to be coming up in the next episode. So, yeah. Wow. Um, I just as you were saying that, I think maybe there's a missed opportunity for a fantasy streaming service called the Palantir. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, darn right there. Yeah, actually. Uh, <laughs> you catch that new new episode of Rings of Power on Palantir? Yeah, it's freaking sick. <laughs> Prime should have changed their name for a day. Like, what the heck? Oh, uh, yeah. God. So Palantirs, man, I think it's fitting that you start off our very first peeking in the Palantir show predictions with an actual Palantir. That's unreal. How will they be used? That's brilliant, dude. Yeah. Um, okay, my first prediction is, and I, I, I kind of put this on Instagram a little bit. I, I hinted to it. Nori Brandyfoot is the foremother ancestor of the Tooks. I love that. I think that, like, it, there's too much to be ignored. She's too different, right? Yeah. Um, yep. And I think maybe that's the point. Like, her adventurous spirit, uh, her desire to wander off trail, uh, her wondering, or, uh, yeah, wondering about the wide world. Um, I mean, for God's sakes, like, she literally leads a a bunch of Hobbit kids on a raiding party of a, of an old farm. Right. Yes. It sound like shortcut to mushrooms or anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. It's very Tukish behavior. Um, and it's very different from most of the Harfoots. Um, and also this thing, like if the stranger, okay, if the stranger ends up being Gandalf, right, which is kind of what a lot of us are thinking now, especially after the G rune stuff, whispering to the, to the fireflies, you know, the whole servant of the secret fire stuff, him yeah, arriving yeah. literally in a fireball. Um, if he is Gandalf, uh, Nori is the first connection in Middle Earth he makes. Yeah. The very first person he sees, the very first person he touches, and he touches her. Like, she touches him at first, and then he reaches out and grabs her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And yeah. all that fire is quenched. Mm-hmm. So what happens? Like, what is what is going on? We don't see or hear what's happening. We hear her yell, and it's one of the coolest interactions. But um, yeah, uh, that, that's crazy. So, yep. what is that a is that a deeper thing? And would it also explain the whole uh, Gandalf connection to the Tooks uh, in general? Yeah. Um, not just the Harfoots, not just the Hobbits. Eventually, but the Tooks. Okay, so Tara brought up a really good point. All right, and I love this. How yeah. how our friends who are deeper 
or even different different um, knowledge of lore, and in some cases, much deeper. Uh, yeah, I'm speaking about myself, um, uh, than than what I have, uh, bring up these points. And she was like, you know, I thought the Tukes, and of course, para librarian, you know, into all these genealogies and stuff. Found the history of my home, right? Got me the history of how my home was built. Oh, she yeah, would know. Yeah. She would know uh, family trees very well. She said, I thought that the Tukes were descended from the fallow hides not the Harfoots. And I thought to myself, okay, fair point. Huh. And then in my little hobbit brain, my little smart assery, I wanted to say, okay, now hold on. Hold on, Tara. I'm telling you. All right. All right. She would think this is hilarious too. Maybe Nori, Brandyfoot, marries Fallowhide. Yeah. And that's how the Tukish spirit is carried on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's beyond a name right now. It's not it's not a Tukish spirit. It's Nori, the spirit of Nori. But mm-hmm. maybe that's what we what we become or what becomes known as the Tukish spirit. So anyway, that was just kind of my thought on yeah. uh, on that um, spirit that she has. Yeah. Well, I really because you, you, we can't emphasize enough that, I mean, the first contact is Nori. And so yeah. that's the I mean, I mean, Lottie said to me, well, I mean, in her mind, it was like a no brainer. Like and then and then we're tripping yeah. ourselves out. There's a lot of like false leads here, because yes. she mentions, oh, it's yeah. not hot, the fire, right? Um, right. And then I and know. then Galadriel <laughs> said when they were up in that fortress, the flame has no heat here. I know, I know. There's uh, a weird dark association. Yeah. But I think to myself, man, Gandalf could have gone either way, bro. I mean, he even says that. Like he 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 says the opposite of that. Really, when he comes back as Gandalf the White, he says, "I'm Saruman as he should have been." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Saruman tried to persuade Gandalf. He tried to say, we must join with him, friend. Yeah. We must join with Sauron. So there must have been some in some in some hypothetical reality in Saruman's mind that Gandalf would have joined the dark powers. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. and even Gandalf, he resists touching the ring because he thinks to my, himself, you know, I, I can't take it. Don't tempt me. Don't tempt me, bro. Tempting means that you are at least like the thought is there in your mind. I could take the ring. I could use it. Yeah, you could do it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think often we, again, because of how Gandalf turns out, we think, oh, well, he never could have gone dark, bro. Never a possibility. Not, no but way. It's like maybe we're supposed to think that. Maybe what they're doing is kind of playing into that where anyone can potentially be evil. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's like yeah. a rawness. I mean, there's nothing like like that's yes. just all raw, natural, sort he's a, of he's newborn a baby, child. He's a baby wizard. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's just it's yeah. So he's definitely listen. He even, he's a wizard for sure. Which he's got to be a wizard, man. Which one is is still debatable? I still think it's, it's yeah, we're meant to be air. misled. Up I think the, it will be yeah. Gandalf, and I think that's the yeah. that's just the, we're gonna wonder, and then something will, will you know awesome will happen, and yeah, I'm I'm with you on it. And I I love the the Nori connection because Nori is just so important to all of this, like hundred percent. She is. Did, did you man, notice? Am awesome. I wrong? Wait, go, go watch this. Um, Largo's foot does not slip. It feels like it was pushed by a force beyond, you know what I mean? Like, like when that's okay. I have a that, theory on that too. When I that know, twig I love snapped, I love his... you know, yeah. what was okay. that? I have, okay. So my, I, get, I don't know. I don't have a theory on what caused it, but I have a theory on what's going to happen with that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, do you want to go? What's oh. your next one? What's your next okay, one? Okay, okay, Is okay, it yeah. that? Is no, 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 no. Okay, so my okay. Ne- my next one is actually this. So I think <laughs> we'll come back this to Largo's awesome, foot. Dude. Uh, I, yeah. I, I was thinking about um, Bronwyn, and yes, mm-hmm. th- 
Theo's her son. Haven't we, haven't we all been thinking about Brownman? Uh, I mean, we all, we've all been thinking about her and Arondir. I, mean, I just you know, love Arondir, okay. and I love Bronwyn. Um, and I <laughs> love them together. Man. So, yep. so yep. is Theo her son or oh, not? Okay. You got a Theo theory, too? A theory? Well, I, I just don't. So you've, you've got Hallbrand. Who is who's yes. flat out said that he's from that from that area. Okay. They're saying Theo's father ran away and did something bad. I think we're meant to go, wait, is it Hallbrand? And then okay. no, it's, I, I don't think it's Hallbrand. I think I I think it's this I uh what's his well, I don't know, man. I don't I don't know. It's, Joseph Ball's character? Could be. Maybe someone okay. I just don't no, and I'm not sure how the, I, the, he could be adopt. Is he adopted? Is he? Do you think we're gonna find out? That's my question to you. I guess is your bold prediction. Do you think that we're gonna find out? I who think Theo's it's father a mystery is? the entire season. Okay. I think okay. I think it's gonna okay. be a thing that keeps us guessing, and it, it's mentioned that you know you you like your father is sort of evil. Like it's se- seemingly the other individuals in the town know something about his father, and you know they're insinuating something bad about him. And then okay. you, you have okay. Hallbrand who says he's from that region. He seems devious. Um, you, you have Arondir who's been there yeah. all that yeah. time. That's what, true. He would, have, he would have kind of seen that unpl- unfold. So I'm thinking – I'm actually thinking Arondir – I'm actually thinking Bronwyn that, that Theo's um, father. Arondir's son? Well, I thought for a second that it was Arondir. I, I like okay. I I thought okay. his father was a Rondier, flat out. I I thought that. I don't know if that's if that's possible or what it the deal is. It was kind of interesting how he looked at him, wasn't it? Yeah, and he and he, when he looks him into the and, house and sees him. Yeah, who's that, right? And then his father seemingly oh. has been gone this whole time, but really he's been there the whole time, type of situation. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, and then he, he it's, yeah, it's just crazy. And there's this all this that goes, it's not going to end well or whatever. So that would be wild. I thought that originally, but I don't know. Have we seen the ears? How does that work with genetics? Yeah, I yeah. Mean, like if you choose, right. Like, uh, here's my question. When Elros decided to become the king of Numenor, does ears change? Right. I don't know. That's the thing. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know okay. how that how that goes. I, I know that they were given that choice. Um, yeah. So anyway. Th- I how think does that happen? Does, does, does a higher elf just come to you and say, okay, what what are you going to choose here, lad? Like what – or last today, what is it? Today is the day. You guys got to run. You like, guys got to choose. Today is the day of your choosing. <laughs> guys got to for man. If you guys don't pick, we're flipping a coin. <laughs> like <laughs> we're, I mean, could you imagine? Well, I'll just leave it to fate. So um, but I mean, the, the, yeah, so that's that's the Valar doing that. They do the whole kind of, hey, you got to choose. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So it, anyway, but I think it's going to – there's something with him. Obviously, he's marked. He's okay. got Sauron's blade, for crying out loud. Blood, yeah, blood marked. Right. The other guy, Rowan, right. Rowan, I think is his name, was the other guy, the, the kid who was with him, who gets nicked, yeah, touches, yeah. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. touches the blade. He gets nicked. He's clearly uh, going to turn evil. Um, so yeah, yeah. those guys are going evil. Maybe – I don't know. I could go two ways. Either that is really Bronwyn's son and okay. her, her flesh and blood, or he's adopted. And okay. if it is her flesh and blood, it could be that a Rondier is his father, or it's someone okay. we haven't seen. I don't think it's Hallbrand. I think some people are trying to say, well, it's it's, it's maybe. I don't think so either. You know, yeah. I, I didn't even make that connection, honestly. I, maybe I, I've been kind of tuning Hallbrand out. I don't find him like super compelling yet. I don't. I no. just could this because he's sort of a sleaze bag so far. Or Not sure if like, I like what? Him. I don't know if I love the actor either. Like he's a, he's awesome. Not to. I mean, I just I'm not. You know, you're certain you're drawn to certain people. I mean, I can't I can't help that. Like. And he's you probably know, playing I, that. That's probably how he's 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 playing this up. You know, like right now he's yeah, meant true. to really not be likable. 
yes, I forget he exists, honestly. When I think about the first two episodes, Halbrand is not the first person I think of. Even though he does save Galadriel, he also abandons all of his other, like we talked about with um, with Rachel, he abandons all of his his yeah, uh, shipmates pretty yeah. pretty quickly. Uh, so it's kinsmen, presumably, so that's weird. Um, but yeah, okay, so this is interesting. This actually goes into one of my theories okay. about Theo. So you just want to roll into this yes, one? Yes, sir. This is a bold one, dude, and it might be a huge stretch, but I'm just going. I'm going to swing it for the fences. Go ahead. I heard once, I heard once a great, a great baseball player, uh, say, felt wrong not to swing, and so, if I strike out, I strike out. If I hit a home run, I'm going to go down swinging. I think Theo is one of the nine kings of men. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm adding. Here's all the uh, parts of the equation I'm adding up: the broken blade from Sauron, yes. right? Paul Brand's information and, and others, uh, also Theo's friend, the one who gets nicked at Waldregs, saying someday our king will return. Paul Brand saying that his people, the Southlanders, have no king. Mm -hmm. There's a track entitled The Promised King, and it's got mm -hmm. a lot of like Southlander themes to it. Uh, his mother, Bronwyn, clearly being a strong leader. Yeah. So could this, could Theo use a sword of Sauron and a call from the Dark Lord, which he's clearly feeling, plus like, He's bound by blood now. I mean, ironically, from an orc wound. Mm -hmm. It's an orc yeah, wound true. and blood drawn from the sword that has bound him. And he clearly is like, I'm ready, mother. Coming. I'm ready. Yep. Let me just take this materialized sword and shove it in my back pocket. I'm ready to go. But could he be eventually, you know, uh, and dude, he kicks, the, he kicks butt on that orc for being a teenage oh, he does boy a great with, job. His, with his mom. Like, he kicks A. Yeah. And also, he was the the one who heard it first. Like he thought it was a mouse, yes. but he was the one who heard it. Bronwyn didn't hear it. Right, right. So, like, could he be one who rises to lead these people mm -hmm. and become a king for uh, the, the 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 Southlanders, the Southerners? Yeah. Um, yep. I like and that. And then would that would that association with the Dark Lord, that blood bound or blood binding bond, whatever? Uh, make him qualify as one of the nine. Yeah. And maybe he's a benevolent king at first, but he's got this dark um, force working within him, and that's how he's able to get one of the rings right, from Celebrimbor. Right. Or, I mean, I don't know. Like, and, maybe. And it's just in my mind. Here's the thing. So the, so, uh, the character who we see show up later, uh, it feels like they once had a king. So is there already they somebody did. who... Yes has already been turned because you got to get you got nine you got nine guys to get through so like is theo one of the nine but That's is there point. is there That's... already a, a number one established right. hey, could he be could he be this um the joseph wall character yeah who's wrangling up orcs right right yeah absolutely Abs absolutely and could I that even be theo's father i mean yeah this is this is crazy dude yeah I, but i think he's i think he's going to be one of the nine kings of men and i think it's a long play i think we'll see him through the whole series sure and I mean, if you think about it, over the next like ten years or whatever, he's going to age. He's already older than he, way older than he was when he filmed. Like if you've seen him at the premieres oh, and stuff, yeah, he's yeah. way older. Um, he's going to be a man, like a full-grown man by the time this is over. And right. it would just be a cool evolution from, you know, preteen teenage boy to man. And uh, yeah, being one of those, one of those, those tricked kings. Yeah. yeah. So. No, I like that. I like that a lot, actually. And yeah, uh, so yeah. yeah, so we'll have to pay pay attention to that for for sure. Yeah. Uh, gosh, 
What else is it itching on your mind? What else are you seeing? You seen anything else? You got another there? one? So I, I got something with Largo's foot. So I don't get, know get, exactly what that. caused get. it. I think it's super interesting that you made that because uh, I've been I, I read all your Twitter stuff right when you posted to Instagram. So yeah. I'm not on Twitter, but I was like, man, this is crazy that Ez has like a foot thing, and yeah. I still have a foot thing, and that like it's different. Like you you were thinking about like why or who it did the stranger cause his break? Yeah, uh, like inadvertently or or intentionally, I don't know. But I think that, and this is also kind of tied into another theory I have. So maybe I should start with that one. That's Let me fine. start with that one. Yeah, yeah. Got three theories like mixed into one. I think the G rune is actually a constellation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think when he uses the fireflies and they go up into the sky, um, I do. I love, I love what you caught that there's like four of them, or there are five of them, and the four other ones are like the other Astari maybe, and that's Spoken where they to. came from, yeah. where they came from the sky. Like I don't know what that's all about, but to me, in my mind, I was like, okay. He's they're asking, like, where do you come from or something? I can't even remember exactly what questions they're asking. And he makes these flies go up in the sky. And I'm like, mm-hmm. is the G rune a constellation? So I had all these different muddled thoughts at first, and I kind of narrowed it down. So, you know, we see the, the stranger etching the variation of the G rune into the dirt and bark and everywhere. And I was thinking, like, is this where he's from? Um, which is what Nori had asked, I guess, before, uh, if I'm reading my notes correctly, before he starts etching all those um, uh, uh, runes in. It could be a constellation from where he was sent to Middle-earth. Like, is he remembering where he came from, like literally in the stars? Yeah. Um, Here's another thing I think. I've narrowed it down a little bit. I think that actually this G-Rune constellation he's seeing that is not in the sky where he puts the fireflies. I think it's a constellation that's only visible from a certain place in Middle Earth. Okay. And I think this is this might not make any sense. In my head, it it sort of makes sense, but again, like it, it might be way out there, but I'm I'm going with it. I think it's a constellation that's only visible from the Shire. Okay. I think that um They have to travel there. I think that's where they're gonna tra- they're 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 um they're wanderers, right? Mm-hmm. And they're they're migrators right now. They're they're kind of like gypsies. They travel yeah. and they, they don't have a permanent home. And we know that they're east of the of the Anduin. So they're way, I mean, they're way in a way different from, area yeah. than, than Ariador and Region and all that stuff. Like they're they're not even close to where the Shire is now. So is it plausible to think that like different constellations would be viewable from the Shire than where they are now? So I was thinking that like again, a huge stretch. Mm-hmm. I think that. Largo's foot is broken, right? I think that Stranger is going to heal his foot. Yeah. Because they're all there. They're talking like he's he's trying to play off like it's no big deal. But they're like, is he going to be able to make migration? Like, is he going to be able to go with us? Oh, yeah. If not, he's left behind. I mean, presumably, right? Or he's like, I don't know. He's going to be a burden for us to bear. So you think about what Gandalf, if, if the Stranger is Gandalf, Gandalf did a lot of healing, right? Mm-hmm. You think about... um I mean, I think about Pippin, him calling Pippin back from mm-hmm. from near death, from talking, from seeing Sauron in the, in the Seeing Stone. I also think about um, um, oh gosh, there's another time that I I'm I'm blanking on right now. Yeah, I can't. Gandalf, yeah. Uh, geez, Gandalf is also a healer. Okay, right. Yeah. So he does these things where he heals or helps people who are gone from the brink. Um, yeah. And so I think like he's going to heal Largo, and maybe in an attempt to thank him for that like the the harfits are going to help him find these stars 
and that it's going to take them on this journey west over the Misty Mountains, you know, over the Anduin, all this stuff through the wilderness of the west to okay. the Shire. And I also think something that's going to play into this is the mystics. I think the mystics are pursuing the stranger. Wow. Okay. At first, <clears throat> at first, I was like, what are the mystics doing? Are they in Numenor? Are they trying to, like, corrupt the Numenorians? Like, what's going on? Yeah. And so I caught something. Huge shout-out to Rebecca, right? Rebecca told us there are clues, or mm-hmm. there can be clues embedded in the soundtrack. There, no joke. I was, I was in here earlier today getting my workout on, listening to the soundtrack. Yeah. Minute. Minute two, oh four, okay, of the Mystics track. You can hear, and so the other interesting thing too is when I'm listening to the soundtrack the first time too, right? We've got all these different themes mixed in, and in your head you're thinking like, are they are they going to be at the same time? Is this just a compilation of sorts? Like, does it match what we're going to see? And I think in some cases it might. It might not too. This is me just playing off the the soundtrack. At uh, two minutes and four seconds, you hear the uh, like some really interesting percuss- percussion that sounds very similar to what we hear in the Harfoot pieces. Oh, like okay. These gourds and drums that I'm like, okay, that does not sound like, but it's embedded. It's not like it's a cutaway to a new theme. It's mm-hmm. like a part mm-hmm. of the mystics. Um, and then it also goes into the Stranger's theme right after. Mm-hmm. I never caught it before, didn't think about it before, kind of trying to piece things together. But it makes sense to me that the mystics would be after the stranger. Mm-hmm. If if the Harfoots read these signs, then surely mystics would, right? Right. <clears throat> yeah. And could they be coming after the stranger to use him as an asset to turn him to their side? Wow. Would the Harfoots get caught in the middle? Could this lead to the Harfoots being almost entirely killed off to try and like – Okay. Um, okay. To try and obtain the stranger, and then my thought was like, okay, is Nori and maybe Poppy and a few others the only survivors? And that's when they transform from the Harfoots into the Hobbits. Let me. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, same. Finding the Shire. There's only. I mean, it's, it's definitely a broad stroke, but I'm like, this is this is going to happen somehow. No, like, this you, is going to come to a head. Yep. Look. So let me give you one more to just add on on yeah. exactly what Let's you're go. saying. Let's go. Right where Let's you go. left off, Nori. Uh, Poppy making it, whatever. Some of these female characters are going. I yeah. think there's going to be a, the, the, like a little sympathy play or or some sort of, you know, um, I don't know what. I think the Ents will be involved, and the Ent wives okay. will okay. help lead them and the stranger to the Shire. And, Into the Shire, and this could be over over four seasons. It could be one. You know, it it could be some time, but I feel like. We're gonna. That answer will be out there. What happened to the Entwives? Yeah. They go to the Shire. Yes. They go beyond. Yes. They. They. This, that is what happened. They. I think they. They take up with some of these, you know, uh, Harfoots and and help. Maybe they. Who knows? I mean, I. I feel like something else. Wow. There. You know, we see them. So, so. Yeah. So here's my here's my thing with this theory too, right? Wouldn't it kind of also explain why if there is like a if there are a large part of the Harfits either die off in a journey or they're killed by the Mystics or something something crazy happens like there's a battle, yeah, or I don't know they're just they're killed because they're in the way. That would kind of also explain why Hobbits are kind of and Harfits are sort of unknown in the Second Age if they if they face like near extinction on this on this migration to where they eventually settle and find safety. That would yeah. kind of explain that like under the radar existence of the hobbits. Yeah. Yeah. It would. Yeah, so, for sure. I love I love it. I I definitely have like uh I, I wrote easy lane easy at the end of that theory cuz <laughs> I don't know. I mean that's uh it's a wild one. But um I yeah, like it. sort of three three rolled into 
into one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's wild, man. Yeah, that, but my last one was was just the Ant Wives. I mean, I I think you're to roll it in with yours is is uh, there's so many things. Heck yeah, dude. There's well, so we many saw them. We, ha- yeah. we we saw them and we saw an, an ending, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we did. When the meteor flies through, there there's I mean, it's, it's definitely an ending, and neither Ants or and or Ant Wives, and yeah, that's crazy. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. Those are kind of I mean, man, we went far reaching there. We definitely. I have were. more. I have more. Let's go. I have like three more. Okay. Okay. okay real quick. I just because I want to know what you think of these. Yeah. So I think Halbrand is obviously he's a Southlander, which we found out. We didn't know that before. We we I think we were kind of like, is this dude a Numenorian? Is he like fleeing Numenor? That was never something that was totally revealed before mm-hmm. the show, at least from things I saw. I think he's gonna be a Southlander that goes on to found Rohan. Yeah. I know Aor yeah. Aor. Was the one who, who in in lore anyway, sure. was the father of Rohan, right? So right, but this could be even maybe before that, yeah. He could be, and maybe that he doesn't make it all the way to Rohan, but maybe he starts the journey. I think this is a this is a stretch, but it's based a lot on his love of horses. So it, even in his like poster, right? He was the one. He was the poster we saw that was. It looked like a Theoden ripoff. I mean, the, the the pommel of the of the sword is a horse horse head, um, like red armor, uh, red leather armor that we saw, and that's Hallbrand's um, kind of like a, a featured teaser trail uh, teaser poster that we got. Um, I'm also basing this on like the fact that he we're gonna see him from the trailer we know riding on a horse, being really adept on a horse being in a cavalry charge with Galadriel and a bunch of Numenorians, and then also juxtaposed with the fact that, I mean, I haven't seen any kind of, like, horse usage with the Southlanders. Yeah, no. Like, at all. Right, right. Like, they, they seem like a, a horse would be a super luxury for them, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it doesn't really fit in with him being a – it is Southlander, right? Or is it Southerner? Yeah. Southlander. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. okay. It doesn't really fit in with their culture that they have. They don't have a bunch of horses. They just, it's not like they weren't, they probably weren't left that, uh, that privilege or whatever when they were left to their fate for siding with Morgoth or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I think that maybe, you know, he, there's also, he, he kind of mentions like we don't have a king, there's no king, whatever. I almost think that like he and Theo could rise as kings and kind of split the people. Yeah, okay. and almost like this would this would be a jettison for the whole Dunlanders and Rohan division. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. So I I, I kind of think like maybe he is going to go on to found Rohan, um, and it. also his name right Hall. Yep, obviously Hall Brand something you do to cows with horses. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, another one I have Secret of Cause of Doom. I know I know. I think we're supposed to think it's a, a Silmaril, but like when we were talking to, to Rachel, I think it's actually Mithril. Yeah. I think it's Mithril. I think it's true silver. I think because it's incredibly rare and invaluable. And uh, could it possibly be used to help forge the rings? I don't know. Like, is it going to benefit? It's it's definitely something that's going to benefit Elrond's quest there, right? To help mm-hmm. yeah. Celebrimbor in his, in his great forging of whatever, his great contribution to... Um, Elvin Smithdom. Um, but it seems to me like the whole connection to, because I always thought like it delved too greedily and too deep that it was, it was more and more Mithril they were after when they awoke the Balrog Durin's Bane. I always associated that to 
ethereal and it might not be but also like the way it glows like like when gandalf and the company are in fellowship or in uh moria he shines his light down that shaft and you get the mithril to glow you know what i mean yeah um so that kind of would fit in with that sort of uh, it looks like he's it looks like during the third is like picking something up so maybe it's not mithril because it seemed like that would be more i don't know maybe they fashioned mithril into something but i think it might be mithril um okay uh sorry i got a couple more got a couple more um this one's not a bold one i think a rondier or bronwyn will both die like before their time yeah. either one or the other or both uh it might not be this season but i think either one of them will sacrifice one for the other or they'll die together uh we're, we're getting like all the foreshadowing like seeing luthien's uh statue in that memorial garden with juan mm-hmm. was really cool obviously then also hearing um uh Rondier's, uh fellow elf talking about you know how it never ends well you know it's only been attempted a couple times and right it's, right it's ended in death each time. And then also, dude, I, I took an, um, uh, I, I, you know, it made your top five, their, their, um, their title track in the soundtrack. And I listened to that more and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is such a sad theme. Yeah. It's either like all in a minor key or flat notes or whatever, but it is a very like really, really sad sounding theme for like a couple. Oh you know yeah, it I is. Mean? Yeah, it is. It is. It is also a very like, you know, like a, a, mo- a motive, but I'm thinking like, this is, this is like a, this is like a, I don't know, like, um, uh, something like, uh, a memorial almost like it sounds so, uh, bleak in terms yeah. of like how their love story is going to end up. It, it could be also, beautiful, but it, it just, it doesn't get it could there. Be both. Yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't get there. And then also just thinking about, um, uh, Oh, like they're literally, uh, shooting star-crossed lovers like they're standing there watching a a star cross the sky essentially yeah, yeah. together that's cool and so it's just it's just it's not going to work out for them um and i also thought like if if bronwyn sacrifices herself or dies trying to help um a rondier that would give theo even even less guidance even more fuel to embrace like this sort of sauron that he's wielding mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah um yeah so those are – that's I'll all look. I got, bro. I kind of went broad bu- brush because I think like – I don't know. Like I, I, if from episode to episode, I don't know how much is, is going to change, how much we're going to see. So those could even be like season – full like season predictions. I don't know. Um, yeah. I guess well, I, one more before we – because uh, just, just – Yeah, just, just, just real quick. It'll so be like five hours or something? Uh, we're at four, and we can only upload four hours. So we got nine oh, minutes left. Oh, my God. The, the, I'm so sorry. Longest. I'm so sorry, dude. No, no, no. It's just uh, – We'll have to do it. Yeah, we got her. Nine. Here we go. Uh, so, um, just real quick, Keller Brimbor, when he is talking about what he wants to do in his vision, there's so many woven through different stories. This talk of great beauty and beauty having the power yeah. to heal, and M- Morgoth's yeah. heart almost being turned. And so, Keller Brimbor's story is going to be one where he is trying to bring a great healing or something more to Middle Earth. Flat out, what he wants to do is great, and it will be yeah, like we'll all. It's a great idea. Like everything that he he wow. does is going to be. We're gonna be like, yes, that is for Middle Earth. He's trying to do these awesome things, and it's through that that he's actually gonna. You know, he's gonna be deceived. He's deceived. He doesn't do this. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he really wants to do something that's going to bring healing yeah. and beauty and yeah, yeah. So, 
But I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of an beautiful. obvious one, but it's just like, if you listen to how, how often they talk about beauty, uh, I mean, I think uh, Arondir says it to Bronwyn, great beauty has the power to heal the soul. And he's yeah. staring at like what he believes to be the most beautiful woman on Middle Earth. I mean, he's just, you know, so. Wow. It's just cool stuff like that, that then is being, and you're also seeing sort of like things that are, you know, people and souls. He talks about souls there in terms of beauty, but then we talk about like a stone that is like coveted and a different type of, of, of beauty, almost like a, like a, like a false, you know, beauty, just like the false light oh that we're following gosh. sometimes with, with things. So wow, they're dude. setting up a lot of parallel, like just, I don't know, these structures that they're setting up are layers, are really so cool. many layers, really good. Yeah. Okay, um, since we're about to get kicked off into the Hobbit Hotline, I did want to read one that um, one one of our friends who couldn't call in because he's from Canada. He's in Canada, yeah, and yeah. I guess the number probably wouldn't work. This is from Joel. I, I never know how to say Joel's last name. Joel Watchton. Watchton. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Joel's a longtime listener. Uh, actually, I, oh, Joe. Joel has won a uh, a giveaway. I got to send to him. I need to get on my horse and send it to him. He's there's a book that he is. One in one of our giveaways a long time ago that's sitting in the garage right now. I need to send his way. But nice. he wanted to share this. He said, good evening, gentle hobbits. I hail from the North Farthing, Canada. So I won't be able to call into the Hobbit hotline, but wanted to throw a wild stranger theory. And this was actually backed by uh, someone else, uh, Little Fern Fibers on Instagram. Yeah. Also had the same theory. And I thought it was very interesting. This is outside of the realm of the starry and Sauron is something totally different. If only there was some hobbit tale about a magical man from the heavens that fell to earth. What if Bilbo's Man in the Moon song was based on a hobbit fairy tale? And that was based in Harfoot history. The stranger is the man in the moon. Yeah. We were on the right track thinking he's a Maiar, but he ain't Sauron or an Astari. He's Tilion, the Maiar tasked as the guardian of the moon. Wow. He said, he said, food for thought. Thanks for being beacons of love and positivity. Uh, Frodo lives. So, yeah. Mm, that's awesome. The man in the moon came down. I love you know, that. Drink some brown brown beer. Uh, also, go check out Max's theory on, on Instagram. We did post it. So, I, I, uh, I was going to read it, but we're running short on time. And I'm going to save the, the positive um, criticism for next episode whenever we record next because I feel like it's worth time and I don't want to gloss over it. I think yeah, it's a beautiful yeah. way. And Sarah even said, um, she was like, did you see that comment? Like that, that was the pinnacle of being able to disagree and still, still be kind and still be friends. Yeah. And so cool. I, I want to give that it's due, it's due time. So anyway, yeah, let's okay. get into the Hobbit hotline, bro. Uh, it's firing up, right? You ready for it? It's firing up, buddy. It's firing up. Let's, let's send it over there. The phones are ringing. It's super hot. It's super sweaty up in the forge. <laughs> and it's time to answer the phone. To accept, press 1. To send a voicemail, press 2. Can Josh hear us? Caller? Hello, hello? Oh, Holy my cow, who are we talking to here? Who's calling into the hot <laughs> First Hobbit hotline caller, who is this Hobbit? Uh, is this the Obit hotline? Yes, this sir. This is the Obit hotline, love. Josh Dalkey? Uh, this is... Yeah, you got it. My uh, my heart jumped into my throat a little bit there. You guys actually picked up. <laughs> crazy. I I was like oh, sitting here awesome. like I was I was like who who's somebody's calling? Oh yeah, we set up a thing called the Hobbit Hotline. You know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> uh, it's uh no, that's awesome. I'm glad that this is working. I uh, I appreciate you having me on. I just had a few thoughts on the show, and I've uh, I've been a fan of your guys since like 2019. 
in uh, a friend just randomly showed me the podcast and I just cranked through them on road trips with my wife. So she's kind of listening in the background here. We're on vacation before she goes back to school. So wanted to give you a call. We're in uh, wow. Hilton Head, South South Carolina, and actually met quite a few uh, Ohio people here, a lot from Columbus. I don't know if there's like wow. a connection or something. But wow, wow. Yeah, good, some good folks. So. Good luck, I folk. Um, yeah. But yeah, anyway, yep. So, uh, yeah, a lot of those Ohioans, fellow Midwesterns, make me feel right at home with my sunburnt skin out on that beach. Uh, <laughs> Josh, are you but, from the Midwest um, originally, yeah. or are you from South Carolina? Yeah, so I actually, kind of like you, Lane, I grew up in Chicago until I was like 12. I, and I can hear it. Minnesota. I can hear it in your voice. I hear the Chicago <laughs> and the Minnesota. I love it. It makes me feel yeah. at home. I <laughs> got, got a mix of everything. But, That's uh, beautiful. Yeah, no. Yeah, so I love Minnesota, and we uh, we just wanted to, we're trying to see all 50 states at some point in our lives, so and we've never been to South Carolina, so we're like, screw it, let's uh, make, a, make a quick trip before she goes back to occupational therapy school. Oh, that's awesome. Nice. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah, it's awesome speaking to you both here. So I just, uh, basically, I as I watched the first two episodes of The Buddy, I kind of just had a, a quick, small uh, post-it note, and I just jotted a couple thoughts down. Overall, I mean, I guess... I'll, I get, I, the way I'll break it up, because I'm like a squirrel brain, is just I, episode one positives and any critiques that I, I thought, and then the same with episode two, and then I'll I'll be off here if that works. Absolutely, man. Yeah, We're yeah, honored. Yeah. We're honored, Josh. This is awesome. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate you guys. And I on the last episode, too, Lane, you said something about uh, to lean into it, and you were – I think you were getting a little choked up at the time, which I, I always I was. appreciate, but that was something my, my football coach, yeah, he always – that was – you always used to say that uh, happy is the man who is grateful and um, when tough stuff comes your way to just lean into it head on. And I, I, I heard that and it caught me, uh, got me choked up, man. Just uh, wow. brought me back to college football day. So uh, it's really wow. cool to hear that coming from you all and two people that I, I look up to and hope to be like a little bit more when I grow up. So that was uh, an awesome deal, but mm, um, wow. anywho, moving, moving to the, uh, to the show here. So episode one, and I'll try to keep this real brief, but, uh, the first thing I had written down on my note, it just says Eagle death when it was on fire equals epic. <laughs> yeah. I, when that, when that Eagle flew in, I, my jaw dropped. It was kind of a long lead up. And then all of a sudden they just went to that battle with Finrod mm. and, uh, that Eagle flying in getting taken out by the fell beast. I thought that looked just unbelievable. Right. And I also like, I love that because I saw this meme pop up immediately. That's like people saying, why didn't the Eagles just fly the rings to Mordor? There it, it is. shows that one just getting taken out. Oh. I was like, okay, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> there it is. That was, there it that is. Was, that, had to, that had to have been the intention too. The showrunners were like, enough of this Eagle stuff. We got to put it to bed. Here's, they can die. They are mortal. And mm-hmm. I, dude, that yeah. was an incredible, something we've never seen in Middle Earth. I love that you brought that up. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought that was awesome because I was like, oh, we just saw our first eagle death, and it looked unbelievable. <laughs> so, I mean, overall, the, the visuals were absolutely amazing. So that was yeah. the first thing I saw that I was like, okay, this I'm, I'm excited. And I've been yeah. trying to be like you all, I mean, coming at it with a, a positive outlook, and I, I've been excited for it, and it definitely exceeded my expectations. Good. So overall, just really enjoyed the show. Um, That's good. I also said love the Harfoot Village. It's similar yeah. to what you all were saying about that. Kind of felt almost fairy-like, like Tinkerbell mm. out there in the forest a little yes. bit. Yes. Um, very much enjoyed the angle that they took that on. And then um, 
One note that I had too that I just thought was interesting, but I, I wrote in quotes, Galadriel equals strongest swimmer of all time, which she, <laughs> I didn't know. She, she jumped off the boat. I don't know. It might be being nitpicky, but I don't know if you guys thought the same thing. I'm like, that was a beautiful scene. But then I was like, in my head, I'm like, she just has this dagger and that nightgown, and she's like 500 miles out to sea, I'm assuming. But yeah, she made it work. <laughs> yeah, that, um, that was wild. It was a great dive, then, though. Good form, I think. It was. It was great. It was, oh, it was a swan dive. You, yeah. When you're jumping off those boats, you got to have a swan dive, right? I mean, it's essentially mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what you're going for. Very graceful. Yes. Yes. And I think you might have, y'all might have mentioned this, but um, someone talked about the gray rain or turns to silver glass, kind of the, the Gandalf quote. And I don't know if it's a movieism or referencing Valinor specifically, but that visual of that kind of golden curtain cloud being pulled away as they were, all the rest of the elves are going in there. I thought, I mean, it looked unbelievable. I was uh, kind of, I was like shaking during that scene. I thought it was gorgeous. And then the quote, obviously, that you get to hear from her brother. Um, really cool. So loved episode one. The only yeah. real critiques, I I would have liked to see, uh, I think it's Ungolia. I'm, I'm like halfway through this. Yeah. I'm trying to read it on this, right. this vacation, but I always seem to get to like page 80 and I can't, I can't go any further, but I'm getting there. Um, but it would have been cool to see a giant spider taking those trees out versus uh, yeah. right away when they kind of show them just being corrupted. But I understand why they did did it the way they did it. Um, and then I don't know, maybe you guys could help on this, but they showed Sauron kind of right away in, you know, with all the orcs around him, which again, looked visually very cool. And I don't know enough about the history and where things are going to go. But in my head, I was kind of thinking we wouldn't really see Sauron in power until way midway through the season. And like, yeah. I, so I don't know, clearly yeah. Gladriel already knows he's around along with um, Gilgalad or Gilgalad, yep. whichever. Yep. <laughs> but um, so I'm, I like I'm like, is he, I, I guess I don't know. Do you guys think he's still going to be kind of uh, deceiving these people and tricking them? Obviously the, the rings are going to have to be made, but I don't know how Numenor, unless the Numenorians are kind of unaware of him or if he's just so cunning, he's going to, but it seems like he already has quite a bit of power. I kind of expected to not see him in his original, you know, battle armor right off the bat. But I thought that was kind of interesting. I just don't know enough to know how accurate that is to the timeline of, I guess, everything that goes down. I, I um, think that's I think it's a great point to be made. I, I almost think like maybe just to keep it brief so you can finish. I, I kind of wonder too if that's maybe. Cause I hadn't thought of that until you said that. Now this is this is what awesome conversation does, right? It makes you because I took that for what it was. I'm like, oh, sweet. Wow, he's so tall. He's so much even taller than we saw him in Fellowship. That was my impression. I didn't even stop right. to think that, oh, yeah, wait a minute. Well, hold on. He disappears. He's supposed to go apologize to the um, – who, who, who is it as? The high powers. Yeah, the Valar. He's to go, yeah. See, yeah, the Valar. He's supposed to go seek for forgiveness. He doesn't. He turns to the east. He's gone for like hundreds of years. No one knows where he is. And then yeah. when he shows up again, right. I believe it's his Anatar. So in my mind, I'm thinking maybe this is – Maybe this is Galadriel's idea of what he's doing. You know, like maybe this is her right. because she's so focused on Sauron. She's like, well, of course he's amassing forces. Of course he's powerful. This is what he's looking like in the meantime, even though no one else has seen him. No one believes that he's even still uh, viable. Maybe that's part of what's going on. But you're right. It is. It that does seem to be a breakaway from what we know of him um, in terms of like what he goes and does. And, and how long right. it takes him to to build power and to recover and to then assert himself as Sauron. So, yeah, fair point yep. there. I think that's a great, great thing to point out. And, and another thing there, Josh, yeah. you know, it, it feels like, too, they wanted some – I get some time – because he looks a lot like Sauron from the trilogy, right? So we kind of want yeah. to – I think they did right. that just to make sure we were – 
good, the larger audience was good on who that is. Because, right, I mean, the first stage, he's taken all sorts of shape-shifting, you know, That's true. forms. Well, but, hey, maybe that know. is maybe that is a memory from the first stage, too. That's a good point. Maybe that is before the fall, and that's her just mm. kind of remembering what he looked like in power. Yeah, yeah that's a good yeah. point. That's an awesome, yeah, a little bit of a... Uh yeah, what well, what is that? Yeah, an oversight or yeah, like you said, yeah. just visual cue of hey, this is still what he kind of looks just like. He's similar bit, enough. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's cool. Perfect. No, that yeah, was I was awesome, just curious Josh. on the congruency of that. No, thank you. Um, and then yeah. just quick episode two. You guys, I think as mentioned this briefly as I was listening to you on the beach the other day, but um, the intro to episode two because like, we didn't really get one for yeah. one was i mean I'm yeah. not, i guess we're not worried about spoilers or anything but i thought that was unbelievable i mean you could tell it was very real my wife my wife thought it looked like the uh the things that little kids play with at like the doctors with the magnetic sand she's like you think they have like, oh yeah magnets twirling around to get the sand moving? oh like, wow maybe possibly yeah, but yeah. Uh, i have no idea how they did that loved it um and then one thing i really liked when galadriel's floating in the ocean at the beginning I, I love like astronomy stuff and noticing yeah. she was looking at Earth, Earth major, so big, yep. big dipper, right? Pointing yep. to what you think the North Star for guidance. I love that they added in actual constellations, just showing that Middle Earth is supposed to be a history of our, yep. our Earth. That was kind of our a cool Earth. reminder. Yeah, uh, yeah, really, really like that. That was a big catch um, as, lastly, as made as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, that I, I love that. I was geeking out because I, I love the science stuff. And I was like, oh, that's sweet. I, I kind of forget that Middle Earth is supposed to be Tolkien's kind of rendition of, you know, previously, uh, I guess, English times. Um, but I, mm. last thing that I'll say here, and then I'll uh, hop off, but I love the Durin and Elrond connection. Awesome. Um, when they first showed up, what, whatever he called the right of, I, I, I didn't have it written down, but I 100% thought they were about to go into an absolute beer drinking contest. <laughs> I thought that's what was going on. Oh my, yeah. That would be awesome. Like, oh my gosh. Like, Gimli v. Legolas style yeah. extended. That's what I was thinking. And then they brought out those rocks, and I was like, okay, this is, this is sweet. But I was, I was thinking they were going to be chugging some beers or meads and seeing who goes down first. But mm. uh, that, that was really cool. Um, and then the orcs, I was just going to say, they look amazing, different, almost yeah. like jagged shark teeth from the one we saw. Um, yeah. still similar enough. I, I love what they did with the orcs. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I loved wow. everything about it. I give the first two episodes, I'm very excited for the, for the rest of them and for people to get into this, uh, series that might not have had it, you know, the, the exposure prior. Um, and then final critique, the only other thing I didn't like in episode two, I guess, when Theo and his mom are stuck with that work in my head, I was kind of like, he wasn't in the room yet. And I'm thinking, can't they just quick, you know, he kind of goes back in the cupboard. I'm like, just get out of the house. But it, it kind of yeah, played no like joke. a horror movie. Where they both kinda, <laughs> yeah. They both kind of hid and it made it way more tense. And I loved it. But I was in my head, I was like, walk out the door together. I mean, that or the homie took like four stabs in the back and a half strangulation to go down. I mean, that was a really fun scene. But <laughs> right, I was like, right. okay, they probably could have got out of there, but. Let me ask a follow-up. Were you impressed? Because this is something that I, I caught on. On I mean, I was, I was shocked by it on the first watch. And then the subsequent watches, I was like, dang, it really set in. The strength of the orc. Did you find that? Like, Because that's something very different from he, – he I'm guessing he's a, a foot soldier, a henchman, not a big, like, Lurtz boss guy. And he threw right. them around like they were ragdolls. Even with Theo being, yeah. like, a, a younger boy, teenager, and Bronwyn, you yeah. know, like, being, you know um, – not a very large person, right? He was throwing them around. Did you were you impressed by that like take on orc strength? 
Oh, 100%. I signed yeah. that guy up for the Mordor rugby team. He was <laughs> yeah, no he joke, like, man. Stabbed. <laughs> I mean, he could get stabbed like three times and then got half strangled and was still fighting. I was, I was like, whoa, these works mean business. I'm excited to see how they, uh, I mean, it's a much more intimate approach, just a one-on-one versus a big crowd of orcs. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited yeah. to see those interactions for the, for the rest of the episode. So, but yeah, that's, that's all I have. Hopefully it wasn't too long winded, but I Great, appreciate you all uh, doing Great. this. Thanks, Josh. Looking forward to speaking to you both in person. So yeah, I've, uh, I right. really appreciated the fellowship. I, I know I don't know either of you, but I, I love you guys. I love what you're doing and putting out there and your content <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, it means a lot. I've been along for the ride way behind by a few years, but I really appreciated everything. So. Yeah, no, we appreciate you, Josh. Josh. We recognize the name, man, and we 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 see it all the, on social media there, and and we really do, man. This is cool, real cool. Dude, loves you, man. Yeah, well, loves he, you. I mean, that's like that. That was I'm, I'm speechless, bro. I don't know what to say after this. You you should have been the last caller, <laughs> not not the first one. <laughs> Oh, uh, we would have been on the phone till midnight, so that's why I was trying to hop on right away, and that, that way I don't get scolded by my wife for for staying away from vacation time yeah. for too long. So I appreciate you guys. All right, hey, thanks, Josh. You both have a great night. All right, you yeah. too, buddy. You do. Call from vacation. Thanks. We'll do. See y'all. Wow. I think. Oh, we all oh, we all. Oh, wow. Mm, that was cool. Sorry, I kind of cut us off there a little bit because I thought I had somebody else coming in there, but. Um, no, no, that's yeah. Let me just ask you this: yeah, yeah. How many is that? The first time we've ever been listened to on the beach? You think? Well, that we I know. Think of. Josh might be the right that we know of. I mean, that's like that, that is incredible, man. I, yeah, I do recognize Josh Dalkey. Is that? Yeah, Josh, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's yes, exactly from who social it is. media. Yes, Absolutely. okay, yes. I I remember. Yeah, it's amazing. This is what's going to be amazing about this man is we're gonna we're gonna talk to people who we've only ever seen in Instagram or on on the facebook page or this is this is incredible this is incredible it's yeah, really cool it's really cool we got eight he had such good points oh. such good criticisms as well i mean hey hey here we go here we go you ready hold on accept, press one to send a voicemail oh, oh. press two we don't want a voicemail what, what's going on here who is this who's on the hot the hotline hey this is seth gleason seth gleason another Whoa. name that we recognize holy yeah seth. how are you hey i'm great how are you guys we're doing great, Seth. Welcome to the Hobbit Hotline. Uh, Man, th- this this is wild. Again, I was just telling us after we talked to Josh, it's going to be weird, in the most in the best way possible, to finally talk to and hear people's voices that we have been hearing from, and seeing yeah. for years. Like this is long overdue. I think as this is long oh, overdue. Yeah. Oh, long overdue. Long overdue. Glad this to hear. Amazing. You. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is so cool. Seth, tell us because we're in a stupor right now. We're in, in more of a stupor for this premiere than we were for the show. So get us started here. Tell us what you what, what whatever you're thinking about the first couple episodes, likes, dislikes, thoughts, whatever you got. We're ready for it, man. Yeah. So one thing I love about you guys is your positive attitude towards all this, despite you know. I mean, we've all seen it on the on the web. It's trolls the out negativity. There, man. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times, I mean, that that can make being positive hard, even mm-hmm. if you like your heart is positive, your mind starts to get weird, you know? Wow. Uh, That's yeah, so it, well put, it, Seth. It, uh, but yeah. your guys' positivity has been that light, you know? Mm. Uh, wow. Wow. Dude, there were a couple things that I started to get worried about. Yeah. Even though I don't think I should have. One of those things was the Harfoots. Okay. Like, 
because I, as I overthought before the show came out, mm-hmm. I started to get worried that maybe it would be pandering, um, mm-hmm. like uh, fan service, maybe mm-hmm. would be yep. the right term to use. Yep, yep. Um, that, as soon as they showed up, I think it was probably like, I don't know, a few seconds after they popped their heads up out of the grass, mm-hmm. all gone. Yeah, uh, all gone. Yeah, yeah. All gone. It it was, it still felt like a service, but not in a negative way, in a positive way. Because yeah. as soon as they showed up, it was like, this is the Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. It, wow. Yeah, it felt Tolkien, you know? Yeah. Uh, which I loved. I mean, every single second that they were on the screen, it just made me feel happy. How do you think, dude? How did? Because I, I felt the same way too, and I kept thinking. I think it's a combination of things, but they they totally recaptured whether it was through dialogue or whether it was through uh, just like physical acting. Like they recaptured the spirit of of yeah. hobbits, and then and then walked it back a few thousand years, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I loved that they weren't in the beginning. I loved that they showed all of these grand epic fantasy things. Yeah. I mean, Galadriel, you got Valinor, you got, you know, her fighting the troll, all of these things yeah. um, that are still Lord of the Rings, but they're also just stuff that you associate with fantasy in general. Yeah. Yeah. True. Then they take it back and you get to the Harfoots and they show that. And it was, it brought the grounded family, fun food elements that are so important for, you know, Tolkien and the Lord of the Rings that made it also very familiar. Um, that I thought worked amazingly. I loved it. It was great. Uh, but yeah, and I'm glad that you guys felt, honestly, when I was listening to the podcast, I felt like you guys felt that too. So yeah. that, that was, that was absolutely. They, they almost kind of stole the premiere for me. I mean, I felt like, like, yeah. like you said too, I was kind of, I was, I, I, you, Everything you said there, you articulated better than I ever could. Like it, it was sort of this fear where you're like, are we? Because we even said it. We said it like a, it feels like a year ago now. It might have been a year ago. We were saying, who are our hobbits going to be in this show? Like the hobbits right. are the heart of the films. Like it, you're right, and the way you said it there is perfectly, it, or it's perfect. It sets it apart from all of their fantasy genres. Is is the the race and the peoples of the hobbits, and so like. Right. How are they gonna? How are we gonna get that emotional connection in the same way? And so yeah, the, there was that fear there. You're like, is it just gonna be like you said, fan service? And it, like you said, it was the perfect balance in the same way that I think the Hobbits yeah. originally, the way Peter Jackson did them, and 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 Weta and everyone with involved with the films, it felt it felt like okay, there are certain things we have to hit on to please fans, and there's also mm-hmm. things that we're going to accentuate as filmmakers. And they did the same thing here, man. I mean, perfectly said. Exactly. Yeah. So that that that's the first thing that I yeah. was worried about. Um, and then the other thing, I'll only get into one other, but uh, I, I don't, I can't. This one I can't explain why I was worried about it. Um, mm. But I was worried about Elrond. Okay. I don't know if it's just because he didn't look like how yep, I thought yep, yep. he should, which I guess I fell into that terrible category with him. Yep. Uh, yep. That I didn't really realize till after I finished the episode. Um, because I didn't have any other reason why I was worried about him. Because I've seen him. I mean, I saw him in Game of Thrones, and I loved him as Young yeah. Stark. 
Right. It didn't make sense until after I watched it, and I loved him. But uh, he was perfect for that, I, and I didn't realize it until afterwards. But he was perfect. Um, he, he, I felt I felt the same he, way, Seth. He was like he's like yeah. the girl right in front of you who's been or guy whatever or yeah. you know whatever your orientation is like it, the right. one who's been there the whole time, right? Mm-hmm. Right in front of your face. Yeah. I was I was worried about him too. I was like, man, I don't know. Like you said, he didn't look similar enough to Elrond Hugo Weaving. That's what I was getting right. hung up on. And his, but his performance was unreal. It was incredible. Yeah. And I think also seeing Galadriel first too also helped yes. because as I was watching her. I was like, this is not the same Galadriel that we get in the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And it's kind of silly for people to think that it should be the same Galadriel that we get yes. in the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I mean, all the time that goes by, you really, I mean, character development. Uh, and it's the same for Elrond. I mean, any of the characters that we get to see then should not be the same. They should yep. be very different. Yep. And so that's something that I loved about Elrond. Um, he's clearly gone through character, de- character development already. Um, because he's been around for a while, yeah. but he still felt young. Um, yeah, yeah. Where we got to see him writing as the Herald of Gilgalad, yeah. but he wasn't elevated to an elven lord yet. Like that's still something yeah. that's to come. Wow. We have a lot of growth that we're going to experience with him. We see him be wise, but also kind of foolish at times as well. Yeah. Yes. Um, which is awesome um, because I love character development and that, that's something yeah. I love about the Lord of the Rings is you get a lot of that with your core characters. Um, so yeah, he quickly changed my mind as well. Um, Dude, so I, I think what that. they're doing, I think what they're doing with elves too, you're in your, this is like amazing. Everything you're saying is, is perfection. Like my same, uh, realization of this character and like i think what they're doing with with the elves it feels like to me is in trying to make them younger they're almost making them feel more human right mm-hmm. like they're much yeah. more human and relatable and they're they have they haven't arrived yet and they're trying to figure out how they're going to how they're going to navigate the political system of the elves and also just their own place within the world. And like you said, showing those showing like Elrond in the Lord of the Rings is never foolish, right? Ever. And here we see him kind of, yeah, like, like just erring on the side of Gil Gilgalad because he's Gilgalad and not, not even believing Galadriel in in that conversation. And man, dude, you are killing it, bro. This is unreal. unreal. That that was really good. We're out of a job, dude. We, well, you and I are out of a job. This is what dog. we wanted. We wanted to sit back and just no. listen, baby. You know what I mean? This, this is, is beautiful. Great. This is beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm so glad because I love listening to you guys. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and well, and the, the last thing I wanted to say that I that I'm just happy about yeah. um, is I I love the Hobbit. Um, that was of course the first thing I that that was what made me fall in love with Tolkien. Mm. Um. And I, I watch the movies and I enjoy the movies. I do. Because, one, I, I like to be positive. But there are things that I don't like about the movies, as most people would agree with. Um, and I think, as I've thought about it through this show, the things that bother me the most are changes. Mm. And changes that almost feel unnecessary. 
mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. This show has not made me feel that way one time. Um, mm. The closest change, it will, the thing that I, I, I could think of when I think of change is uh, um, Finrod. And not the fact that he dies, but the fact that he, he has his oath to defeat Sauron. Because that's mm. a change, but it's not really a big deal change. That's mm. nothing that bothered me. Um, mm. Everything feels like, like so much care went into every single detail. And mm. though there are going to be things, I mean, yeah, time frame. Um, we're not going to see it quite as big as what we would in, in the yeah. Silmarillion or anything like yeah. that. But it's still very much, it feels like Tolkien. And mm. it, it so far feels like his vision and his spirit are there. Um, I'm just, I don't know. I'm grateful and relieved and super happy about yeah. it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Seth, that's awesome, man. I, I really, honestly, it's really cool to hear your voice too and everything. This is just, this is, is unreal. This is unreal, buddy. <laughs> is, this is going to be like reading, reading comments and, and like messages. It's going to take it to a whole other level. I mean, this is just, I love it. This is amazing, man. Thank you for calling yeah. in, bro. That yeah. was incredible. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to me rant. Absolutely, buddy. <laughs> oh, All right, man. Dude, that was that was the most beautiful rant I've ever heard. If that was a rant, Seth, I need to take rant lessons from you. <laughs> that was wonderful, man. Hey. Beautiful elaboration, Thank- brother. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. All right, thanks, buddy. Dude, we'll see ya. Honor having him. Honor having him on. Holy here, here, cow! Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Call. on that. Holy cow! Hold on a minute. What's going on? We got another caller. Press one to send a voicemail. Press two. We here we don't go. Want any voicemail? We are Siri. getting calls left and right, baby. Good lord. Who, who, who we got on here? Who Who is this? Welcome to the Hobbit Hotline. This is Christian. Christian, Christian how are I you? Talked to, I talked to Ez on Facebook a while Get back. I've been a big fan of you guys for like since you guys started. So it's just an honor to be on the phone with you guys. Yeah, dude. <laughs> lord, this is cool, the, man. If, if anyone's been a fan of ours for longer than five minutes, the honor is officially ours. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> That's impressive, my friend. Yeah. Uh, tell us what you thought, man. Tell us your reaction to the show, positive, negative, whatever, mix of both. What did you think? Well, first off, I've been a fan of, like, Tolkien for, like, I don't know, probably since I was in, like, fifth grade or so. And I already started going wow. to, like, Cimmerillion and stuff when I was by the time I was in, like, middle school. Wow. And so I didn't, like, read all of the Cimmerillion because that, like, middle school age how much of the simulation can you really read right <laughs> yeah or like when you're my age but, uh, i mean that's yeah sure yeah <laughs> i mean yeah at any really, yeah. it's like how far can you get before you put the book down and you're like okay i need a break right yeah. right right all i have to say is like I, i've been looking forward to this show ever since they made the first announcement like oh amazon bought the rights and whatever yeah. so i had high hopes that like to just to get it on screen in general yeah, but mm-hmm. like, and then when I started like releasing the trailers, I was like, okay, this could be a big hit or miss. But you know what? When we watched those two episodes the other night, I was just blown away. I was like, I went in with neutral expectations, and wow. now I'm like, I can't wait to see episode three. Wow, let's go. So what? What was it that like pulled you in and convinced you and and just sucked you back into Middle Earth? Well, the thing was is that they had enough leverage to mention some stuff from the first age. 
Yeah. Yeah. And Did that give us some depth almost? Yeah. So, right. And the world is so like crisp and clean. Yeah. And although I'm hoping they don't use too much freedom, like willy nilly, it's, it's great to hear names like Owlay and yeah. Uh, yes, Morgoth. Yeah. And Simril, Feanor. Like it's good to hear all those names just pop up here and there. Yeah. And it's just so sick. But I wanted to mention two main things to you guys that stood out to me the most. Yeah, so please. I know we're talking about episode one, but episode two with the the main show intro, right? We yeah. saw like the sand and like the movement. Yeah. Yes. I don't know if you guys know about like in science, how sound can manipulate like matter and like move stuff around. Mm. If you've mm. ever seen those deals where like band is on a speaker and then they play a certain tone and it goes into like a formation mm-hmm. i think that's like what they did i, I was gonna ask intro. josh josh brought this up too he brought up the intro and i didn't even think about it i should have because of the the title trailer we got way back in january or whatever that was like do you think this was a practical effect it i'm thinking now it probably was or is and you know what i think it is yeah, I think it's a allusion to how Middle Earth was formed. Singing, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. music, yeah, wow, yes, sir. singing and wow. music, yes. So, like, I was like, "Oh, wait, that's so cool!" But like, what does that remind me of? Oh, I've seen a video of like sound manipulating like sand into patterns, and that's what that looks like. And then I'm like thinking of like the Cimmerillion, and I'm like, "Wow, like." They're using songs to like influence the matter, and like they're showing the beginning of wow. the ages. Wow! I, you know, wow. Christian, g- 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 all right, can we be honest know. about Maybe something real quick? Just... Hey, so th- did we expect that? Did anybody expect that though? You know what I mean? Like that's no. oh, that's so no. unexpected, and I love that. It, it is, and and here's the other thing too that it does is in the same way that that title reveal was beauty through simplicity. Which is what they've seemed to err on. They've seemed to err on that side every time with everything they've done, at least in what we've seen in the first two episodes. And I, I would even argue, leading up to, we, leading up to where we are now, erring on the side of simplicity and letting Tolkien speak through, like really, like the pillars, the pillars that you cannot move. And yeah, yeah. right. Like in, until right. Christian, you were just walking me through that, and until uh, until Josh brought it up too, I didn't even, I didn't even think like, oh my god, that could be absolutely a practical effect that is achieved through science that is a root that the scientific, you know, um, um, reality is a root in like even Tolkien's explanation of, of, of how everything is here. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that is so deep yeah. and only, it only, it seems like only this show. It, that, okay. So when you talk about ta- uh, trusting the intelligence of, and also the wide variety of intelligence and experience of your audience, that's what that is. That's what that stuff is. 100 percent like mm-hmm. i didn't even you guys are illuminating me to this fact like no unexpected beautiful and incredibly simple but like appeal or uh, um alluding to things again from the beginning of this world right yep wow right and it's like they only wanted the like no i wouldn't say like real token fans because like anyone can be a token fan like you guys have talked Amen. about like anybody Amen. starting in the third age or going back as far as you want to go back. But like it alludes to like, Oh, there's a, like a, what do they call them? Easter egg, you know? Yes. It's like yes. There's a little Easter egg, for you, like, you know, alluding to the first wow. age. And thought that was cool. 
Yeah, no, that's but, awesome. Um, great, great find, then, man. I thought that I like. Um, uh, was it Seth that was on right before me? Uh, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. Who was Seth was on right before you? Yep. The caller. Um, he mentioned Elrond, and like yeah. one of the big things worried about too was like, oh, this guy does not look like Hugo Weaving yeah. Elrond. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was worried about that. But then when I sat down and watched the episodes like twice through now, right? Like most <laughs> of us have, <laughs> just me. But no, um, not just you. <laughs> sat down and watched it. I was like. Elrond's really speaking, like the way he speaks in the show, yes. his speech pattern, yes. and like the way he talks, he's like, they passed beyond my sight. He says yes. all these things. Oh, yeah, he does. He does. Yeah. He would say, and it's crazy. I, I think, dude, yeah, what you're saying, like, I, I think a lot of people, it's hitting them. Because I was hung up, I was the one who posted on our Instagram forever ago, the whole lament that, um, that Will Poulter left. Because Will Poulter, he's the he's the well-known actor. He was in the most the uh, he was in Midsummer, which is a horror film. And then I also remember him from Don Treader. He was Eustace, and he visually yeah. looks exactly like a young Hugo Weaving. And I thought, man, it's such a miss because Morpheus looks a lot like a young Kate Blanchett. He looks like a young Elrond. Am I going to be able to get over? I know he's also a very good actor. Am I going to be able to get over this recasting? And then I was so worried about it. And then I, I started telling Sarah, I'm like, and, and as too, I was like, as trailers came out and things, I thought it was that line where he says, um, uh, Galadriel, commander of the Northern armies, you know, I half expected you to arrive caked in mud. Mm. And I thought, my God, that, that makes me feel like Elrond. Like it makes me, it gives the same vibes yep. as the Elrond. We know the Elrond we read about. I mean, let's talk about that too. Like it's not even just what Hugo has created there's tons of Elrond in Lord of the Rings, tons of Elrond right. in 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 The Hobbit. Like he's a character we know well through his speech. And so the fact that you're bringing that up that it was through through his manner of speaking that made us I mean, I bought in. Like I I I won't ever lament Robert Arameo playing uh, Elrond ever again. I I'm I'm ashamed, not ashamed. But like I'm disappointed I didn't I wasn't more open-minded going into it cuz he's he's blown me away. And the way he almost like the way he relates to other characters too, right? Has been fascinating to see. So great point, man. And it's like it's cool because in fact all these characters that they're bringing back like Galadriel, like to say someone's point on the last point and then Elrond this time, like these are all they're not supposed to be the same exact people. Yes. But like sure. their, their and the way they talk should be the same, which they're doing, which is awesome. Yeah. But like they're mature like you can sense that Elrond has this like a little immaturity to him still. Like he's he's not as dark hearted. He's more open to the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's, he has with dwarves for Pete's sake, and like we know that Elrond in the Third Age like doesn't care about dwarves at all. That so, was, yeah, beautiful point. But it, at least from what we see, so it's cool to see that um, all these characters have like a a maturity level of a young elf, even though they're like thousands of years old already. <laughs> Right, but like we wow. can see that the happened, you know. Yeah, and that's cool. Jeez, Christian, perfectly said. My gosh, I mean, what? So what else you got? What else were you responding to? What else sucked you in? Is there anything you didn't like? Anything that you were disappointed by? Or um, tell us more. Yeah, well, what what I mainly said on my Facebook and stuff to like my friends is like I went in with neutral expectations, but yeah, happy. 
So, like, the things that are off-putting to me is, like, the minute details, right? Like, yeah. oh, like, <laughs> you know, like, I thought women dwarves had beards. Or, like, you know, who cares yeah. about yeah. all those little things, right? It's like, I yeah. thought blah, blah, blah. Like, at the end of the day, I thought some of the picks were just really cool to see. Like, Gilglad, it reminds me of the, the very small glimpse of Gilglad we see in the Lord of the, the Rings prologue. movies where he's, yep. like, in the prologue part. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Durin's Bane because oh. we saw in the trailers yeah. that Balrog's yep. going to show up. Yeah, boy. So, yeah, boy. Season, like, who knows, like, what's going <laughs> to happen there. So, wondering, I want to ask you guys this, too. Do you guys think every season is going to be, like, a little bit of the age? Or Ooh. what do you guys think about that? Because, like, so, I'm thinking, like, season will be, like, this will be the first hundred years of the age, and then the next, they'll fast forward a bit each season. I don't know. Wow. Uh, so, okay, I've actually, as if you don't mind me yeah, no, going before no, I lose my yeah. thought, I, I have thought about this because it does, so we, and, you know, for however long we've known it's the second age, we've kind of wondered to ourselves, like, we know how long the second age is, right? And we've thought to ourselves, as and I, even weeks ago, when we were building up to this and, and getting amped and excited and primed, we were thinking to ourselves, like, how are we going to time jump? Are we going to right. um, be revealed greater truths and histories through the elf, elven characters? And I almost think to myself, like, from if you if you think about what we saw in the first two episodes, and you think about what we've seen in those trailers, like this season, I mean, you can't map it out perfectly, but you can kind of see where it's all driving, right? You're going to have a conflict between the orcs and the Southlanders. Arondir is going to be taken captive. Some of the Southlanders are going to be taken captive. They're going to have this battle. Uh, Galadriel's right. going to go, you know, he's, she's going to go to Numenor with Halbrand. They're going to try to muster a force to go and help, um, you know, defeat these orcs who are under Sauron's dominion. And, and that's going to bring them all together in one place for this kind of final battle. And if you think about it, right, like that doesn't take much time. So that's a great, I don't know how they're going to do it. All that to say, I don't know how they're going to do it. I wouldn't be surprised though, if like we lose characters from season to season, that's actually one of my predictions. Right. Like we're yep. there, they're going to be some characters you would think are going to be through this whole thing and they're not going to be. Um, and so is that yeah. how they're going to kind of show the, like the, the immensity of the age? Maybe like, yeah, different, almost like each season is a different tale within the age. I think that's a beautiful way of, of thinking about it because you'd have like, even if you, even if you totally play with the timeline, right? Like this is something where uh literalists, I think I, I, there's no way to make something that would, Please them. And that's okay too. That's fine. Like if you love it, literally, you've got the book, you've got the Silmarillion, right? Like the four, I, I got I curious. Mean, so yeah, go ahead. No. Um, yeah, we can always open up the book, but yeah, I'm always, I'm wondering if, if the third episode is when we're first introduced to Numenor because we haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Right. You know, is we're going to get corrupted just in one season or are or is it a, get corrupted yeah. over the course of, Three seasons, like we all know what happens to Numenor, like or or not all of us, but like I would assume if you look into the books and you were like looking into it before the show, you'd be like, oh, this is what happens to Numenor because it's obviously not in the Third Age. So, you know, yeah, I think when, when right. it looks back, it looks like green. And I are think... they going to mention the Vatar? And you know, it's crazy. I think you're right. I think we're going to have to jump 
jump in time. I don't think that in one seat, I don't think they're going to, and what as has told me, I didn't even know this. Like this is something that slipped, slipped my, my notice. I had no idea that they, that the showrunners, Payne and McKay have had this five season arc planned out from the very beginning. Like this is something in all that time they took in pre-production. They were like, we're going to map out these five seasons, the very firm structure. We're going to know where we're going. So yeah, I don't think there anything's going to be rushed. Well, it's your point too, right? That- we got a is the five seasons all we're getting, or is that all we have signed on for? That's a good question. It, it, who knows? Ooh. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, who knows? We, we don't know anything, man. I mean, that that could be a fair point. Like, could we go six, seven, ten? Like, or or after five, will we jump to a different point in time? Will we go further back? Like, do they have a comprehensive, you know, um, second age story, and then we're going? to the first stage or will we go to a different part of the second age? I don't know, man. These are great questions you're asking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you imagine like each, every five seasons is like a part of the age and we're like, we're it's like 10 wow. years time from now and it's season 15 and we're already still enjoying the <laughs> I mean, people, people, one of the criticisms I heard of season one, even my dad, he was like, eh, it's just kind of slow. I was like, I love that. It's slow. We haven't gotten <laughs> to experience that really, even in the Jackson films, like, there are slow moments, but they never last long enough for me. You know what I mean? Like I want to stay in the Shire for 17 years. Like literally, I don't want to leave. I want to experience these moments over, over time. And so if it, I, I, yeah. I'll tell you what, man, if they drug it out, I wouldn't hate it at all. I'm loving every second of these first two episodes. If it did 20 years of it, I'm fine with it, man. As long as they, they just stay on the target that they've been starting with right now, I'd be happy. Yeah. So. Yep. Yep. Well, thanks so much for your time, guys. I'll let you guys get to the next one, yeah. but I'll I'll keep watching live. But I uh, I hope I get to, you know, hear more of you guys soon, and you guys do more live things like this. This is awesome. Love this to talk a, to you guys. Well, I do. Thank yeah, you for calling you, in. Thank you for being for being Samwise the Brave and getting in here, third caller, man. I mean, that's a special number. Yeah. That's a special. I love that. The power of three, <laughs> man. That's incredible. Thank you, Christian. All right, thanks, Christian. All right, we're gonna we're gonna. No all right, we're gonna jump right into our next caller here. You ready, Lane? Dude, I gotta, I gotta reflect. Hold on a minute. Hold on okay. Real quick. okay, 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 okay. I, I want to say something because I want to address something yeah. that yeah. I mean, Josh was incredible. I feel like we got to interact with Josh a bunch. I wanted to say something that uh, uh, Seth brought up. I um, he finished up so quick, man. <laughs> right. What he said about being plopped into the world of Middle Earth. Yes, I mean, that, in 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 to 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 summarize it. That was for me too. Like I felt like I was immersed in Middle Earth again, and that's why I bought into other things that maybe I know about that are wrong, or I don't know about that are wrong. Whatever. Right. And then, right. Uh, I, I felt like Christian had amazing points there, man. Like, oh yeah, no, great questions and everything too. I mean, like that's like, the how thing. long is this gonna go? We don't know. We don't like, know. What, we don't what, know. It, that's a great point. We've talked about that because it doesn't seem like we're jumping in time very much. As we're settling no, into an no. era. We're settling into a story. We're going to get a story. So could it be almost like what we heard before with the with the anthology series? Remember that was a, a big a big um, a big breadcrumb early on. It's going to be anthology. We're going to get a different story, a different character each season. Could they do that just within the second age? And that's how they show the longevity of the elves. Like maybe maybe um, you know we lose Bronwyn and we lose some of these other characters. Maybe not Theo, because I, I got a, I got an idea of who Theo might might become. But like all these characters, we lose, but we keep Galadriel, we keep Elrond, we keep Gilgalad, we keep the Numenorians. I don't know. Yeah. Great, great. I, I can't believe this is happening, dude. I, I, I am in. I'm overwhelmed. I'm, I'm overwhelmed, overwhelmed too. I'm overwhelmed too. So we have a caller coming. Okay. You ready for another caller? Hello. Who 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 we got here? Welcome to the Hobbit Hotline. Who are we talking to? 
Oh, shoot. Did I get through? This is Tino. Tino, let's go. Tino, what's up? <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? Tino, Tino, who corrected my Portuguese, right? Yeah, yeah that's me. Yeah, <laughs> baby. And hey, happy birthday. We have the same birthday, Tino. I honestly think we might be the same exact age. Were you born in 88? 88, let's go. Holy. Dude, yeah, we're just, we are the, yeah, we're the same exact age. Wow, Tino. Dude, it is Bunch so of cool talking to you, man. Yeah, yeah, the Spanish thing was funny because uh, I speak Spanish, I'm Mexican, and I went to go watch that, and I was very, I was very confused for a second. I feel like uh, such an asshole. I was like, oh, geez, come on, man. Perpetuating stereotypes, Lane. What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. It's all good. Thank you for that, by the way. That was, that was clutch. I, when P, I, I love being corrected too. Like if, if I overlook something and someone helps me out, I only appreciate it. So, Tino, (laughs) amazing to talk to you. Tell us about, tell us about these episodes, man. What have you loved? What have you hated? What are you looking forward to? Uh, for sure. Um, I I loved both the episodes. Mm. I thought they were great. I actually got a chance to go see them in theaters. Oh, yeah. oh nice. Nice. Go. Yeah. I was able to go do that. Uh, my wife and I, we went and did that. So that was pretty cool for my birthday. Oh, that's awesome. Our birthday. Oh, yeah, Lane. that's right. Yeah, we got a, we got a booking <laughs> date now, don't we? It's pretty cool. Right, right, right. Um, <laughs> but I want to say I actually liked the second episode better, I think. Mm. Um just because, you know, the first episode is just kind of like laying down the groundwork and it's yeah. a pilot episode, you know, all pilot episodes are just kind of laying what's going to come yeah. next. And then, yeah. uh, you know, the second episode, we really get into it. Um, you guys were talking about the orc scene earlier with the, and it's kind of like shot like a horror movie. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, J.A. Bayona did horror movies. Before. He does horror films. Yes. Yeah. 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 He was, uh, that's how I know. I knew who he was before, like Spanish horror films. And I thought that was an interesting parallel between him and Peter Jackson, who were both doing horror movies before doing Lord of the Rings. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. Do you you guys think, a random question for you guys, do you guys think Arundir hates his job? (laughs) uh, (laughs) He loves it and he hates it, right? I mean, he loves it for one reason. Arundir loves his job for one reason. Okay. I I think he likes being there with uh, Bronwyn. Uh, I think Bronwyn makes makes the grind worth it. Right, right. Because, you know, earlier we got, you know, where they're showing how elves don't uh, perceive time like we do. You know, Elrond yes. doesn't realize 20 years have passed. Yeah, And then right. later on we get... He counts Rinder, the years. Like, I've been here... He, he counts right. the years. He's like, I've been here 79 years. Wow. And I was like, that's like when you're at a job and you don't want to be there. You just don't want to be there. And you're like, I got 15 minutes left. <laughs> I can leave. Like, that's exactly what I was like. Dude. He must just hate being there. He, he, he hates he, that job. He, he hated it for at least like 70 of those years. And then Bronwyn came around. He was right. like, all right, I'm starting to enjoy this job a little bit yeah. more, baby. The view it's is like much nicer. Cool your job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The conversation's better. I mean, I met my wife in college. <laughs> and until, and I didn't meet right. her until, well, I didn't get to know her until actually I graduated. So I, that was how I felt in college. I'm like, gee, can I, can I just get out? And then I met her. I was like, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I remember the days before. Right. And I remember the days after, baby. So that's hilarious, right. man. That's a fair point, too, about the first episode. My dad said something similar to, you know, he was like, because he had only seen the first episode when I, I'm trying to get information out of them because I've made them watch, you know, if you've listened, you know, I've made them watch Lord of the Rings, 
especially the teenager, it was every Sunday, right? We're going to sit down. Right. And by the end, they were all yeah. doing other things or asleep, and I was still just glued, right? And so I wanted to get the reaction because it's a big deal. It's been a while. And um, my dad was like, it was like, oh, the first episode, man, it's just got a lot, it's a lot of dialogue. It's different dialogue than the film. I was like, yeah. Right. I was like, I like that. And so I'm pushing him too. And he hadn't seen the second episode at that point. I'm like, characters you like, like, what, what are there, is there a group of people you're, you're gravitating to? He's like, Lane, give me time, man. All right. <laughs> give me time. Like, I, I, got, I can't just give an answer. I'm not going to do it. I kept bugging him. He's like, stop asking me. So that first episode, I, cause it's true. You have to think television terms too. pilot, but no one, no one's favorite episode is mm-hmm. pilot. I mean, it, it takes a special right. person to love a pilot episode best. And it was slower. The pace was different. It kind of mirrored, honestly, Fellowship of the Ring with the whole prologue aspect and then into Concerning Hobbits. Right. And we had the backstory and then we had the Harfoots, yeah. same kind of deal. But I love, mm-hmm. I love, and also that, yeah, that, that horror aspect with, with Bayona. I mean, do you think that's something we're going to see regularly with him, especially with him being a producer and having a creative? I can see too why after those first two episodes, they're like, hey, JA, we want you on for the long haul, man. Like, we want right. your creative hand involved. And I, I, I have to say, I haven't seen any of his movies. I do follow him on Instagram, so I know that that is part of his background. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monster Calls or yeah. something like that is a big. He's always posting yeah, stuff from uh, his. Is that right? Films. Yeah, the orphanage is the one. The orphanage yeah. is the one I know him from. That's a that's a creepy movie if you ever okay. watch mm. that. Okay, so that means but, we uh, need to yeah, start I a film so. list. Yeah. Right, right. I, I think the horror movie element is something that we'll see just because the orcs are so freaking scary in this. Yes. And then, you know, like at the end of episode two where um, Arundir just gets like grabbed. Like we don't know yes. what happened to him yet. And he just gets yeah. grabbed in the middle of like, a tunnel. Like that's, that's very horror movie. And I just think let's surprise something we'll see. Because there's some things in Tolkien that are scary. You know, like the yeah. like, yes. heads getting, catap- getting catapulted, but fingers getting bitten off. Like there's just like horror movie yeah, 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 yeah. in those stories. Yeah. Oh, beautiful, man! Beautiful. Uh, what, what else? What else were you reacting to? What, what are you looking forward to? Is there anything that you, other than just thinking, you know, the first episode, it's a typical pilot feel? Anything else that you weren't a fan of, or anything, man? Oh, oh uh, I wanted to ask. Hold on, can I ask real quick? What was it like to experience it in a theater? Bro, it was awesome. Oh, it was amazing. Oh. Um, it was super cool to see it in theaters. It felt like I'm. I'm sure we're all the same age. We were able to go see it in the, the movies in theaters. It yeah. felt like that again. You know, wow. when you go see movies for the first time and you're just like sitting in anticipation. It was packed. My theater was packed out. Mm. Wow. It was, it was it was awesome. And then um, it was kind of funny, too. Like, the theater people were not messing around with, like, the spoiler thing. They gave us a warning at the beginning and were like, no phones out during the screening. And then wow. they were like, walking up and down the aisle. They were walking up and down the aisles, like making sure nobody had their phones out. I was like, okay, Dang. they're taking this seriously. <laughs> did, did you feel like but people yeah, kind of respected that? Amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. That's people awesome. really respected that. As that far as awesome, I can tell, I didn't see any problems, but yeah, it was it was amazing. All right, back mm. into whatever you were saying. Like I didn't I didn't mean to interrupt you. That's that's so cool though. Um, tell tell us what you were yeah what you were gonna say. Oh, I was gonna say the only thing I really had a problem with was just I mean that's just because I, I read the Silmarillion recently and the whole mm. thing was um, glad. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. 
Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Well, going to Valinor, I kind of right. she was already right. banned at that point. Yeah, right. From okay. the, you know, she's tangentially part of the kinsling. But that was yes. just like, if I hadn't read the books before, it didn't, it wouldn't have bothered me. Like, my wife was like, oh, I didn't care about that at all. I haven't read the book. So, right. it was just I, awesome to me. <laughs> I felt like it was a cool, like, if you're going to deviate um, from from the Silmarillion, it was a cool, like, character, like, mini arc within an right. episode. To, to tie it back to Finrod right. and, and you, to tie it back to her fight, like, choosing to stay in Middle Earth kind of a deal. Yeah. Right, right. And she has to be banned for some reason, right? So Yeah. Yeah. They kinda gave her like a new so like, like her reason. rejecting the gift Good, of like yeah. the new band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Dang, I, that's I a get great that. point. I understood that. Yeah. I, so it bothered me in the moment, but then after I thought about it, I was like, it honestly it doesn't like ruin my enjoyment of the T V show at all. So I mean it is okay, what since, it is. Since you're fresh from reading the film really, I wanna it, it was either Seth or Christian that brought up like or it might even been Josh. I can't remember. Everyone's running together. But like the, the changes that have been made sometimes was it christian who was talking about the hobbit maybe and he was saying that sometimes the changes in the hobbit felt like they were for there was no real good reason for it do you feel like so far changes you've that have been in the show in this very brief time we've you know two episodes that they've been like Mm -hmm. acceptable changes as opposed to uh, there's no point for that yeah like they have to have a reason and like i said the whole thing with her going to valinor and there being a new band that's obviously a new reason for why she's banned like there's I get why they had to do it because they don't really have the rights to the Silmarillion. They still have yeah. to kind of come up with new reasons for certain things to still happen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's as long as there's like a good reason for it, I don't, it doesn't bother me. I love it, Tino. Yeah. Man, yeah. I, I feel yeah. like maybe we were born in the same place and maybe separated at birth or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's happening here. I mean, I, I mean, I I am a fellow Midwesterner. I'm from Michigan, so. Oh blue, my! Baby. Go blue, Tino. <laughs> yeah. That's what, what I'm talking the... about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, like, you know why they... I live in a city called Pontiac, uh, like 25 minutes north of Detroit. Yeah, dude. So, I'm like Detroit area. You know why they call yeah, Ohio I... almost heaven? Because it's almost Michigan, man. Oh, my. This is a bunch uh, of blasphemy that's... up in here. <laughs> See, I love hearing you guys say that stuff because when I first started listening, I was like, oh, this is a great podcast. And then I heard you're from Ohio, and I'm like, I don't know. See, uh, then and then you, I heard you guys say, go Go blue and the that's pure right. Michigan thing, you know, just, you know, that's fine. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's the sound for the name <laughs> game. I totally forgot. Yeah. Oh, man, I love – dude, next time we come up to – so, so uh, we had a trip planned. We're not going to be able to do it, but we were, we were thinking about uh, getting up to Michigan this fall. And um, when we drive through, we'll have, to, we'll have to drive through Pontiac and see Tino real quick for sure. For sure. Mm. For sure. Dude. Let me know. Yeah, oh, you, you, awesome, you guys man. just enjoy that state up north. You know, have fun. <laughs> have fun up there. <laughs> you, you, Homer. You're such a Homer. <laughs> gotta be. Gotta be. My dad's listening downstairs. You know what I mean? That's true, yeah. Oh, Thank you, man. Frank. Yeah. Goodness. All right, All right guys. I'm going to hop off. Okay. But, uh, you guys stay blessed. All right, man. Tino, Thanks God so much. You, man. Dang, man. Oh, so cool. Yeah. You guys be good. All right. Thank you, brother. Good to talk to you guys. Bye. Um, oh, dude, it's an honor. It's an honor, man. As I can't keep doing this, I'm getting emotional, man. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I, I should I answer the next one or should I let it go? Yes, gonna... do it. Okay, okay, Dang, okay, okay. This is cr- oh no! Oh, we all shut down. Lane's phone shut down. Unknown caller. Man, we... hey, long time talker, first time caller. Uh, name's uh, Lane Smith. Um, got room for one more in this party? Yeah, we got all kinds of stuff. I don't so whoever just called, call right back in. Uh, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> is that is so me? Awesome. Can you hear me? Yes. Welcome. Who, am, am I on the hot hotline? My name is Lane. I'm from who, Ohio. Who we got on here? Who's listening here? This is Andrew. Andrew, let's Andrew. go. Holy! Andrew, you called in, you dog. Good. I, I, I try. I you know I wanted other people to get through too, so. Oh, look hey. at that. What a gentleman, too. He's holding doors just like me, yes. I know he is. Doors. Andrew, it's good to hear your voice, man. I honestly, My Lord. so I'm going to answer, like, you know, you have to do this whole thing where you press one to accept. Well, then somebody else is calling in, so I had to figure out how to, like, do a little switcherooski, but uh, we got you on here, man. How's it going? It's good. Everything's good. I'm glad that I got through to talk to you guys. It's just, it's nice that you guys are doing this. Yeah. Andrew, are you kidding me? Get, get out of here. It's nice that you're calling in. Like you're doing us a favor, bro. I mean, this is like this. I Christmas maybe. I'm trying to think the birth of my children, uh, the first kiss with my wife. I mean, this is up there, guys. Like, not, okay, Whoa, it's, not well. so, it's not that level. <laughs> but it's. I feel like I'm kissing everyone. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Andrew, welcome to the hot hotline. Get us in, man. Tell us your. What did you love? What did you hate? What are you looking forward to? Um, to, to be honest, um, I. I, I go into these things with uh, – I try to look at everything and just take it all in. And uh, I, I, I like to go with the flow, and mm. I haven't been disappointed. I've, mm. I've listened to other people talk and heard, you know, a lot of negative and, and you know, it was slow. And I, I look at that stuff as it, you got to tell a story to get to a certain point. Sorry, man, baby. And, I'm not very versed on uh, of Tolkien's work. I, I, you know, I, I got in when I actually found out about Lord of the Rings. Um, it was a couple of months before the Two Towers came out. And I'm sorry, the Return of the King came out on wow. into the theater. So yeah. I got to see 
on DVD the fellowship and the, the, the two towers very close to each other. And wow. then went right into the theater to see wow. the thing. What a high, so, man. After that, I, I, uh, I looked in, I got the Hobbit book. I tried reading it. I had a hard time uh, comprehending things. So I got the audio book and I listened yeah. to that. Yeah, and I man. did the same thing with, with, with the Fellowship and the, and the Two Towers and Return of the King. Tried reading The Similarian, but that didn't work out too well. Yeah, for me either, that. man. Don't worry about it. It hasn't worked out for me either. And You're in good company. The, the other one that I tried was The Children of Huron. Huron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Huron. Yes, I, yes. So I, I couldn't, again, the same thing. I, I, I tried reading, maybe got through if the chapter, if anything, and then I was like, yeah. I can't do it. <laughs> so... But uh, I like I like even if it does seem a little slow, I, I like the storylines leading up to the plots that you want to get to. Yep. And the only thing I can really compare that to, and listening to what everybody's saying, is when the Phantom Menace came out in theaters, how people were destroying it. Oh all. yeah. And it's like. Mm. You know, I had friends that, that said the same thing. It's slow. It's not Star Wars. It's not this. But you, you got to give it that chance to, you know, to let it to let the seed grow, mm -hmm. <laughs> basically. Yeah. We're similar creatures, man, because I, I love the slow stuff. Like, to me, I, I've, I've, I've uh, waxed on it often in the in this podcast, but... You know, I, if I need to go reread something, I go to Concerning Hobbits. I, I go to the, the the unexpected party, the the beginning or the long expected party, the beginning of the Fellowship of the Ring, right? Like that's where I go. I like living there. I like living in the Shire, the slow stuff. The my dream series would be literally just a uh, uh, a a rom a, a dramedy that was set in in the Shire and 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 literally explore the intricacies of their society. That's what I would love. So it's so refreshing to hear someone say that. They love that it was slow. It does. It requires a lot of groundwork. It requires a lot of. I mean, we're we're being plopped into a brand new age with with some characters that are brand new, or even characters like like everyone has talked about who's called in, characters who we've known before but are different because they're thousands of years younger. They're in a different station. Like they haven't achieved this elven lord, elven ruler status. Right. 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 So right. that takes right. that takes a fair bit of time to set up. I think that's beautiful, man. Oh, I do want to encourage you with um. Okay, with Children of Huron, I had the same problem. Like I, I similarly, and I still haven't gotten into Baron and Luthien. I read once. Children of Huron took me forever. I bought one of those new copies, right, that has the map in the front. And I, I know okay. joke. It took me forever, man. But I unfolded that map every time I read because it can kind of hang out of the side while you're still okay. reading. And that helped yeah. me so much with, okay, these people are here because it jumps around all over the place, yeah, man. Yeah, it, it jumps. And they're regions that are flooded in the Third Age. Like they're no longer a part of the world of Middle-earth that we, we, we know. Like they're, they've been submerged or whatever. And so that helped me to go, all right, these people are here. This action is happening here. Hurin went to this place. He was, so if you, if, you, if you take a stab at it again, get a, get a copy. I'll even send you one. I'll send you the copy I have. Fold that map out. <laughs> Use that map, and my God, it's like a life changer. And I tell you what, man, I said this to Sarah today because she's been asked a lot of questions. We've been talking about Middle Earth stuff, and I was like, Sarah, I think Children of Foreign on its own is my favorite story in all of Middle Earth. It's mm, my favorite okay. story. Yeah. 
like right below or you know the you know, or neck and neck with the trilogy i mean it is such a good story and something that could be adapted to film or tv so perfectly and seamlessly you'll love it dude you will love it okay that that sounds great um you know as far as um one of the things with with the show was i was surprised to see sauron as soon as we did yes yeah me too and i think that it kind of helps and it because it makes an instant connection yep. to the you know to the storyline yep you, you know can grab some people if they're on the edge and um I mean, but you know, there's uh, nothing really else. I mean, it's just you know, I I I think that it's going to be a positive thing. I just I, my yeah. my kids, you know, my my kids six and eight, and mm-hmm. you know, my younger one is kind of like you know, he doesn't want to be bothered. My older one's like, this is boring. Yeah. So, <laughs> 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 but the but the um this the stranger where I think everybody's thinking of yeah, what do you think? And again, I'm I'm not really sure, but I, I could see how people would say that. But I was kind of thinking, I don't know if it's even possible. Uh, Radagast, the brown. Yeah, yeah. People are throwing Radagast it, around for sure. Yes. Only because, I mean, I know that the thing when he's talking to the to the to the insects, but mm-hmm. uh, that 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 Radagast wasn't his. Wasn't he really? You know, the the nature guy. The yes, nature... he was. Yeah, Dude, it's 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 oh. funny you bring this up. My cousin Luke texted me today, and he said he just read an article on the Astari or something. And he was like, "Dude, I'm I'm leaning almost more." He did mention Gandalf, but he said it's Gandalf or Radagast. He thinks so. He brought up Radagast, yeah. and I haven't heard a lot of people say that because it seems like I think maybe it might seem too obvious to people. They think it's got to be something else or. It's got to be Gandalf, but you have made you make great points. The connection to nature, and yeah, uh, I could totally see that. Yeah, dude. why not? I mean, it, it, you know, it, why it, not? Why not? I, I think you can we make don't know a case anything or... about him, really. I mean, not nah. not tons anyway. Yeah, so I'd lose my mind if it were old Radagast Brown. Oh my lord! Yeah, and the only reason I would say it too is like I know everybody wants to see Gandalf, but I think that that would be too obvious. In my mind, yeah, so I'm yeah. thinking maybe they're trying to throw a curveball out there that you gotta watch for the curve. Really blow, blow, blow people's mind. Yeah, Andrew, you got he knows about the curveball, baby. Yeah, yeah my yeah. lord. I love that. I love that. Yeah, no, that's good. Uh, the, the wizard speculation is just what's killing me. I'm loving it. I'm loving all the different connections. Of course, and this is your no, this is your wheelhouse, baby. I this just, like what you, it, 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 it could be any one of them or a completely something new. I don't. He's he is <laughs> yeah. an interesting uh, fella. You know, drawing yep. in the dirt there, so yeah, I, I like him, sure and I just can't wait to see you know who who it's going to turn out to be, and, and it's just it's going to be the I think. What do you think, Andrew? Do you think it's going to be something that's revealed mid season, or is it going to go mm. all the way to the end of the season? Great question. I, I didn't even think about that. I mean, I, I think it may they it maybe it won't even be revealed till second season. I there mean, you go, they oh, have dude. a plan. So <laughs> long yeah. burn. Long yeah. burn, yeah, because because you reveal other things, you you know you you could do different stuff with Galadriel and tell other stories, or you know the secret that Durin's got going on there. We got a couple of secrets up in here, and I feel yeah, like they they can yeah. do you know some can be dropped mid season, some could go to the end. You need that big cliffhanger still le- yeah. left out there. So I yeah. I love this. I, I just love what they're doing with this thing. So yeah, and uh, I mean there's one other thing that I hate to even have to bring up. Yep. Yeah, I know because. 
there's so many people that are just so, you know, in a negative way. The, I like that they're doing the intermixing in relationships across the board. Yeah. With so many different projects. Yeah. But in this specifically, like, Tolkien's world, like, I know you guys spoke about it on podcasts in the past, but where else would you have, you know, different types of people running around and just mingling it. with each other? I yeah. love it, man. So, I love it. You know, uh, you know, just let, let's be free. <laughs> Yeah, Andrew, you're beautiful, man. No, it's the free good. people's it's of good. Middle Earth. I the think, free I think that's there you go. The free, free peoples. people's of Middle Earth. Yeah. Damn, Andrew, come on. Hey, dude, I want to thank you too. Uh, I don't want to like be embarrassing or anything, but that message that you sent me uh, was incredible. I can't thank you enough for taking time to send me a personal message, and and uh, it was incredibly encouraging and uplifting. So thank you so much for that. I appreciate yeah. that, man. It's no, no, no bother at all. It's my pleasure and you know everybody like i said everybody has their own things that nobody knows what absolutely somebody else is bearing so mm-hmm. you know we, we go like through beautiful. Our stuff yeah yep absolutely yeah, exactly you're good absolutely. man andrew you're good man buddy yes you are my lord what an honor thank to talk you. to you bro you guys, thank you for calling in man my, the honor the honor is mine and you guys nah. you guys are great <laughs> nah thank hey you. as yeah, there's no way that was an honor for Andrew. That was an honor for us. He's doing us a favor, buddy. He's doing us a favor. They doing it all. <laughs> we these said people we said in. call us in, do us a favor, you know. So I appreciate My him. Lord. I love Andrew. He's a good. He's a good dude, and uh, known him for a while. So 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 good to hear his voice, man. We'll we'll be in touch soon, buddy, for sure. Wow. All right. All right. All right. See you, Andrew. All right, guys. Take care. Thank you, yep. Andrew. All right. Bye. Man. Mm. Dang. Wow, buddy. I, I tell you. I tell you right now. We got more coming in. I mean, people are calling nonstop. I don't know what to do. You you said let it run. So just shut it down, bro. I can't. We got Colorado coming in here. Good lord. <laughs> hey. Whoa, hey, hey there we go. Denver. Who, who's calling from Colorado? Oh, I wish. It's it's Jared. Jared Lane. Jared, Jared Lane, Mr. Composer oh, himself. My. Welcome to the Hobbit Hotline, Jared. Oh, thank you guys. This is How are you doing, man? Oh, dude, I'm great. I'm fantastic. How are you guys doing? We're doing wonderful. Now, okay, so what is what is this going to be, man? Is this going to be a full-blown uh, musical interpretation of what we heard? <laughs> are we are we still saving that for a standalone episode? I hope that we are. You know, we can we can do what you guys we can do what you guys want. Yeah, I, I want to I dedicate I want to dedicate your deeper thoughts to a standalone episode. If, if that's still okay with okay, you, fantastic. this is a deal being made. Well, it was made in DMs. We don't, we're not going to talk <laughs> yeah, about yeah. DMs. Whoa, 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 yeah. But it's also being it's being sealed <laughs> up here on the spot. Yeah. Okay. So, so Jared is a composer. He actually. No, I got a question, dude. Now, because there, there, a lot of things have happened in the past few years. Did you ever send yeah. us that theme that you compose, or is that still? I did is not. That, okay, because I'm I waiting for it, baby. I, I think that's the meteor in my sky. I'm waiting to see just just blaze. <laughs> Is the new, and I think that we're ready for it. I think with this new adventure, I think we're ready for a new theme from Jared. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, so, maybe I'll take some cues from the show. Oh, you know, stop it! And stop try to it! Make this it is sound like the show a little bit. This is beautiful. Okay, so uh, for those of you who aren't don't know what we're talking about, Jared is a composer. Uh, he is going to come on. We're going to do a special episode where he, um, it, it's similarly to how Rebecca broke down from a musical standard. 
her uh, interpretation of the soundtrack and what it means for the show. Right. We're going to talk to Jared along the similar lines of like wh- how, how he feels about it. And now this is something crazy. Kurt Jones revealed to us today. I haven't been keeping up on this. Sent me a text and said, y'all aware of this, that they're releasing episode specific soundtracks every week. Did you see this, Jared? No. Yes. Yeah. So w- we've used um, when that, when the soundtrack came out of whether we would get like a complete recordings thing, right? How Howard Shore, eventually released the complete recordings, you know, of course, you know, uh-huh. and, and um, it seems like maybe we're getting this week by week on Amazon music with the, uh, the episode specific soundtracks. So oh, that would be fantastic. Pretty amazing. So yeah. enough talking for me. What did you think about the, the two episode premiere loves hates? What are you looking forward to? And, and also your own little spin musical interaction. Oh yeah, for sure, man. So, I I felt like they nailed the feeling, like spot mm. on, mm. you know. Yeah. Like I didn't have any trouble. Like you know, I know in the first two episodes they're setting the foundation for a lot, but I just felt like I was right back in there. Mm. Nothing, honestly, nothing was really bothering me that that much at all about the whole thing, and I just I loved it. Like the opening prologue when they summarized like the whole first stage in like five yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> was just so so awesome because it hit so many like major points like the mound from like the war of wrath the sinking yeah. of valerian and just all that stuff and so i was all gung-ho and then elrond and Durin and their relationship was i think my favorite part of the first two episodes mm. to be honest yeah that one blew me away actually really cool. I, w- I wasn't really expecting all of that that was that was something that was i mean we kind of saw that in the in the promo and stuff but the the depth of it or the emotion you know because you're kind of laughing chuckling like a little bit with the dwarves and then you're thinking this is going to be happy jolly it's not it's serious and then it gets touching so all in five to ten minutes yep that's what because i I feel like we've never really seen dwarves be so hurt um, in a way yes a vulnerable yeah i guess maybe it's about Yes, yes. But so can I ask your yeah. your um uh your response to Elrond? We've we've talked about it with a few of our different callers, like um because I was skeptical at first. I uh was it Christian or Seth who was talking about his appearance, right? And I was sort of on that same boat. I'm like, nah, he doesn't look like Hugo Weaving. I don't know. I was so hung up on how he looked that I didn't allow in early judgments the room for how he was gonna perform. And for me, like I almost forget Hugo Weaving is Elrond. I know it's sacrilege to say or heresy. But this kid is doing such a good job that I'm, I'm in on yeah. Elrond. I'm bought in. Like what was your response to him as a, as a, um, like a, I would say markedly visually different, like a uh, different looking interpretation of, of Elrond. You know, at, at first, I think it was a little jarring for like five seconds. And then he had his first line. Yeah. And then yeah. I was just seeing like, such a, because um, I feel like they've made Galadriel and Elrond almost like the the elf equivalent of like a mid twenty year old, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so, just getting in, you know, he's not an elf lord yet, so he's yep. he's learning, he's young, and so he doesn't have that like lord quality to him quite yet. Yes. Um, I just I loved that dynamic. So I got I was taken aback a little bit, but after a few minutes, I I loved it. I almost feel like maybe they established or re reestablished that, like you said, so they don't act the same around other people, but with each other. 
with each other. Like the oh. fact that they had that conversation and moment together, it felt like, because that's how we've seen them in the past. We've seen a lot of like Galadriel and Elrond, like either communicating or um, like the way they interacted together felt, felt the same. That felt like the same type of interaction, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, because like in the yeah. movies, I feel like they have a very like iron sharpened iron sort of relationship. Yes, and they each other, and I feel like you can see that starting in this episode, like when yeah. they were having a conversation with all the trees that mm, had yes. so many Easter eggs in it. So cool. Yes, but, right, yeah, you know, right. All right. So, what are your other thoughts? Like, what did, what did you love? What is there anything you didn't like from from the first two episodes? What are you looking forward to? And then, like again. If you want to just go on a little bit of a tease for the musical aspect and the impact of that, what what Bear's done, uh, please give us a little a little taste. Yeah, dude. So I thought this <laughs> one of the things that struck me so much about the soundtrack, yeah, was the Valinor track mm, because mm. I feel like you could go two ways. You could make it huge and epic and awesome, but I feel like Bear understands the stories, and I feel mm. like he did his research because. Valinor is, it's almost like this pure, holy, innocent, unspoiled place. Mm. And then like what better instrument than a children's choir yeah. to start out the theme for that. Wow. You know, like the Numenor track is huge. And then he's like, I'm going to put home the deeper meaning of Valinor with this theme. I'm not just going to make it big and epic. Mm-hmm. you know yeah and i was like yeah like oh. a purity and a simplicity <laughs> and a yeah a utopia type feel yeah yeah hmm. yeah it was, it was it was great i loved it and yeah. then the only thing was i felt like Galadriel can't swim two thousand miles but that's, that's okay <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, right. you know, you know. <laughs> oh that's funny yeah she's got that mirror she had to get that water from somewhere man you know what i mean like uh, she's she's you know she's living <laughs> She's living by the river. I don't know. Maybe there's something to that. Maybe she's she's got an affinity. She's probably on the Elven swim team. I mean, you'd have to be. Had at to some be. Point. Had to be. I mean, well, at least after that, she sure was. I mean, had to be. And then she wasn't uh, even really out of breath. Was well, I mean, especially after swimming over from the sea monster, she hops on board, and Halbrand's like, "All right, I guess I'll take you on." And she's like, "Let me let me adjust this thing that doesn't need adjusting." Did you guys catch that? She was like literally pulling on a rope for a stick. And I'm like, what is that doing? <laughs> yeah. Why well, I actually other was than, other than yes. giving her something to handle on the ship and look like she's in charge of the, of the little wreckage. I don't know what that's doing. Gladriel. <laughs> I mean, you're not fooling us, but it's cool. It's yeah, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right. The, her swimming abilities may have been something we didn't, we didn't necessarily know about, but yes. Mm. Um, any other, are there any other like themes or musical, again, just a little taste, not too much that, that stood out to you that were, um, striking or just, just again, the ones like you liked you or anything. Yeah. To. yeah. 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 So I'll, I'll hypothesize about something for a little okay. bit. Okay. Uh, I can't remember where it was, it was talked about, but it caught my attention. And so I looked up the translation of one of the songs and, okay. um, one of the songs they're like singing come forth lord of darkness or something like that and so it made me wonder that if if either it's like orcs or men singing about sauron or if already in episode one like numenorians are going to be worshiping morgoth already and they're like that people you know and so 
I don't know what's going to happen. I guess we'll see next episode because I feel like we'll see Numenor next episode. But well, remind yeah. me never to le- learn the the Elvish or whatever it is and sing that one because wow, I don't want the Dark Lord <laughs> coming forth. Yeah, that right? is cr- but, see, that's the beautiful thing about looking up, especially like I I mean I jokes around about Salinor. <laughs> and I know that's not what they're saying, but in my mind, they're just singing Balinor over and over again. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you're yeah. right. There's a whole other <laughs> hidden cryptic uh, meaning for these pieces and these songs, right? The singing aspects that are, like, I think of the same with Cause of Doom, right? I mean, that's like, that's dwarvish they're singing in, presumably. Mm-hmm. And then Nonpot, like, what? Who is Nonpot? I, I think that he's this this one dude we've been seeing, the orc guy with the um with the snakeskin like shawl, but I don't know, like. So uh, that was something that Rebecca brought up that I didn't even think about because I'm not like I'm not musical about all of the storytelling and and like you said foreshadowing that happens in music in pieces and in also yeah. like uh, like um like choral aspects of of music as well and, and and we know that like Tolkien built his world around a song and around language and so the fact that 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 is something like you said that Bear is not missing out on is. Uh, Something that, again, that norms like me are going to be blown away by. So, yeah. brilliant, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm so, I mean, I was so blown away when I when I listened to the score. I was so, I just got so happy. I, like like you guys, I listened to it mm. on repeat mm. yeah. for it's, the whole week before the, the episode. Okay. Let, me, let me make a confession. Since it's come out, it's the only thing I've listened to other than Led Zeppelin. It's been, and that's only because <laughs> I, I forgot how, how, how many references Led Zeppelin makes to Middle Earth. I was yeah, like... It's one of the it's one of the other. That's what I'm listening to to keep me in the That's in the awesome. world. Do you feel um so I wanted to ask you this real quick. Uh do you feel like he like Bear did a uh did a did like the perfect job of keeping his own style while also alluding to Howard Shore's work? Oh yeah. Like and we can we can get into this in the episode like exactly yes. how he I think he does it musically, but I think the choirs are a huge component. Okay. Like when I was trying just to listen to the choirs and how he wrote those parts, mm-hmm. like if you just took the choirs out and listened to them, it's, it sounds like it's very Lord of the Rings-esque sort of choirs, but they're always kind of in the background, you know? Yeah. Wow. And so I feel like that did a really good job of linking it, but he also okay. did the same technique of, you know, like light motifs. You know, every character has a theme. Has, yeah. Yeah. Places have themes. So just that, like, that technique of scoring and connects it well, I think, too. Mm. Wow. I can't wait for this episode. Yeah. All man. right. So ever, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, that was a little preview of what's to come. We're going to, we're going to drop it midweek, either or over the next couple of weeks, we're going to find time for it. And we're still in kind of a, you know, a, a euphoric state from these first two episodes. Cause we've absolutely loved them, <laughs> but we are going to be hearing more from, from Jared. It's going to be really, really cool to hear his, uh, like the composer side of, uh, perspective of of these shows and specifically the music so unreal dude i'm glad that you've enjoyed the episodes though that they've, that they've kind of matched the anticipation because the music kind of set a high bar too that was the other thing i was like man it it, it made it really me anticipate it's, it's anticipated at a higher level but also think i hope that the visual aspect like lives up to this because this is crazy yeah yeah and it, it did it did for me at least for sure yeah, yeah. awesome dude Mm. Awesome. Wow. This is crazy, man. Again, names we've yeah, seen Jared, for a long, long time. This is cool, buddy. It's really cool to hear your voice. Coming to life. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, this is awesome. Huh. Uh, oh. 
Oh, oh, did Lane just pop off there? Oh, is he on here? Okay, he's there. I'm here. I'm listening. Oh, I'm you're, just you're, listening, baby. you're when, you, when the composer's in your presence, you just listen. Yeah, I'm just That's listening what you're to, supposed to do. Yeah. Uh, no, Joe, I want to say thanks. Um, I'm dealing with a little a little Black Rider situation uh, over over here, friends. So <laughs> I'm not even yeah, not even not. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, but hey, thank you so much, man. And then yeah, we'll have to schedule that uh, that next um that next chat. You know what I mean? The full thing. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So. All right. All right thank you, brother. Thanks, Thank man. Thanks for calling in, man. It was talk amazing to, to talk to you. Yep. Yeah, it was good to talk to you guys, too. You too, brother. Honor, man. An absolute honor. All right. So we got, uh, Dang, wow, man, it's, it's 945. We still got plenty of time, dude, you know? Good Lord. What is happening? It's, it's awesome. It's everything we wanted, you know what I mean? It's it's great. We got a caller from, from Colorado again. Can I can I hit this? A caller? A Colorado? Yeah, oh, we just missed. We just missed it. There we go. Uh, Get out of here. Call, call on back. Let's see who we got here. Call, um, call on back from Colorado. Colorful, isn't it? Colorful Colorado. Yeah. So I'm gonna do something here. Okay. So listen, as we're listening, I'm actually like, I've got, I've got Led Zeppelin actually playing up on YouTube. All right, okay. Am I allowed to say that? Will this get us kicked off YouTube? Demonetize? I can't. Uh, I, I never know. Can I reference bands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you, you, you definitely I just can't. can't play if, their if, full if you guys see me at move. the beginning of an episode. Yeah, yeah. No, you're fine. You're fine. Okay. Go ahead. I just, just the gyrations of Jimmy Page are just something to behold, man. Yeah. I wish I could are. get up on a mic and just not even sing, but just move like him. I'm with what do you think someone would do? Like, if you and I got we we had a quote unquote concert and we didn't sing, we just moved like rock stars. Uh, that'd be wild. Would they that... call an ambulance? You think or? I don't. It's I don't of, know. Hey, uh, it's kind of beautiful. Yeah. One second. I want to take. I want to take this one real quick. What, what, real quick here. Hold on. Absolutely. Yeah. Can you hear me? Hello. Is this, is this Painter McKay? Who is this? Is this who is this caller? Name thyself. This is uh, Pete Jackson. Pete. Pete. Pete or Jackson? Peter Jackson. <laughs> Peter Jackson from New uh, Zealand. Well, more so, your Peter Jackson, I guess. I Peter Jackson isn't Cam. Wow, yeah, Cameron. How's it going? Hansen. Hey, you know what is kind of interesting, Cam, is you're a son of, of Han, and he's a son of Jack. And I think exactly. Jack Hanna is a Columbus guy. And so maybe uh-huh. you guys got like some sort child? of – I think you got a dis- – well, I didn't say anything about a love child, okay? Well, hey, I can dream. But I mean, right? we love both of you, so I can dream. Can I? Oh, my God. <laughs> Cam, okay, so we talked <laughs> we talked specifically about cinematic stuff last time, bro. I want to yeah. know. Well, I just I, I listen, listen, listen. I just wanted okay. to pop on here really quick. Okay, uh, they they've all heard my voice enough. They've heard. Did my you want to tell me? Did you want to tell me happy? Are we about to talk to Courtney? No, 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 no. She's not here. I wanted to heck? say that I love she you guys in and my you shirt, awesome. but you won't. Wow. Yes. Okay. No, no, I that's just fine. wanted Cut to sing your that's... praises briefly. Is that okay? Oh. Is that okay? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, please, Cameron. Like, you know what? We don't need that, Cam, okay? We don't need <laughs> – we're not worthy of it, bro. I know. I guess you guys don't. You guys uh, have all these people on here. Uh, <laughs> the, the hotline is, is – Cam, we paid hot them all. tonight. That is for sure. We paid them all. It. My phone is actually I warm right now. I don't know if that's a real thing, I... but my my line is hot. Well, you know what? You guys just had me call in this time slot. You guys said, please call in, Cam, at like 9.45. And I said, okay, guys. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and if I can he, find the time. Then he got the Venmo, and he was like, wow, I guess I really have to. Jeez, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. friendship, just like <laughs> <But> Sauron. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, like I said, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I wanted to let other people get a chance to talk, but I want to say hello because we don't get to talk enough. Um, I know. I agree I with you, man. I'm on the podcast every other day, it seems like. But. Hey, do you uh, want to give hey, – yeah, hey, 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 let me, hey, you know hey, what, hey. let me talk to Cameron, okay, you know what I mean? Here, all right, I'm hey. shutting up, okay? Uh, <laughs> I don't talk to adults, man, I talk to kids all day, you know, it's nice yeah, to talk yeah, to adults. Yeah, 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 Get out of here. Uh, hey, d- Cameron, you've been doing this, just a real quick update, by the way, on the points. Who is the leading character? Yeah, just the yeah, 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 character? yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it still Galadriel, right? Blaine Smith. I had it pulled up. Okay. Yep, Galadriel is still in the lead at 18. Dang it around here. by the sea monster. Dang it around here. And uh, is, is around here getting points like for being like a sexy beast? I mean, he should. Um, let me, he should be. Yes. He actually just has three points right now. That is, dude, I don't want to say, I don't want to say it, but that doesn't seem right to me, man. That doesn't You're seem right. right to I mean, me. hey, uh, he almost—I mean—a little bit more, and they would have got those intimacy coordinated points. But they just, good lord, how about the t- hold on, up. hold on? How about the grab of the pinky? That was huge, huh? Bronwyn grabbing his he, pinky when they were literally star-crossed lovers. They grabbed his pinky. I didn't even see that. She grabbed his pinky, dog, and he was oh like, "Oh my god, you making this up? I, I missed that." Go watch. Hey, hey, hey! You go watch it, fellas. It's in the trailer, for God's sakes. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Wow, okay. I can't believe you guys are doubting my Rondier loyalty or my noticing of. I know. I love it. I think I was just I was just too lost in his eyes. I think. Man, yeah, it doesn't have beautiful. Also, like, have you guys noticed all of the red carpet outfits that they have been slaying it? Everyone, every single one of them, killing it on the red carpet. Oh, absolutely, oh, yeah. they have been. They look great. Like the most fashionable cast of all. And I know some people are like they don't dress themselves, Lane. I'm like, well, yeah, but they a lot of them would choose outfits. And they have, they are like maybe the best dressed. It's just funny to go back to like the early 2000s and see what the guys and girls were wearing for Lord of the Rings and then see like right. how, how far fashion has come and how expressive it is. And it's a beautiful thing, man. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, Cam, I'm going to put you on the spot. You just, you're, you're the point master. You just told us about the totals of the points and how that's coming along. How are yep. the roles for me and Ez in a Star Wars fan film developing? Have you secured those roles? Oh, yet? my. Not, Not to put yet. You on the spot. Um, Can we talk to the director? Yeah, still working on it. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to get. It. I mean, I've been trying to get Ezra on a call here, but he's. Uh, well, we're here. We're the here. Man, the man's been busy. Hold yeah. on, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, okay, go, let me go okay. get him on. <laughs> yeah. Okay, hold on, man. Now, 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 listen. Now, hold on, hold on. Like, look, 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 dude, look. I was your primary actor, okay? And you're trying to get that's only as a role? That's Is that true. what's going on here? Cameron, that's betrayal. <laughs> Is this what it feels like to be used, Cam? Well, Is this what listen, it feels like? Gotta, you, While we're live on the podcast, I'm going to come podcast. at you, but, but but on the side, dude, thanks. Like, please hook me up. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, you got to start a Star Wars podcast as well. And then God, so I guess I, privilege. Wow, mm. so I guess I have to, like, audition 20 times like Ishmael <laughs> Cruz. Well, that's fine. You know what? With this example before me, I will. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay, I will overcome. It's it's we'll all just, good. That's fine. We can just pretend that you're Matt, and we'll have you come in. No, oh, yeah. with that, I mean that might actually work. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Just <laughs> <laughs> work that out. <laughs> oh man, I can play characters. I'm an actor. You're actually like I'm. I'm going. I'm getting on a call with the director tomorrow about. Well, um, this is fortuitous like, timing, my I guess friend. We're gonna try to shoot. We're gonna try to shoot like a trailer sometime soon. I don't even okay. know what my exact role is still, but we're 
we're going to talk about that tomorrow some more. And no, you need to be a DOP. If he's not making you DOP, trailer. it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. Oh, However, don't I I'm biased. Know. I'm biased. <laughs> oh, man. Hmm. So, awesome. uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed Cam's um, unexpected uh, Firelight Fable, there is. There is another, there is like a sequel of sorts in the works. And by in the works, I mean like we've texted about it a few times and I still haven't sent the rinky dink little, um, uh, what are they called? Storyboards over to Cam. <laughs> but there is a plan for a sequel to an unexpected Firelight Fable. Let's so go. Maybe, maybe next summer. I mean, I don't know. Now that I said it, it has to happen. Maybe next summer. I mean, by next summer. Way, 2025. I mean, right? I mean, I, we can make it happen. It's just me. I gotta get. I gotta communicate my idea, and I just—it's literally in a place I can't get to right now, and so, mm. and I can't restart from scratch because those, those terrible drawings were like just too good to, <laughs> to recreate in a sense. But I'm excited about it. I actually, the only person, the only three people who know about it, is Ez, Lottie, and Sarah. Sarah was heavily. Uh, she heavily criticized the concept uh, at every turn, Dang. which is good because Dang. you know what? Stay hungry, stay humble. You know what I'm saying? Oh, boy. Uh, Lottie loved it. Lottie loved the concept. And I saw Ez's eyes lighting up thinking, yep. it's my turn, baby. It's my turn. It's my turn to be the star of a commercial. <laughs> Sit your little red you know wing what? boot butt down. Yeah. And you let daddy take the reins. Go okay? <laughs> And maybe Lane's gonna be a bad boy. Maybe Lane, whoa, and you know what? Whoa. Maybe Lane's always wanted to be a bad boy. Man, right? where is this? Is I, I so mean, anyway? I did turn the light tuned. off on that's the video. The, I didn't realize it was gonna get this dark up in here. That's the title. That's the. Hey man, I I might have accidentally been seeing "Come Forth, Dark Lord" without even realizing it. You know what I'm saying? Like wow. Jared just revealed wow. that. So. I mean, which light do you follow when there is no light? You know what I'm saying? Hey, like, you gotta touch that darkness. Wow, okay, you know what I'm right, saying? Right. And and I'm, that's a. That's a that's a scary ask, but you know I don't know I don't know mm. if I can do that. It's a bad ask, and sometimes yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, goodness. Well, hey, Cam, we're Cam, excited we're, though, Cam. man. You know what? What? what well, yeah, let's newest, make something. Listen, what's your newest project? People can go check out because we know you're always working. We know you're getting tattooed, oh, always working under each eye, like Post Malone, always tired. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, right now we're just in post production on some stuff. Um, just shot a little spec commercial for a horror company um e-commerce wow. company but so I, that was kind of just like a little passion project for them and then you know a little resume booster we're Dang. gonna be posting that hopefully within the next 15 days i don't know hopefully it'll be done soon but we already shot it it's just getting edited right now all that jazz um tell people you're where to find you tell people where to find you live too real quick so that they can check out these things you're talking about yeah, um, my Instagram is Cameron.n.hanson. And then if uh, you know, I have the link to my website and all that on my yeah. Instagram and my bio. Uh, yeah. Let's go, baby. Let's go. That's me. Cameron, you better call right. every week. It's somebody else. You modern day kids, man. I can't keep up with all the te- embedding, embedding my website. What does he even say in that? What's he mean, dude? What's he what's he- as Cam, I remember a time where you had to you had to physically rewind your tape, you know it? Yeah, that's Cam. what I remember. Be kind, that's rewind. The only I ever did. You know what I'm saying? Be, be kind, rewind, my friend. Be kind, rewind. That's a great movie, by the way. That's an awesome movie. Yeah, <laughs> go check that one out. That's some free advice for people. Go watch Jack Black and Most Deaf, or uh, Yasmin Bleak. 
in uh, in Be Kind Rewind. Great movie. Hmm. <laughs> Cam Hansen, everyone. You, you you know what? If you haven't heard of his work, don't worry. You will. You will. Right? Like literally Peter Dixon of Ohio. Maybe of the U.S. <laughs> I don't know. Like Steven Spielberg better watch Spielberg. Cheesy cow. Too much talking. <laughs> you got the New Zealand's coming out there. Good lord, mate. Like, what's going on, mate? <laughs> yeah. Something's happening. Something's happening. All right. I'm sure there's somebody Love banging you, down the door to get in now. Yeah. Yeah. We're oh, yeah. Him. We're paying them. Love you, bro. Too. All right. Love you, Cam. Love you guys. Hey, I'll get Courtney on next time, would you? Jeez. Yeah, please. I, oh, that's a good idea. I will. Special I request. Will. Yeah. That was my idea. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. See ya. See you, brother. See you, buddy. <laughs> I love him, man. He's great. I, I, when he Dude. and Max talk, I'm like, it's kind of like Young Us. I don't know. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It honestly is great. Um, I think we got two more people trying to get Let's in. Let's go, here. baby. Two more. Uh, we're going to see. We've got someone here coming in hot. Here we go. Let's see. You are on the Hobbit hotline. Can you hear us? Hey, uh, this is Levi. Levi, let's go. How's it going, man? Hey, I'm, I'm a really new listener to the podcast. Relatively, Let's go, I mean, Levi. I've been listening for like a year, and I'm trying to catch up. I'm just at the at the uh, the choices of Master Samwise and the Two Towers. So uh, let's go, but, man. Uh, That's a monumental task to try and catch up with all the ramblings of two hobbits, my friend. I commend you, Levi. Yeah, you know, <laughs> doing my best here, but uh, but yeah, I got hooked on the podcast from uh, Jared Lang, who just called. He's he's one of my best friends. Get we, out of we here. went to college oh, together, wow. so. Yeah, yeah. We we were both music majors and, you know, went through all the, the great theory classes and all that fun stuff. Wow. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So so he got me hooked on your podcast and it's, it's just great. I love it. <laughs> Let's go. So, Levi, what? Like, tell us what you think about the first. First of all, it's wonderful to talk to you. Nice to meet you. Uh, it's nice to have listeners coming in regularly. That's wonderful. Uh, what did you think of the first two episodes? What did you think about the music? Likes, dislikes, tell us everything. Yeah, well, I mean, I I really enjoyed it. I, I honestly try not to read anything about it before I watched it. Like, I tried to just keep myself as separated from it as, as much as I could so I didn't have any expectations. It's an and, awesome uh, approach, yep. Yeah, and I mean, I just, I really enjoyed it. I thought they they really did a great job of, you know, capturing the feel of Tolkien, but not mm. not just copying Peter Jackson. So it was it, it was fresh and new, but it still felt mm. classic and timeless. Um, and I mean, you can tell the love that they they put into the visuals, especially. I mean, that that's just amazing. And then I mean, the music. You'll talk to Jared, and he'll he'll give you all the scoop about that. I mean, he already has, and you guys know what's up. But um, it, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was great. I loved it. And um, I I haven't been on this whole live call, so I don't know how much people have already said, but um, I I really enjoyed getting to see Galadriel and Elrond as younger versions of themselves. And, yeah, um, yeah. Getting to see different sides of their characters. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. And <laughs> I was watching the first two episodes with people who are, you know, like mild movie fans, so they yeah. appreciated it. And I was freaking out, like, Gil Gallon, what? <laughs> and they were like, who's Gil Gallon? I'm like, uh, he's that guy. He's the high king. It's cool. 
shot me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Wow. No, uh, I, I thought they just did a great job of, you know, capturing the spirit and the world. And uh, I, I'm all, I'm here for it. So, yeah, uh, nice. Levi, those those are awesome. I mean, that's something that's come up in almost, believe it or not, every phone call is the the presentation or I guess we're, uh, I guess even like interpretation of Elrond and Galadriel and how they're they're not even close to like who we find them in the trilogy. And but they still feel the same like the same people or the same elves, I guess, really. And yeah, that's no that's not an easy thing. That's that's a lot of things. That's writing. That's um, that's like story running. That's also acting choices. Then that's acting interpretation. And that's directing. It's that's so many components to to get that right. And the fact that it, they got it right and it's standing out, and that it's it's letting us like forgive other things that we know aren't exactly how they happened in Tolkien's world. That's a that's what Peter Jackson did, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like it's like capturing the essence while and. It's like to use a biblical analogy, like it's getting the spirit of the law, maybe not every little letter of it. But hey, it's man, it let's like go! <laughs> wow, <laughs> bringing the word into the word, dog. Holy cow! Mm. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Levi, yeah, yeah. a biblical but, character yeah, himself, like my lord. That's amazing, <laughs> man. Um, yeah. are, what, what are you looking forward to most? I guess. Yeah. Well. uh, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to whenever we get around to creating the rings, because that's just yeah. going to be cool. Yeah. Um, and, you know, seeing how, how Sauron shows up as, as the Lord of gifts and just what, what that there all go. is going to go down like, yep. I'm excited to see that. Um, and then uh, definitely, I, I mean, who, who the, the stranger is. I, I know there've been lots of theories out there. I, I personally really hope it's not Gandalf. He's, Gandalf is my favorite okay. character, but okay. I think it'd be great for them to branch out and do some something else. But um, uh, Gandalf, Gandalf for life, though. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I'll, I'll be interested to see who he is if, if it turns out. I mean, Jared, not to throw him under the bus, he he was saying maybe it's Sauron, and other people said that too. But yeah, I'm like, yep. we'll see, we'll see. I'm excited to see see that, and then also to see the Hobbit in a different place than the shire yes. Uh, yes. And it's a different time period that's that's pretty fun so do you like what they've done musically yeah. with the, with the harfoots uh, just real quick a little caveat do you like what they've done musically yeah um i'll be honest i haven't listened to it as much as probably you or definitely jared has but yeah i i i feel like it it works to help just set the mood um it hasn't stood out to me particularly one way or the other yeah That's not, okay. i haven't listened to those tracks as much yeah, so yeah. don't have a great answer for that but um yeah yeah i, I overall I've, I've been super impressed with the music and uh, I, I, it's been great maybe it's doing its job perfectly then if you're like if you've seen the episodes and it and it fits in with what you're seeing visually then it's sometimes i think music if it stands out too much, it might be like a, a sign that the show or movie isn't very good visually, you know, or acting wise. But if it like complements yeah. it perfectly, you almost kind of forget it's there in a sense. You know what I mean? And you're right. If you haven't been yeah. listening to the soundtrack much, I think you probably would watch the show and it would be so embedded and so complimentary that you'd be like, I mean, yeah, what, what music? It was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And yeah, sure. I mean, it, yeah. if the composer is working really hand in hand with the director and, and the, yeah. the screenwriter, all them it's, it's going to just mesh perfectly so i yeah i'm definitely 
I want to go back and listen to things more intently and, and sort of analyze it a little more. But at this point, it hasn't stood out to me as negative. I'll say that. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Levi, it was so good talking. Anything else you want to say? Anything? This is your time, man. I mean, the, the microphone of Middle Earth is yours. <laughs> well, hey, I mean, I just I appreciate what y'all are doing. I know I'm way behind, so I that's part of the reason I haven't interacted much in the groups or anything because I'm just like I don't know what's happening now. I'm so far behind, <laughs> but I'm trying to catch up. <laughs> and 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 I love the podcast and I listen to it whenever I can, so it's great. <laughs> Beautiful man. Hey, thank you for calling <laughs> Levi, everyone, a real life time traveler. He Thanks, is Levi. way back in 2019, believe it or not. Yeah. I'm I'm way back there. Way back that's there. awesome, but dude. I someday, love it. Someday I'll be in the present day. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Wow. All right. Well, thank you guys. You have a great night. Hey, thank you, brother. Thanks for calling in. It was awesome to talk to you. Great to meet you. Yeah. Thanks, Levi. Yeah. You too. You too. All right. Bye. Man, as we're gonna have to pay Jared double, I guess. Yeah, we definitely are. Definitely. Give him are. a double helping, and then we're gonna have to pay him for. Do we have that Amazon money yet? Has that come through? Uh, no, no, no. They, we, they decided that we weren't, uh, that, that we, I don't know. Uh, we're just we didn't being make ourselves. Okay. Okay. Well, so yeah, that's too bad. I was kind of banking on that. That's why I started digging the pool. That's fine. Right. I can throw right. it back I, up. I think we got a couple more coming in. Good Lord. You ready? You got stamina for this, man. I mean, I don't know. Is, maybe, guys, maybe, maybe is, two more. Maybe this is unexpected. This is unexpected. Honestly. I mean, yeah. Let's so, go. Bring them on, baby. Right, baby. Bring them on. All right, here we go. Who is? Hey, welcome to the Hobbit Hotline. Who is this? Is this a? And are we going to learn of the histories of Middle Earth here? <laughs> you might. Is this Phil? How's it going? It is. Is this Phil Faramir? Phil A. <laughs> it is. What is up? Been too long. Like, what? What are you? How are you? Uh, uh, how are you feeling with this show, man? I mean, we're about to enter into your realm. We're about to we're about to bang down the doors of Numenor, or open the sails, or whatever you want to say. How how stoked are you? I am in awe of everything happening right now. Wow, <laughs> dude, that is so that is so good to hear. Because um, in in our in our peeking in the Palantir section, I'm going to read a uh, a comment from someone left on on uh, one of our posts, right? And it's just kind of expressing like a, a difference in excitement level for the show. And I, I thought about, I thought about you. I thought about several of our other friends who love the second and first age. And I thought to myself, this would be like, if this was your favorite time, like if the Numenorians are your favorite people, or if you really loved Galadriel or whatever, you're into the first age and, and Valinor and all that stuff, this could be equal parts, like exciting and terrifying entering into this, this interpretation, right? Because there's so much, you're so invested in this particular part of the storytelling whereas for like someone like me i mean third age is it like like the 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 trilogy this is all bonus for me essentially is what i'm saying so the fact that you are excited and you've you've been pleased with everything you've seen so far that's huge man that means they've done their job like for fans like you yeah i'm i'm super excited i think they've done an awesome job so far and like the flashback, you know, starting kind of like the first age and then going into the War of Wrath, seeing that, which I kind of like expected uh, to be in there because on um, preview, you kind of like, see a glimpses of it. So I was like, oh, I wonder if that is what it is. Yeah. And then once you see the flashback, you're like, oh, okay, that's that's cool that they're touching on all these things that 
we never thought we'd see on the big screen. Yeah. Crazy, right? To see the two trees and to see their like to see like a almost kind of an artistic interpretation of Ungoliant and, and and Morgoth like destroying the two trees. Like that was crazy. Yeah, it was like um it reminded me a little bit of like the story of the three brothers from the Harry Potter. Um uh, when Hermione's kind of sorry, if you hear Amelia in the background. Um <laughs> When Hermione's telling the story of, like, the three brothers and the, uh, you know, the Elder One, the Sorcerer's Stone, and the, um, or the Cloak of Invisibility, where it goes into, like, almost, like, a, not cartoony, but, like, a, a storytelling, and it just kind of differs from the main movie itself. And it just reminded me a little bit of that, and I thought it was super cool how they, they did it. It was just, like, a quick overview and Galadriel narrating, and it was so well done. Yeah, it felt it felt super prologue-y. and also like that you can, it's something they could go back to and elaborate on. I think it was brilliant. I think a lot of people were were envisioning like a full episode length prologue, where you really explored like as much rights as they had to the first stage. And I think what they did, what they ended up doing was perfect because if they ever get more rights or if they ever find different ways they can incorporate nuggets included in in what they have access to rights wise, they could elaborate on that. Maybe in another show, maybe in a movie. I thought it was brilliantly done. Okay, so what do you oh, uh, yeah. being being like such a fan of Numenor? Uh, if what are you most excited about? Like uh, this next episode, we're going to be there, man. I mean, what are you most excited about? <laughs> what are you? Um, is there anything you don't like from what you've seen so far? And like, what? Who are you? Mo- what character are you most excited for in the Isle of Numenor? Um. Well, I'm a huge Theodor fan. Yes. Um, he's okay. one of my favorite characters. I don't, I'm not a big fan of how they made him look in the Fellowship of the Ring because um, they didn't give him enough credit. Um, but I do love him, so I'm super stoked to see him and obviously yeah. Elendil. And, you know, our, our Farzan, the first king of Numenor, and his wife, Tarmiriel, are going to be, it's going to be super awesome seeing them and just the island itself. Um, you know, we caught glimpses of it in the previews too, but I know that's just going to be like breathtaking and just, totally insane to see but i don't know why this song came into my head today julia julia's here too by the way um Hi guys. <laughs> hey julia hey julia what's up but <laughs> i was singing it earlier she was laughing at me but it's like if numenor doesn't give us the the shrek introduction to do lock where it's like <laughs> and like there's not like gladriel shows up and rings the doorbell and this all happens like i'm gonna be severely disappointed <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my do that so the girls have actually been watching uh, full disclosure uh ruth's favorite favorite i would say favorite series at this point is shrek she loves watching i don't know the like couple weeks ago i'm like yeah whatever let's just watch shrek let's get into it and ruth she wants to watch anything it's trek now she's obsessed she will <laughs> lay in bed before bed all delirious because she's exhausted and will quote lines from shrek the third and i'm like oh my god this is a beast that i recognize that i've unlocked here okay but yeah that is one of my favorite movies or moments in any movie ever is that intro uh the the Duloc, welcome to Duloc song yeah we need a welcome to numenor i think maybe you should write it <laughs> Collaborate with some of the composers we've had we've had talked to us so far. Get Rebecca Robney to play it. You sing it, and then we pitch <laughs> it to Amazon, and maybe it will get it in enough time it can make the episode. 
I hope so. That would be that would be great. <laughs> I don't know why that came in my head. It was just randomly did like ten minutes ago, right before I got the notification again that you guys went live. So I was like, oh, that needs to happen. It's it's because it's we're seeing like a a um I don't know like something we've never seen in the third age of like uh a group of men in their height. You know what I mean? Like we're gonna see that, and that's something that's really yeah. and, and a special group of men too. A group of men who. They were on the right side and they were rewarded. So I think that's yeah, awesome, well, dude. Most of them. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Right. Maybe yeah, the so ones much who, who remembered. On there you go. But... <laughs> the ones who remember. That's right. That's right. Ones like a seal door. The ones that are cool. <laughs> yep. That's right, man. I, I got to admit, too, I'm like, I'm blown away by the, from what I, I mean, it's only been trailer stuff, but the the acting choices for, for a Lendil and a seal door. I'm really, I'm really excited about to see. I mean, the visually are, are very similar to what we remember from the, the prologue. How do you feel about the, the acting choices that have been made without having oh, seen them on, on screen? Uh, uh, Gilgalad, too. Like, that yes. the doppelganger of the original from the Fellowship. Hard to tell the difference. Uh, yep, yep. Yeah, like, whoever the casting director is nailed it with pretty much everyone. I know you guys were talking about Elrond a little earlier, too. Yep, and he looks a little different, but I can also see it as he grows older, <laughs> kind of yes. matching up more. But yeah, um, but yeah, the acting in general has been perfect. Like they're all doing such an amazing job. How do you feel about Galadriel? Galadriel's uh, um, uh, interpretation. Oh, I love her. <laughs> she's she's yeah doing amazing. I love you know how they. I mean, you kind of get from the Hobbit to her and Sauron having a little feud back and forth and whatnot. So seeing that kind of start starting off here, it's, you know, I can see the connection for sure of how like, and of course, you know, Finrod's death that she definitely has it out for Sauron from now until the end of time for, yeah. you know, good reason. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. I mean, okay. So for, for those of you who don't know, Phil has a histories of middle earth podcast. You want to talk about that a little bit? Tell people, I mean, obviously, people know how to look up podcasts. But tell them what you do. Tell them how you break it all down. Yeah, so you can find it on most of the main uh, podcasting sites, Podbean, iTunes, uh, Spotify. And it's just a in-depth look at the history of Middle Earth from the characters to the locations. And each episode covers either one or two, sometimes three people or a location and goes deep into the history basically from the beginning of times from either before the first age um to like the years of trees or uh, years of lamb mm. um the beginning of the silmarillion days all the way to the fourth age and we basically just follow the history of that person in their entire life or that location as uh phil's been around a long time i'm almost starting to think he might be a numenorian dude dude he definitely is he one hundred percent is, and uh, actually, before Phil goes, real quick, I uh, first of all, I've been avoiding a black rider this entire time. If you guys go to the chance to go check out the video, like I'm not, even, I'm not even making sub. So is Phil, it a horse fly or something? Or what? What's Phil's going on, on right now? This is uh, like it's a good thing. I need some, I need some protection over here or something. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, w w uh, thoughts on the on the wizard on um, or oh or, yeah, the stranger. Yeah, yeah, like do you have any predictions? Any thoughts? Any any clues you're seeing? Uh, I'm. I think I'm right there with everybody else. But I think Gandalf, because um, we see. Sajirun's you know, right. Sajirun sure. is too weird. 
Yeah, there's that, and then it's like he landed with the hobbits, and you know, yes. the tired hobbits, and all those places aren't around yet, so they haven't settled, been settled there. So, but that's he's the you know the wizard that grew so fond of hobbits and everything. So, for him to land right there and be instantly introduced to them, and you know, they're being super hospitable and helping yes. him in yeah. all these different ways. I can see like that definitely becoming Gandalf, a young old Gandalf. Yeah, yeah right. So yeah. he, he starts as an old man, but he's young. I don't know how yeah. to say that in words. But, um, he's an old man, I can definitely baby. see it. Well, yeah. I can definitely see it being him for sure. Dude, oh, Phil, it is so good talking to you, man. I mean, this is crazy. This is wild. This is like time travel, bro. Time travel. <laughs> yeah, I miss you guys. Miss you too, brother. Yeah, I was excited he got through. Thank you guys for helping Phil get his podcast up and running. He's really enjoyed it, and it's just been some way for him to nerd out because it's a place that I really just can't meet him as a spouse. Not as a Julia, Julia, we didn't do nothing. Listen, we didn't do nothing. If, if, we, if you're trying to take credit for getting us some alone time, we'll take it. Okay. Right. But, but we didn't do nothing. That boy was going to make a podcast no matter what. But it's so it good to hear, hear your voice again. It was so good to hear. And Lou yeah, Amelia, I really man. I really appreciate that the that it's making everything really accessible to plebeians like I who have not read the Silmarillion five times. And I'm just See? grateful for Phil's endurance to watch the show once by himself so he can enjoy it. And then once so I can ask him questions every 10 minutes. See, Julia's too busy, like, saving the world through social justice, man. That's what she's doing. Like, she's, she's way too – like, she's in the real-life Middle-Earth war. You know what I'm saying? The war for, for real-life Earth. So that's why, yeah. I, I, I Yeah, when you're, when you're doing God's work – Sarah's the same way. When you're doing God's work, you need a little rest from your husbands who live in a fantasy world, and that's understandable. So, But, yeah, no, it's so good to hear your voice again, man, and to hear little Amelia. I remember – when you were in the Shire, you weren't even father yet. You know what I mean? Like that's, it's crazy. Nope. It's crazy. The, the friendships that form and the bonds that, uh, that we, that we find, uh, through, through this shared fandom. It's crazy. It's crazy. So I will be thinking about you, dude. When, when we get to Numenor, I'll be thinking about Phil for sure. hundred percent. Yeah. Thanks. Bill. <laughs> Sounds good. Good to hear you. Right, we'll talk. All right. We'll talk to you later. Right. Have a good night. See ya. You See too, ya. brother. Bye-bye. Man, this is crazy. This know, is crazy man. as wild dog. It's wild. Is crazy. Good Lord, I love it though. I can't. I don't know what we just experienced. Like I can't even process what's happened. I can't either. We we've also got like two more people have been. Te- get out I got. Of here, I got to get this one in. I got to because this is. Can can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Welcome to the Hobbit Hotline. Who is this voice? Sounds strangely familiar. This is Drew from Virginia. Good Lord, Drew, you are a dop- you're a vocal doppelganger of Bill Joe Baggins. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, first time I heard this podcast was first time I heard this podcast was the last episode when you guys were doing the reaction oh, to so the uh, oh, premiere. So <laughs> oh man, am I just hearing? Doesn't he sound like Joe? Oh, absolutely! I, I thought for sure, like he 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 Cody like blocked his number or did some <laughs> wow. funny thing with the number there, you know. Drew, it's wonderful. Yeah, I got a new number. Yeah, right. It's wonderful <laughs> to hear your voice. It's also wonderful to hear Joe's voice, and um, and and to talk to you for the first time. What? Tell us, tell us what you're thinking about the show. Uh, what are you excited for? What did you not like? Um, what did you love? Oh, I like the most that it's 
connecting us back to moments in the original trilogy that are now just way more impactful. Like yes. two moments come to my mind, like when Elrond is talking about Isildur throwing in the ring. And right now he's so happy in the, in the series we're watching. And mm. we see, uh, we see all of that come to an end. And then Isildur doesn't throw in the ring. And it's like, man, that's so impactful wow. now. It, it is, it is a weird thing to see Elrond kind of happy, isn't it? Like to see yep. Elrond, but it works for whatever reason. Like, like I don't know if it's if if it's the actor just killing it, or if it's the way they wrote it, or both. But yeah, that's a great point, fair point. Like, um, uh, previous callers were talking about this as well. How he is he is, despite like not totally looking like Hugo Weaving, which is a big because you're watching a show. It's uh, like and these you're being you're naturally your mind is comparing them to the actors who played these characters before. Despite all that, like he is so believable as a young Elrond and and part of that like I don't know how he's able to do that but he is playing a very convincing younger version happier version of Elrond yeah dude the actor is so warm to everyone I don't know how he pulls it off just he like really he exudes get... like niceness and you want to be his friend right away well said perfectly yep. said maybe that's the other drawing me in yeah yeah the other moment that I think of is you know Galadriel looking at the ring because right now we're seeing her going after Sauron and all the trials she's going wow. through. And like Frodo brings her the weapon to take out yes. Sauron. Like she could have <laughs> oh done it way gosh. before she had the one uh-huh. ring. And then she's like, um, I'm not going to do it. You know, I'm finally going to make that decision that we see her not make in the first episode. Drew, you are blowing. Let's You're go. making connections that my little hobbit brain would have taken years. Like, I would have been 10 years down the road talking to us, being like, bro, did you ever think about? You are blowing <laughs> my mind. You're right. This is this and then, building. So, so I thought it was just like her, you know, when I originally saw Fellowship of the Ring, it's like, okay, well, Gladrail is really powerful. Of course, she's like Gandalf. If she gets the ring, uh, she'll be able to use it for lots of power. Um, but not only that, it's just been her lifelong mission since she took over from Finrod to go after Sauron. And she has the weapon now, and she doesn't take it. And now it's just like, wow, if I ever watch that, I don't know if I can handle it. No, you're right. That's like a whole, that's like a whole, um, like, book Faramir, like, book and and film Gandalf, book and film Aragorn. It's a whole new level of, yeah, maybe even deeper, because it's been, it's been a battle that's been fought longer than any of those characters had fought it. And and you could even argue like more personally that she refuses to yeah wow all right Drew, then, uh, that, man. one cool thing mind. yeah so this I don't know if you guys have kids I have an eight year old daughter yes um yes. she really likes elves when we watched The Hobbit she was all okay. about elves and she was an elf for Halloween oh, um, gosh, last so cool. year so so she watched this and I didn't know if she'd like it because the language is very Tolkienish, right? It's yeah. a little hard to follow. I gave yeah. her some primer, like just really quick primer on the first stage, but she loved it. She was into it. Oh, that's all of so it. And exciting. When when Galadriel killed the the snow troll, she pointed at the screen and she's like, "That's why I like elves." Oh, she's like, "See so all the flips." <laughs> cool. Oh, that's so cool. Drew, you you brought up something that's that's beautiful that we had kind of worried about when we heard, and I don't like. You can throw it out the window because I think there was a lot of trolling going on by a lot of trusted sources who just, I don't know, we're trying to get clicks. But the whole thing about like, and I guess we still have yet to see this or not, but 
the whole like nudity intimacy stuff that we were really worried about it like obviously barring a certain number of young viewers who could otherwise get into a get into Tolkien in a whole new way and also like the the um the bond that would be formed between like parents who are Tolkien fans and then also their children experiencing it in the new way. And to see these, these first two episodes. And I, I was talking about it last week. Um, you know, you could be, like you said, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old and watch these two first, first two episodes and be drawn into the world of Tolkien. And I think that that's, it's beautiful that it was done that way. And yeah. And it's cool. Cause like, she's not going to know all the cool stuff we do, but it's going to be one of those things where good, media has like star wars where they mention these things that you don't know about but it feels like something that exists that has a whole backstory so she doesn't need to know all the details but later on if she ever reads that stuff she's like oh yeah this is what that meant she'll, she'll be able to connect the dots she'll, she'll remember watching with her dad too you know what i mean like that and that's something she'll have the rest of her life which is it's pretty special i mean that's what that's what it's all about like sharing a story and experience and characters that are are good and worthy of you know remembering that's amazing, man. Yeah, so anyway, I'm a new listener. I just started listening last podcast when you guys are doing the reaction. Um, I got to say, out. the positivi- positivity you guys have is awesome. Because I was, I was jonesing for some Lord of the Rings discussion and Get looking for some here. positive reactions. And it's just, you guys exude positivity about the show. That's what I was feeling. Oh man, thanks. Well, Levi, bless you. And don't, hey, don't go all the way back to the beginning, man, because that's just... It's a lot of rambling for a lot of years, okay? You just yeah, you yeah, continue yeah. with us forward. But, man, bless you, dude. That is incredible. That is so cool. I, I'm glad you're loving the show. I'm glad that you, you clearly have a knowledge of, like, first and second age stuff and that you're still excited about that. I love hearing that. As yeah. That, yeah, it's cool. For me, for me, my favorite, I think even I'll talk for Ez. Let me know if I'm speaking for you, bro, no, incorrectly. Do. But the, the trilogy is, like, my favorite era. Like, that's... That's it. So this is all this is all extra for me because I don't have there's no pressure on like the first and second age. So to hear people who who know the first and second age and love it so much, but also love the trilogy, this this hitting home for them, I think is that like makes me happy because there'd be a lot of pressure to either like something or for the showrunners to get it right for fans who who know it so well. So yeah, wow, good mm. talking to you, Levi. Nice meeting you, man. Yeah, yeah. thanks so much. Good talking to you too. Thanks. All righty. Thank you, brother. Dang, dude. Woo. Oh, As man. What is, ha- what is happening, man? We got one last call. Let's go. Let's go. We got one last caller. I can't believe this. I never I, thought we'd get. We'd I didn't the whole think time. we'd. No. I, did I thought I was going to make character voices. Either. <laughs> I had no idea, uh, honestly. Uh, I cannot wait to tell you the full story about the Black Rider. I cannot. Maybe there are, may- I can't either. I can't wait. To, I can't wait to hear about the shoes, man. I'm telling you right now, there's the shoe incident. Other podcasts are out here scouting me out. Uh, Get out of here. I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. Get out of here. Let's go. Like, uh, welcome to darkness, my friend. You got to touch it. I thought to know which, I thought it was a black rider, on. but it looked like a prancing pony outside. I mean, I'm not gonna yeah, lie. To you. I'm yeah. not even lying to you right now. Good lord, could you imagine a prancing black pony? That would be confusing. That's weird, right? Be like, are you scary? Or are you freaking me out? Like that would be almost more terrifying, I think. Yeah, I know. Wow. Anyway, well, well I you only live once. You know what I'm saying? You only live once. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness gracious! Live, laugh, love. Isn't that? Isn't that how you pronounce it? That's, live, laugh, love. That's how it is. I don't know. 
All right, here we go. Here we uh, go. Here we go. Here we go. Welcome to the hot the hotline. Who do we who do we have here? Who's joining us? Guys, this is Rachel Spenson. Get out of here. Oh, let's go. Are you kidding me? Now, okay, I don't want to I don't want to sound like a, a sexist or something, but I was hoping we'd have some female voices. All right? We've got some <laughs> beautiful the first, right? Yeah. You are the first. Yeah. Believe it, believe no. it or not. So, Rachel, let's – yeah, this is incredible. Holy cow. Tell us – All right. Us, well, for, then – Yeah, for Welcome to the Hot Hotline, tell us what you thought of, of, the, of the, this new foray into a brand-new world, or I guess age, in a world we love so much. Well, yeah, yeah. No, I'm excited about it. I mean, I think everyone I've ever talked to – says how visually it is obviously i mean he has so much money to work with put it to good use oh my goodness blown away by the visuals yeah, yeah. i mean it's just amazing stunning everything it? you yeah. could have hoped for there but no um i i like maps and i like timelines and i cannot figure what eight what year it is yeah and right. i'm freaking out yeah it's, you, it's, it's okay. weird we were we were wondering that too. Like it's it, they're definitely playing with 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 the timeline, right? Like are we are we gonna like we we're, I can't remember who we were talking this with. It was it was one of our earlier friends jumping in, but like we are definitely settled into a certain period of time. But are they are they taking events from different years and kind of mixing them up? Are we gonna be here for a little okay. bit and next season be somewhere else or I mean some when else? I guess I should say. Right. Yeah, they gotta be. They gotta be. I mean, yeah. I just don't know. But I mean, see, that just creates a whole other aspect of, you know, people who are familiar with the Second Age. Yes. Now all of a sudden, we're like, we have no idea what's coming next. Yes. We know what technically happens, but this is all brand new for everybody watching. So, so isn't it cool? I was thinking about this today, right? Isn't it awesome how? I honestly, I thought like, there's no way we're gonna be able to speculate. There's no way because it's mm-hmm. going to be like there's certain things that are going to happen. and But now it's almost like, I mean, you've got the stranger. You've got um, what's going to happen. Like what is it going to become of the South, the, uh, the Southerners, I should mm-hmm. say. Um, mm-hmm. Was, yeah. Dur- like, was Duran hiding in that ha- box? Exactly, dude. What is the secret of Casa Doom? Is it is it yep. is it a is it a Silmaril? Is it Mithril? What the heck is it? Is it something? Is it a is it a subway token? I don't know. Yeah. Like ha- what? It has opened the door for us being. How is a Ron Deere that good looking? You know what I mean, like. Man, I tell you what, bro. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to have a poster Se- on my wall. Secrets. But if I do, it's a Ron Deere. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's beautiful. Oh, He's a well, beautiful man. Here's the thing. So when they open, you know, they're like teasing that item that they have or whatever. Yes. I'm like, is this what they dug too deep for? I mean. Yes. Thank you. Ooh. Yes. Okay, we're is okay. It? We're getting into a theory. Well, I have yes. Yeah. I know. Oh, yeah. tell me. Well, just in, just you know, because we had that that final trailer that had a Belrog at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Durin's Bane. So you're starting to make these connections, and I I think we're supposed to think it's a Silmaril, but I think maybe it is Mithril. And then you have to think like, is this whole connection of of are they going to? Is it going to be something that's helpful for the forging of the rings? And then I thought, are they somehow going to? Mm imply that like these rings are so special because they're made of like something like mithril true silver something so rare mm. i don't know mm-hmm. i mean i don't know or is it, is yeah. it literally just going to be a silmarill and we're going to be like well how the heck is that even possible like where do they find that 
And then are they going to continue to de- delve, you know, delve deeper and awaken this Belrog searching for more of them? Or like, that is right. the crazy thing, right? Yeah. Because all we were told was, oh, they got too greedy. They dug too deep. Mm-hmm. Well, right. What if they were actually looking for something very specific? And correct me if I'm wrong, wow. I could be. But I think what what happened to the Silmarils? One's in the sky as a star, mm-hmm. one's in the ocean, and one's in the earth. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. Okay, there you go. Yeah. You read farther than me. So, you don't know. Yeah. That's wow. what yeah, people wow. were they, they were speculating whether whether that was the Silmaril or what it was. You know, if the uh, gosh, is it if, the lower back ponytail? As is that what it is? Well, they dug right <laughs> on past that, my friend. They dug right on past that. Gee, uh, <laughs> many that's hiding a different secret. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this, uh, whoa. Anyway, um, but you know what I'm thinking? Like, what, what you know, how, like dragons covet like treasure and stuff like that, or or they they hoard it. They they, they want to, you know, I don't know. Like, did did they did they pick up something that belonged to that Balrog? Did they did they dig down there and, and take something mm. away from mm, it that's going to cause it to, to come up after them? You know, all, yeah. all kinds of things that are just interesting to think about. And, and I love how they do that. I mean, it's exactly what you want to show it to do, which is to set up all the speculation around these, these yeah. big things. I mean, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, uh, I, won't, I won't keep you late. Two points I wanted to make. Um, one was uh, the guy on the boat. I can't remember his name. Um, he and Gladrill. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just first time watching it, I was thinking, okay, so this dude literally just saw his homeland burned and they, you know, he's running for his life with these other people. Like what would have happened to him to make him just abandon the people he just came out of that with, you know, cause mm-hmm. you can't have a bond you forged through yeah. trauma basically. Yeah. And I'm like, man, this dude is cold. He's cold. He's ice cold. Yeah. Maybe that's where Galadriel learns it. Maybe she learns it from him. You know what I mean? He probably, probably. All right, that's a great uh, question. He, he is pretty cutthroat. I mean, like he is, he's, like yeah. you said, he, he's like, nap, I'm going to save my own skin. Yeah. And then, although we want to like him, it's like, is he actually trustworthy going forward? We don't yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's a good point. Yeah. Yes, he is. But, a, no. He's um, a, yeah. No, yeah. continue. Uh, continue, one please. One thing. Well, yeah, one thing I want to see desperately in the show, and I don't even know why, it's such a minor part, I want to see the doors of Durin being made. Oh, yeah. wow. Like, right. You know? I mean, wouldn't that be cool to see that them? Because, be... you know, they, they make the doors because the, the bond, the friendship, the trade between the elves and the dwarves. Oh, my gosh. It, it, the doors are just left open for most of the time until the, the, the war of the Sauron and the elves. I mean, you know. I want to see the friendship, and I want to oh see the doors gosh. get made, and I want to know why they use friend as the password. Like, mm. I just want to see it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Rachel. I think we're going to, which is awesome. Blowing I'm so glad. Mind. Well, it, because she, she brings it up because I think a lot of people, when I got done with the episode, I was talking to other friends, and they are like, hey, you know, Ez, why didn't they use the password there? Like, why oh, yeah, would, you know. Door. It's a different, d- different door. Different door, yeah. yeah. And I, I was yeah, trying yeah, yeah. to, you know, I, was, I went back and looked at it, and I was like, yeah, this is, that's not the door that everyone's that's thinking about. I mean, I'll so, tell you what, Rachel's that's right. something yeah. that visually, yeah, that's something visually too that could stay exactly the same because that's literally exactly, a, a, yeah. an illustration in the in the book. Oh, like, for, there's yeah. no artist, mm-hmm. there's no artist copyright to that other than Tolkien's and you could literally just put that up and we would go, that's what that door is. So that's, that's it. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. I didn't think about like, I mean, yeah, like how the how the lake is there, and how I mean, I don't know if the watcher would play into any of this stuff. Probably not. That's probably further down the line. But mm-hmm. um, 
yeah, the doors being open. Man, you are bringing up some great points, Rachel. Good Lord. Yeah. Uh, Rachel, can I ask you one more question, too? So wow. you, you sent us an email about you had the timeline and everything down there, right? You were kind of looking over the second age. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, okay. I've been reading online, and Lane might get a kick out of this. Maybe we'll see here. Let's go. Come uh, on. The big Pick question, me. when they were going to Valinor, the big question around some of the lore, and these are the things I, I forget. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sort of like... I'm looking at it and I'm going like, once you say it, I'm like, oh yeah, I guess you know the 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 reshaping the the, the whatever you know, sure, like yeah. it's it's out. There. Someone's right. like, is this? I mean, straight up, the question was, as they enter that gateway, they're going to Valinor. They're like, well, wait a second, is is the world flat or is it round right now? And I had like this out of sort of like, am I on the like conspiracy theory side of TikTok or? The flat earth side. You know, I didn't know what was going on for a second. And I was like, no, wait, wait." Tolkien was a flat earther first. I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. Uh, He was a flat middle earther anyway. Yeah, yeah, he definitely was. So I thought that was crazy because I was sitting there like, I was like, huh? You know, and they're talking about the way in which you get to Valinor. And so when you brought up the the timeline, that's something I think people are like, well, those, you know, that, that technically should be after like the fall of Numenor and, and a little some some of the reshaping or whatever. I just thought it was right. was right. super super interesting, and and I was like, I, I literally my jaw dropped when somebody said like, it, the, the question was, is this flat Earth or is this round? You know, like what? And I just couldn't couldn't help but laugh. So, uh, any thoughts yeah, on that? No, I don't know. No, I guess. Yeah, I don't see now again. I'm not super well versed in in all the different writings and all that jazz i've read the books obviously the silmarillion but that's about the extent of it right so but i've always kind of thought that it's when they were banned from valinor that the way that the path was then hidden from anyone not allowed to go back yeah yeah so it was kind of like so it's like if you couldn't find this way it's it's round earth but this way kind of made it somehow you skipped off and went flat i don't know uh, just kind of where my mind went yeah, yeah, I like that. Uh, it doesn't really make sense, but it's just the, the way was hidden from anyone mm-hmm. without basically from. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I don't that's know. Cool. That's a good. That's that's solid thinking there. As hey, it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, speaking of solid thinking, let me get him back in here. Uh, here, hold, we'll give him one second here. Welcome to the Hobbit Hotline. Uh, can you hear me? Long time talker, second yeah. time caller. I'm really sorry. Sorry. Rachel. Uh, sorry. I think I need a landline, Rachel. My phone just literally hung up on on, on me. He's back. Just keep going. You guys are in the middle of a good conversation. I'm tuning in. Okay. Yeah. Go. No. No. We 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 settled it. The the Earth is we don't know. Uh, rat, okay. Round or flat. Yeah, we you don't know. know. We don't know. We just thought did, it was did, gonna. Did you guys also love Rachel? Did you love how like um, I don't know. I guess I didn't even think we would. Oh no, friends. We had a full, complete shutdown. What happened? We are live on the Hobbit Hotline, and I'm I'm just out here by myself. Just, just. Oh my! It, we. <laughs> I I'm sorry. I don't know what's happening. No, I, this time wasn't you. I don't know what happened. I have did to, everything uh, just shut down? Yeah. Hold on. Here we go. Call. Rachel, are you there still? Did you hang up on me? Did I expire my time or something? There, no, buddy? I have my, no. My phone uh, is playing. Uh, okay, uh, my phone. Okay, uh-huh. so, sorcery my phone right is now. Black. 
I think my phone's a black reacher. We would ne- he would hang up on me, but he would never hang up on you. Um, right, right. <laughs> no, I was just so behind, maybe I got too close to the light, like these elves. I don't know. Like I was just gonna ask, did, what did you think of the depiction of actually, like, crossing over, so to speak? Like I never thought we would see that, but at the same time, I thought, yeah, the heavens open up and there's this light, and you just like melt into the light. The gray rain curtain passes away. And you can almost kind of mm-hmm. see how it's the prelude to what Gandalf talks about when you when you go to Valinor. Right, right. You know, I thought it was fascinating. Not only did we get to see uh, the showrunner's interpretation of it, but I thought it was fascinating that the characters themselves were wondering what it was like before yeah. we get to see it. Yeah. I was like, that's so that's so cool that they 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 opened with the speculation. What is it going to be like? I've heard it's like this. They say it's like that. And then we get to kind of see their interpretation. I thought that was really, really cool. That's a great point. Yeah, we did. They, they were in like kind of wonder and amazement themselves. And you'd think if anyone would know what the, it's weird to see elves like that, isn't it? They're always so yeah. they're, they're often bored because they know they're it's everything's predictable to an elf. Right. And to see them kind mm-hmm. of amazed like that. I, I love how they're almost like. I don't know, making them more relatable, making them more human. I, I feel like I've never cheered for elves more. And, and and felt um, more like connection to elves than I do in the show. And that's a huge win for me because yeah. it's opened a whole new yeah. group of people. But, yeah. For sure. Yeah, I was talking to my brother the other day, and he, he also is a fan of the show and stuff. Yeah. And he was saying that he noticed that the elves didn't walk the same as in the trilogy. In the trilogy, they're so light, and they almost float around and and then this show they're they're walking and they feel more human they're like men kind of plodding around almost mm. wow yeah yeah oh my gosh that's a great point yeah. I, I okay this is gonna i'm just gonna change how i watch the show from now on this is so cool like everything that people have said now like it's yeah. gonna be in my brain this is beautiful yeah well we know from shame yeah, too just... yeah yeah go ahead i'm sorry no, no, I was just going to say, that's just the beauty of Tolkien and what he's given us is because there's so much so much depth and thought and mm. purpose into the characters he created and the language they use and everything about it. He was so intentional. And, and I think we as people really respond well to intentionality because that's mm. how, you know, things we care about, we're very intentional about. Yeah. And so we, you know, can can feel that and, and just pick it up even subconsciously and, and just really, I really appreciate that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's good. That's well and said. It, and and even like yeah, his his um his approach as an author was to put meaning behind everything, right? To yeah. be mm-hmm. intentional with it, whether it was names or, you know, whatever it was uh, that 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 was something he put in the forefront. So, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Rachel, uh, can uh, I ask you this? Like, um, how is it going to end up for Arondir and Bronwyn? Like, how is this going to end? Are mm-hmm. we going to get a happy ending finally for an elven human love story? Or is it going to go how we're thinking? Rachel? Yes? Yeah. Oh. Uh, did we, did we lose Rachel? I don't know. I have oh, no. no. That was so beautifully cool. I thought she was just giving us silence, as in like the, that's the how it's gonna go. Of asking, of, 
of asking that question, but she's just gone. No! You can't make that up. You cannot make that up. Hold on. We got to get Matthew Johnson in here because uh, he's been trying Matthew to call. J. He's been trying to call all night long, and it's just, oh, his, I, I just it's it's literally been crazy Rachel, trying to get him in Please call back. I want to hear your answer to that. Please, please call back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Well, Matthew, please call back too. My goodness. Oh, Jesus. Uh, wow. Sorry. I mean, it's just like the timing, you know, it's like, it's, it's weird because yeah, it's like collateral yeah, jumping ship. I mean, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> bad timing. Or like, is it, do we or really want to go with these guys? Is nah, it, nah, nah, it, we're good. Let's get it, out. Matthew Johnson. I know that Tim, that's gotta be him. And he, he's yeah. over here. He's here. We go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Welcome to the Hobbit hotline. Is this Matthew? Oh man, <laughs> dude! It happened, dude. Let's go, baby, how are you guys doing? You invoked the right. How do they say it? Of 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 uh, Sigan Target Blaga. I'm have had yeah, enough of this crap. Is what it is. I've I cannot. Invoke you have the right of cigarettes. Matthew's been trying to call it. Like I swear to you, Matthew. Every single time I even looked at like Lottie, mm. and I was like, I'm trying to answer this one, and it was like I. <laughs> Could not, dude. I'm not even kidding you right now. I like you probably you know saw real- online. I moved seats. I got away from a black rider situation. <laughs> the prancing ponies outside, like scouting us out. I get the binoculars. Like, what are those guys doing, huh? It's Tuesday night, and, and here I'm just oh. trying to talk to Matthew for crying out loud. I love it. I love it. It's uh, then you, yeah, then so you got- cool to be able to call it. Dude, this yeah. is awesome, uh, Matthew. A, a name I recognize from Instagram and Facebook and. And maybe even a Tolkien story. I can't. I honestly, it's just like they're they all clawed together. And I see a big light, and I'm moving towards it. But Matthew, welcome. It's good to talk to you. What? Tell us your your reaction to this new adventure we're on. Yeah, I want. I wanted to share this because I thought it was interesting. So I watched it. I didn't get to watch it till Sunday night, um, and I oh. watched both episodes, and it 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 left me a little flat. Not gonna, not gonna lie. Okay. And okay. Um, I was, I was reading some of the comments and stuff, and some other people were feeling similar. And yes, they were. Yes, they so were. So last night, I went back and I watched the first half hour of the first episode. Yeah. And it was, it was absolutely incredible. So. So, so what? So what, uh, what? I guess. Yeah, like what? Tell me, explain yeah. if you can, like expound upon that, like what. What was it that? Because I love this, like especially we we got a really detailed comment. I'm gonna read later in the episode off the Hobbit hotline, but it made me really open my eyes to a whole group of like people who have ex- different expectations than I had. Right? This is all like for me. This is all bonus. Like my favorite character will always be Aragorn. My favorite stories will always be the trilogy, specifically Fellowship of the Ring. Like this is all extra for me. Like, but but if people are anticipating this in a different way than I am, I could see how it might fall flat. So what, like, how did that happen for you? What specifically was going on? Yeah. Yeah. I, so honestly, I feel the exact same way of, about the trilogy as you. Okay. And I yeah. think there's just so, there's so many emotions wrapped into it when you're yeah. watching it and you're yeah. trying not to be too critical and everything. And so yep. that's why I decided to go back and like, watch it again after yeah. like all that, you know, anticipation and buildup has, has gone through and that can do a lot. I too, was just blown away. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, so did it pick yeah, up? Like, I, was it just the I first 30 minutes and it picked that. up? 
Yeah, I, I'll get to the rest of it. But okay. the, when I watched it the first time, the, the first 30 minutes were the coolest to me. I'm a big mm. Silmarillion fan. And so seeing the prologue and like the battle of unnumbered tears and the war of mm. wrath and all that was just, yeah. it was pretty cool. And, and the quality too. I don't, I don't want to beg on other shows, but some other fantasy series just seem, I guess, flat and, and don't have the same attention to detail. Mm. Um, and the second viewing, I really picked up on a lot of that and like the quality um, that they put into it. So it was really cool. And so I would, Tell people that you know maybe give it another shot mm. if if you felt a little flat after the first bit just because there is I mean for someone who can almost quote the whole fellowship by heart like there's there's just a lot of emotions wrapped into that um, mm. so having a little departure from that was good. I think I think you bring up something that's that's uh, definitely worthwhile and noting too is the, the quality of the show we got. I mean. I will admit, yeah, like like you when you look at some other fantasy productions, especially TV series, right? This is something we've never seen in Middle Earth. We haven't seen a TV show. And so I think, like, especially if you grew up in the 90s, right? It was always movies are at the top quality. TV's way, I mean, it's below there. And then there's even different stratifications of TV. You know what I mean? Whereas now it's oh, yeah. so different. Like, you can have TV shows that are better than 90% of, of films in theaters, and so, but there's still that preconceived notion we have as like 90s kids or 80s kids or whatever of TV shows being lesser in quality. So that was a fear I had too. I thought like, there's no way, especially when, when we started thinking like, they're not going with Weta, they're unable to work with Weta um, for whatever reason, whether it was because they're all working on Avatar or because they, whatever, the rights of New Line and the, the show, the Prime, all this stuff, whatever it is, the, the great mysteries of our time. Um, I thought like there's no way they're going to be able to recapture the detail and the authenticity of, of Middle Earth. And I think you said it perfectly. Like it, 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 the quality is there and it's, it's different because it's a different visual, but there's also so many cues that are similar enough that make us feel like Middle Earth. And then just the, the depth of it all is, is, it was astounding to me. I thought like that was the one thing I think Seth brought it up earlier on feeling like literally dropped into Middle Earth, I felt like I was airdropped into Middle Earth again. In the way that I did as a 13-year-old kid in the theater watching Fellowship of the Ring when I had no idea what Middle Earth was. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I was 13 when I saw Fellowship, and it just it blew my brain out. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty similar. Yeah. Um, one other thing I just I wanted to share, and um, that I picked up on, um, as is bicep boy, uh, Celebrimbor. Let's go. Um, I, <laughs> I, um, I thought it was cool how the one scene with, uh, Feanor's hammer, he pretty much outlined, like, it was a big foreshadowing to me because yes. he, he said, yes. oh, I want craft no matter what and all this yeah. stuff. And so you already can understand how he's, he's going to get tricked. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was kind of cool to see. It was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, to see how he's yeah, it, but it's coming I, from. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead, Lance. I, I was just going to say, no, to just speak to what your, your point, like he's he's going to. It's like that whole thing of he, he wants to be remembered, right? He wants to be counted as a legend. He wants to, when his time is, is done or whatever, he wants to be remembered in the same class as 
as is a fan or I don't even know the first age, but yeah, yes. I, like as one of these great Smiths who actually contribute and, and, and could actually, it's really kind of ironic if you think about it, how Feanor crafted the Silmarils and it almost held Morgoth captive and how what he's going to craft is ends up being held captive by Sauron. Mm. So it's kind of the flip of that, but like, yeah, that, that, um, a good intention, right. And a, and a, and a, a good desire, but how, like you said, it's going to lead to, you're right. He'll be so easily f- fooled. He, 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 he wants this so badly. And he thinks that that's, what's going to define him as a, as a legendary Elvin Smith. When, when you've got Elrond like sitting there saying, dude, like, no, you've already accomplished this. Like your works are a marvel to, they've impacted me. You know, it's, I almost feel like it's, it's does so many things. It's a lesson to us in real life of don't chase things that you think you should have when you've got great things right in front of you. And then also how it's going to play into his character flaw in the story. Uh, and I also told, I told as too, I was like, I was kind of wary when I saw him as like, you know, he looks like he walked it, walked out of a turbo tax. You know what I'm saying? Like as, oh, as an accountant, <laughs> like his visual representation. I'm like, bro, this guy ain't never touched a hammer. Not for thousands of years. Wow, He's been in a forge. Okay. Or he had took one hell of a shower afterwards, <laughs> but like the visual representation, but then I think to myself, no, he's sitting at a seat of, Maybe it's been a long time since he was actually down in there crafting. Maybe he's been in charge for so long and instructing and teaching other smiths that he's forgotten the feel of the hammer in his own hand. Mm. And how that, too, that separation, we see it all the time in Middle Earth, right, where the the, the strong, they grow, like, unvigilant, and they, they no longer are on their guard, and that's mm-hmm, when they're taken, mm-hmm. taken advantage of. And so we're seeing that built in Celebrimbor, and it, it works perfectly. Yeah. So – Mm. I'm excited to see that downfall. I know it's sad for the biceps, but I'm yeah. excited to see that. As long as we get to see him, as long as we get to see him before it's all over. Just one hammer strike is all. Is all. Oh, need. I'm calling a hammer strike. Like, be, like the the you know. I mean, gee, this episode or this net now sometime this season. We'll see. Probably not excellent. Goodness. Oh man, mm. I love it. Uh, Matthew. Well, guys, it's 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 late. Oh, go ahead. Ed. Well, I just want like like before you bounce, I don't. I wanted to ask you if, about the the stranger. I've been asking everybody about the stranger. Yeah, uh, any, yeah, any, yeah, any, yeah. any thoughts? I gotta I gotta know. Just picking your brain here. Yeah, I I gotta be honest. Like everyone else, I I it's it's like they're pointing towards Gandalf, but yeah. I gotta be honest. I don't I don't like that idea because yeah, okay. I think back to that scene in the Fellowship where he's down in, like, the library of Minas Tirith, and he's, like, mm. reading the seal door's letter, you know, like, in the year 34, 34. 34, second age. Second age. Um, yeah. And I'm like, if the dude was around, he should know this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so fair kind of, point. It kind of throws some things off if, uh, if yeah. it truly is Gantt. Right. Um, yeah. So I'm open to the idea, but it's I'm a little, I'm a little hesitant. I'm really hoping it's not Gandalf. Do you have yes. any theories on who on who it is? Oh man, I I am I'm lost. I actually loved the 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 sorry man um, theory quite a bit. <laughs> oh <laughs> my um, gosh! <laughs> I mean, maybe he's looking for Gandalf. The song he's, he's he's looking for Gandalf. So you know what I mean? It's like maybe that's what. It, yeah, I I don't know. It's got me. It's I got think, us all stumped, man. I, I honestly think as this whole like backstory, hypothetical backstory he built up is is actually, br- I mean, it's brilliant. It doesn't surprise. I say actually like a, it does not surprise me because as 
Ez could write for for a TV show. He could create. He will create whoa, his own whoa, story whoa. someday. Whoa. But I'm, I'm just like thinking like that would make sense. Like if something happens and he's scorned by the hobbits, because there is like an affinity. There's like a secret affinity that Saruman has for the the halflings, right? I mean, he smokes the weed. Yeah, he's always ragging he on loves Gandalf. The old Toby. He, does. he loves the old Toby, right? He he's always ragging on. I mean, he sends a whole army out to go grab a couple hobbits. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's something there, baby. You know, it's more than just his desire for the for to fulfill Sauron's will. Mm-hmm. Like he wants to be friend. He's like, why can't I be friends with the Halflings? Well, is it because I'm too smart or I'm the head of the order? I can't be cool. I can't smoke some pipe weed, right? Wow. There's, there's something there, and so to think. So Ez was like, you know, maybe there's maybe somehow he has this close relationship with the Harflets, and then he's scorned, and that is the root of his. And then how he ends, you know, he, spoiler alert, he ends up in the Shire. And and claims it and destroys it almost beyond repair. Yeah, and he just wanted to be part of the gang. Wanted to be part. That's what we all want, isn't it? Matthew is what we all want. I I never thought about this, but I mean, like now that we're talking about it, you've got Nori there, Eleanor, as I should say, and I just feel like once I heard her name was Eleanor, but a little more sophisticated uh, individual, and I just feel like like she keeps saying this this he came to her. And then I'm thinking about mm-hmm. this, the scorn that you're talking about, and maybe like mm-hmm. a romance gone wrong. You know what I mean? Like whoa, maybe that's whoa, why whoa, the inter. Jeez, you know dude, what I'm saying? How many Hobbit like the, sorry <laughs> romances do you need? The, the you already got Bella intimacy, and you got Gandalf. I don't know. I yeah, I do. I, you're reliving the Hobbit rewatchables. I am. I, I've got a. I got a fascination <laughs> right here, and and it's. Uh, Jeez. The only the only oh, itch is that height. stick he was using in the ground there, but Lord Almighty, we're gonna get kicked <laughs> off YouTube. I mean, honestly, wow, I love it. Oh gosh, dude, Matthew, oh, uh, thank yeah. you for calling the entire time. I, next time, if you, I mean, I tried fifteen times to get you in earlier, so I just want to say, good. I'm... okay, I just wanted to say it up front because I was just like, dang, man, I like this. I like this though because Matthew's a nightcap, man. I mean, he just. Yeah, it was not. Yeah, this what is perfect. A, what, a, what a wonderful human being to talk to 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 finish this first uh, Hobbit hotline off. I mean, yeah, it's good. What, so I gotta ask you, Matthew, what prompted you to? Was it the was it the cool Instagram stories that prompted you to call? Was it you wanting to refer? Did you want to get a giggle out of Ez talking about the biceps? <laughs> what made you? Why should people call into the Hobbit hotline? Is what I'm getting at in the future. Oh, I for me, it's I've been listening to since. 2018 um so i just wanted to call and support you guys and you know give you thanks for the the numerous hours of you know and entertainment and laughs you've you've given me so if if i can give you a single laugh that's a good lord oh you more than have all uh small price there giving us more than a single (laughs) laugh my friend i mean yeah this has been incredible man it's an honor to talk to you uh i of course recognize your name um wow yeah. Beautiful man. Thanks, Absolutely Matthew. Absolutely beautiful. We appreciate you. Call back. Call back sometime. Yeah, call back next week. We'll get you in early that time. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next week. <laughs> yeah. All right. You guys take care. All right. All right. All right Matthew, you too, Matthew. brother. Bye. Bye bye. Ah oh, man. Lord bless him, Ez. Lord bless him. I'm gonna to everybody watching on the on the on the I'm not even sitting in the chair anymore. Jeez, uh I'm, cow. I'm gonna I'm gonna kill the live because we're going to something you gotta listen to expect. Especially tomorrow over on the podcast so you're gonna wow. you, you can't hear it here live you're gonna have to tune in uh it's yeah it's a secret yes phil has mentioned it in the chat it's as secret as my lower back ponytail 
So good lord, is it braided tonight, buddy? You got any beads in it? No, it's loose as all get out. I had to get out of that chair quick. So, uh, oh man, I bet know. the stank is so fresh. It's real, it's real. All right, to everybody on the live here, uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks for watching, thanks for tuning in to the old Hobbit Hobbit. Hey guys, remember Frodo Lives. I'm I'm on such a adrenaline dump that my head is like in a vice, man. I can't I can't tell you how I did not see it going. I did not see the amount of people calling in like that. I, I that was that was a pure joy. Like I was only talking yeah, because that... I was in a stupor. I was like I should have just shut up more, but I, I couldn't help myself. I wanted to interact oh, dude, with these people. Dude, no, Some I'm so we... so oh, glad you man. did, man. So glad. I mean, like I'm 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 I'm. Dude, I'm blown. I'm blown away. I'm humbled. I'm honored. I'm so excited for every Monday night now. Like this is gonna be. Yeah. I hope. I hope we have tons of people call in. I hope we have that same type of interaction. Like it's just only gonna get more and more exciting. Yeah, and you know, I, I appreciate the the folks wow. who, who who said you know, and I'm glad That's you always bold, ask the question. Man. That's brave. It is. It is. I'm, I appreciate them calling in, and then also to say, hey guys. This I liked, this I didn't, you know, or, or guys, yeah. I, I love your enthusiasm for it or happy for people who are, are loving it. But at the same time, it's not me. It's not, I'm not feeling not it. for me. And yeah. that's, and that's okay. And I feel like it's something that you've seen now. And if you want to recommend it for, cause you might know somebody who does, this is their thing. You know what I mean? Like that's the other thing. If, yeah. it's, if it's not yeah. for you, that doesn't mean it's not for somebody else, which is, no, so I, I feel good about people who have come on and. And said that because Matthew there at the end was like, yeah, this this fell flat, and then he recommended go go back, get, get watching it again. Yeah, yeah, take a second look. Yep. And I caught so right. much more on a second watch. Me too. And for me, like it 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 hit out of the gate, and I don't know if it was just, I don't know, I don't know exactly why. As I mean, I don't know that it was perfection, honestly. I mean, I do believe it was a masterpiece because yep. I think it what they what they tried to do in and of itself just objectively is so difficult, but. For me, it, it got better each watch. Each watch, I was like, oh my, and I wish I would have watched it a fourth and a fifth. I got three three watches, right? And I thought, eh, it's a pretty good number. Power three, you know, yeah, 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 seeing yeah, yeah. three everywhere. I got to stop at three. And <laughs> yeah. I just ran out of time, honestly. But like, I if I could have watched it a fourth and fifth time before we talked tonight, I would have. Mm -hmm. And I probably will watch it one more time, at least both episodes one more time before uh, Friday's episode. Yeah. yeah. For sure. But only because it's been so enjoyable. Like I've, you know, picking Same. up the called I call them pig bar, pig berries for an entire week. Like all these little, like the the banter between Poppy and Nori alone is like you pick up new things every time. Yeah, man. Um, yes. And just that you're almost like bouncing between, and we haven't even met all our people groups yet. But you're bouncing between all these groups so much that you miss stuff the first time, the second time, the third time. Like I even thought about uh, the whole Gilgalad thing where. And we're going to come to it uh, when we when we talk later about this mm -hmm. this really I think positive positive critique criticism that we received of the show, um, or like how 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 you can disagree and do it respectfully and still be friends. I think yeah, is, is yeah. this is a perfect example of that. But the whole thing with Gilgalad, how I didn't catch until the second or third time I watched it. Like I hope they don't mess Gilgalad up. Yeah, you know what I mean with his yeah. whole his whole thing of like. Yeah, you know, Elrond, come here, bud. Galadriel's right, but we had to get rid of her. You know, we had to kind of. Yeah, not get so her sure how I way. feel about that. Like, you know, yeah. I'm like, what? That does not. That's not like the Gilgalad. That's the High King. Yeah. Right, and like, so that seems like a definitely like a a a change or a a spin they put on for the show, and maybe you have to 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 get their narrative to work. But I mean, that that's very a la. If we're gonna we're gonna critique the show, we also have to fairly critique. 
the trilogy, which is, you know, holy. Mm-hmm. They did that to a far greater extent with Faramir. They mm-hmm. did that. I mean, they even did that with Aragorn. Aragorn of the movies is not the Aragorn of the books. There's enough in common where we we synchronize the two. But like Aragorn of the movies was not setting down Andoril, first of all. He didn't even have it in the, in the movies mm-hmm. at, at the mm-hmm. Golden Hall and saying, if anyone touches this sword, they'll die by it. Yeah. It's yeah. a different Aragorn we see in the books and in the films. Sure. And, but so anyway, I mean, that, that change doesn't mean they're going to mess up the character of Gilgalad, but it's definitely worth noting, mm-hmm. right? Because we have had so little of him so far, very, very little um, characterization from Gilgalad, but that's something that's kind of glaring so far. So yeah, yeah. I, 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 I all I'd say, if you're a future caller, if you do have, if you only want to come in and critique the show, like you might say, Lane, as I got nothing good to say. Like we want to hear that stuff too, because it really has. It's changed my viewpoint of of the show going going forward. And it, honestly, it's made helped me empathize with people who might might really be disappointed so far. It makes me feel kind of sad. And I hope that I hope that the show uh, changes in a way that that they're able to access it as well. Because well, that would be a terrible feeling to be amped for something, especially yeah. if it's your favorite time period, Middle Earth, and then to feel kind of isolated from it. Uh, I hope I hope that it is able to bring more people in honestly so yeah 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 good point well hey uh i guess what we'll do we'll just kind of we're at we're at two hours and 50 minutes already and we haven't even done the intro so let's just uh we should we should, let's wrap this up spin out our outro here and then we'll roll right back into the intro how about that for some craziness you know my, my lord man i feel like we're filming a, a movie it's all out of sequence it's all out of sequence. Um, <laughs> yeah i mean that was an incredible session i like i don't know what to say other than like if you if you wanted to call in tonight you weren't able to get through please call next week next monday yeah. monday yep. the 15th yeah 12th. yeah i can't count uh it's the it, 12th this is the 12th you're right thanks monday september 12th 8 30 to 11 eastern standard time call into the hobbit hotline 740 263 Seven four seven three. That's seven four zero two six three. Get right. out the pen. Seven four seven three. Don't use a pencil. Use pen. Let's All right. Go. Let's go. We don't want that smudge. Somebody's and inking that call. on. Somebody's inking Ink that, that on. on. Get it tattooed. Maybe that's my next <laughs> tattoo. I don't know. Uh, give us a call. Tell us what you think. If nothing else, like if you just want to say hi, this was incredible. To absolutely, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, to to match voices to faces and comments. We've mm-hmm. we've been seeing mm-hmm. like in some cases seeing for years. Five years, man. I mean, yeah. it's crazy. So, yeah. yeah. Really cool. Um, yeah, if you like our podcast, hey, or, you don't, know, don't. write us a review. So, and, and you go know ahead. what? And if you don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. some people are, are, are also <laughs> writing that review as well. So go right on ahead. Uh, yeah, go, those give me a good chuckle. I, I like those. I like those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're fun. I mean, it balances. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's which way do you go? You know what I mean? Like, like which right. lights do you follow? So, right? Wow. Whoa. I mean... You, get, you need both. Uh, but, uh, yeah, leave that review. I think we're a couple of ripples, man, honestly. A couple we, of nipples, a couple of ripples. Wow, you know hey, saying? okay. So, sounds All right. <laughs> intimate. Um, so, uh, <laughs> get it coordinated. Yeah, like uh, like the old podcast, subscribe to her, uh, and send us that shadow facts. <laughs> uh, we'll see you in just a couple of days, honestly, guys. And uh, thank you for tonight. That was amazing. Uh, I can't wait, wait for later this week and next week. This is going to be one heck of a seven-week ride. Uh, but just remember, be wary because Sauron lives.
Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.